for a very special episode of the SoxCast. If you've been following along on the site at all over the last half of an entire freaking year, then you no doubt know where we are today. It's taken us a bit longer than we'd planned, probably, to get here, and we're happy that you all have been so patient uh, with us, uh, especially over the course of the last month, where um, I guess you could say things are kind of dire. Um, so that was kind of that was, that was kind of crummy, but um, but uh, but but the fruits, oh, not that bad. <laughs> the fruits of your overwhelming love and patience are finally paying off. Everybody, welcome. This is the exciting conclusion that the Socks Make People Sexy.net games of the decade list curated by you, mm-hmm. our lovely viewers, listeners, everybody that submitted a list. This was a list of 705 of the greatest games <laughs> released it's from so big. <laughs> released from 2010. Game of the decade epic. <laughs> released from 2010 to 2019, compiled entirely the lovely sliders and socks forum and the socks make people sexy.net community so on this very special and long-winded podcast and live stream we will be counting down the top 99 entries so you should have done your homework by now you already know what 705 to 100 are or we certainly <laughs> hope you do so everybody memorized it's exactly on the you better have that shit memorized i don't want to see any but i thought this game was here i thought it would be here no it already appeared earlier in the list you numb nuts used to it it wasn't good enough (laughs) it wasn't good enough everything before this you know how these lists go everything before this is trash just plain and simple get it out of here but get yourself comfy get get yourself naked if you have to uh we definitely uh we we definitely um prefer that or Uh, naked or naked definitely we prefer we we prefer to be naked of course but we also prefer listeners to be naked yes we we prefer and encourage it um you can uh, keep your socks on. You can keep your socks on. Preferably do that. I mean, that is the name of the it's site. It's the ideal. All. That's the only way to really get the full experience. I exactly. Feel like. like that's that's exactly how you, you like. If you want to understand what being on the socks cast is like from our point of view, <laughs> that's exactly how you got to handle it. So get 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 yourself comfy. Get yourself naked. Get a browser window open. Pop <laughs> open your favorite games storefront. Get ready to count down with us. And hopefully introduce you to some really great game and loves into your life. Things that you might not have heard before. Celebrate. Enjoy everything. It's nothing but positivity from here forward. There will not be a negative word said about a single video game. Especially if they get Game of the Decade and make John Thayer mad. <laughs> I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not saying that's going to happen. But if it does, I'll probably laugh first. I'll Whatever. Laugh. <clears throat> Whatever, however things shake out, it is. It was the honest preference yeah, of exactly. our wonderful community, exactly. and I can't be upset about anything on exactly. this list. Exactly. I will do my best to rein it in a few times myself. <laughs> to my immediate virtual <laughs> right, as always, my beautiful liar and precious whore. <laughs> it's Rhett! A lot of Nine Snails references today. <laughs> we were just talking about... I was just listening to that. John was just sending me songs okay. to go, like, this one reminds me of Sakura. This one also reminds me of Sakura. <laughs> She's my bad witch. God. 
Oh my god, you are John. I don't Turn know. Said reptile. That, that's a little on the nose. <laughs> I, I swear I had no knowledge of this at all. I, yeah, just, I know. That was the first thing that popped in my head. So that's what happened. Rhett, yeah, this is good. your baby. It's my. It's also our baby. It's our baby, it. but you it's did. Sort of like open Steam, but I think they can watch the stream too because you're going to have all the banners for the top 100 games up here. Yeah, there's going to be some nice fun presentation stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, wow. It looks very pretty. It's very pretty. We put this together. It, it, I'm really proud of this whole thing and how it all came together. Thank you to everybody who, who contributed mm-hmm. lists, obviously. And thanks to Rhett for doing the. I think a lot of the backbreaking work yeah. of, but uh, I also think, yeah, I don't think I had it in me to do this list and also make seven hundred banners. So you're kind of still the reason this happened. I, I I'm happy to have. I'm really good with tedious work, except when you're at the end, and I want to be <laughs> done with really it. Mad. I was getting real mad at, at John, especially John. These games don't exist, and you don't like them. I swear to God. What is game title? The what Lost the Lovers? fuck is game title? <laughs> God damn! And I proofread half the list. And John proofread half the list. I helped. Uh, I, I and proofread. Made some very good, very good suggestions. That's arguable. Go ahead. <laughs> and of course, sorry, sorry says game title. Someone course. in the chat is immediately like game title. I love that. <laughs> And of course, to my immediate virtual left, he's breathing, so I guess he's still alive. It's John Thayer. Oh, a little on the nose I... there. Yeah, I thought <laughs> that one kind of came to mind. <laughs> it was a song. It, it was a song that I listened to before the podcast, but given the situation that John's been in over the last month, it really makes sense. It's really on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> How's it going, John? <laughs> I'm doing great. You're doing great? You, I'm you. Making, ready to do a really cool... I just love lists, y'all. I just fucking love lists. Can I Can I say a thing about this list? Yeah. Sure, say a thing um, about this list. This, to me, spirit, just sort of the essence of this list feels like a very positive sort of embodiment of the kinds of energy I want to put out. Mm-hmm. Just kind of RE games. Like, it's this extremely big, it's 700 games... And intensely varied, and just games from every swath of different kinds of games. Like we got freeware, we have five minute games, we have a hundred hour AAA games, we have fifty hour RPG visual novels. They're just all. It's extremely varied, and I think we're we did a lot to show the kind of breadth of what video games can mean to people. Yeah, it's not just and, here's like the ten AAA games people remember. Yeah. Um, and even then, we still included a bunch of those. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's also not just like, here's the list of games that make us feel cool to talk yeah. about. Yeah, this. like, we're not being snooty here. There's like, like, like everything's just is, our honest opinions. Like, if you, like, I don't think that you could, like, this is a list that is curated and tailored to a very specific community's interests. And, and yeah. that's going to show with some of the things that make it as high as they do in this list. It might seem awkward if you're only familiar with just like, IGN polygon lists or something, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, I, I'm yeah. pretty sure that, like, I'm pretty sure that, like, the first the first five games on our list are probably games you would never see on a list that big. So, <laughs> so our, our... It's, it brings me a lot of joy. It, it makes me feel like we're doing... I, I think this list is going to be a really great resource for a long time. Like, uh-huh. I refer back to those... Um, I refer back to the generation console generation ones, mm-hmm. and I think this... 
this is a cool thing we've made yeah. and I'm really proud of it. And I'm really I think there's a lot of diversity in like the bottom of the list where it's just kind of scattershot. Here's a game only one person voted for, yeah. but I think like towards the top, it really does like kind of coalesce and focus on like, here is where this community's interests truly really lie. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting. <laughs> so, so we'll have to see what yeah. those games are. And guess what? Mm-hmm. We're going to, we're about to start doing that. Are, are we ready to just dive in? Yep. We gotta do something a little special yeah. for the first one, though, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. All right, folks. So we're gonna move things on over. All right, uh, Rhett, do you want to set this up? So we are we showing the number right now? I'm getting ready to. Okay. You just let me know when you want me to okay, do it. Okay. So uh, for I wanted to read one person. I wanted to read one blurb for every person who submitted a list for mm. this, just to kind of give everyone acknowledgement that they contributed to the list. But uh. Carmichael McAllis had quite the list. He did not vote for many of the games near the top. No. At all. <laughs> it's, it kind of surprised me how uh, 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 varied his list was when yeah. you consider the rest of the community. Uh, yeah. But his number, so, but his game ended up at number 149. Yeah, I had to reach back a little bit further than I meant to. Labyrinth of Toho 2. This game, cool. This game is so good. This is like if if if, yeah. if another dungeon crawler didn't exist, um, this game uh, would be my my favorite dungeon crawler of all time. But we uh, Carmichael, mm. we did have his list, uh, and we used his blurb for this game in particular. Also, we put him here because hey, guess what? He's he's been one of our sock cast artists uh, in the past as well, so he deserves a little bit of do, but. Blurb from Carmichael McAllis for Labyrinth of Toho 2. This is Game of the Decade. Carmichael McAllis is Game of the Decade. The metric I've used for my own list is how much I've enjoyed the game and how much it had an effect on me. Labyrinth of Toho 2 is responsible for jump-starting my Toho art, which led into writing a series spanning over 180,000 words and still <laughs> going. Uh, yeah, it's the Powerless Hakurei Tales. It's actually wow. really, it's really good. Um, while I won't say this game changed my life, it certainly had an impact on keeping my creative energy strong. This game itself is basically the perfect dungeon crawler for me. It's hard, but it doesn't confuse hard with punishing. Even when I hit walls, my eventual victories felt good instead of frustrating, and, and, I, uh, and wanted to move on. If you like Toho and you like dungeon crawlers, look into this one. I don't even know that you need to like Toho to like this game. It's just that damn good. Um... Yeah, you love this game. You've played it so many times. I've played through this game two and a half times, so yeah. I like this game a lot. <laughs> for a dungeon crawler, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot for like a, a 50 to 80 hour dungeon crawler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that is number 149. Uh, we, again, we're putting that yeah. there. Because, so that was on the list already. Yeah, that was on the we list already. We just wanted to highlight Carmichael. Yeah, yeah. So are we ready to, to break out everything proper? Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. All yeah. right. Also, it's very funny that the way it shook out, Rhett, was that it wound up being the top 99. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did that put- because two of the Ace Attorney games ended up at 102 and 100, and it just felt like kind of um. weird to do a page <laughs> split right there. All right. <laughs> so on Number to- 100 was Ace Attorney's Beard. So on to, tonight, on, to, uh, on to tonight's main event proper. Our number 99 was chosen by John Eat the Pen and Adamine 634... It is Anodyne 2, Return to Dust. John, 
give us a little bit about I Anodyne too. Off to a good start. Um, I just really like the story a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a turn about halfway through where it just starts. It, it sets up your expectations for like a certain kind of game, and then the way yeah. it breaks with those expectations is really cool. And the way like the whole the whole back half of the game like it basically morphs from having these video game levels to being like a bunch of like individual cool games um, that each build this arc. Um, it's really cool. I, I really like this game a lot, and I really like the journey it takes you on. I think I love. I love the works of analgesic anyway, and um, I think this is just a really special one. Yeah, like this this game's. Uh, I like what this game's. Doing. I didn't come. Fr- I didn't come away from it loving it overall. But what it, the, the, mm-hmm. the the really cool stuff really soared in this game for me. Like that midway point where everything fucking changes mm-hmm. is so fucking good. Just that mm-hmm. whole, that little Desert hour. NPC. Yes, that little hour and a half you spend there. Game is, of the it's my, it's one of my favorite <laughs> moments, like, uh, of, of uh, probably the last year in games that I've played. I really like that moment a lot. There's that whole cool. little, that whole little area. Yeah. The rest and of And when you return later and things change. Oh, God. It's so good. <sighs> yeah. Anodyne Tools 2 special. Yep. That, that okay. I'll keep that game probably. All right. Our number 98 game was chosen by Carmichael McCallus, Tingu Gemini, and Jet Storm. For number 98 is Blaster Master Zero. So this have is... Have any of us played this? I've not played this, but I've seen oh. plenty of people play it. And it's it's a very... Like, it is a more modernized version of Blaster Master, essentially. Um, it takes out some mm-hmm. of the obfuscation that the NES version had mm-hmm. with regards to where you wanted to go and where you... Like, and, and, and things like that. Um, but... Uh, it, it upgrades them to a more modern kind. Like it's very Inti Creates. If you've played an Inti Creates game, this game feels like an okay. Inti Creates game. Um, and, and I mean that in a good way. I know a lot of people yeah. say that in a bad way, but I actually like Inti Creates quite a bit. Uh, and this is definitely a really solid mm-hmm. send up. Um, it doesn't feel crappy or like a bad cash in or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a like we 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 took That's- that and we made it more modern. For better or worse, whether you like that or not, but I, I mean, whether you want to use the mapping function or not, I feel is very. Yeah. It's, I feel it's very optional. I feel like you you have to voluntarily press the button to do to go into the map, right? So it's on you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Blaster Master Zero. Um, I've seen enough to know that like if I played yeah. it, I would probably have a good time given the mu- given yeah. how much I liked the original anyway. So and they added giant lasers. Apparently, they added giant lasers and Shante. <laughs> oh right, and you can play it as yeah. <laughs> I think Shovel Knight's in it too. He might be in it. I was, wasn't sure, but yeah, it was one of those. Everyone is here, games. Yeah, like it's like everybody. Everybody's licensing everybody's characters now, so it's all good. Whoa, Santa's in it. Hey. <laughs> all right, are we ready to move on? Yeah. All right, our number ninety-seven game was chosen by Hrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
<laughs> there's aliens, and it's bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is by Arcane Studios, which, as I understand it, was made up of ex-looking glass people. I think so, so yeah. people have been making yeah. this kind of game for a long time. Yeah. I think that's very neat. Yeah. And I think they made the, the Dishonored games, which I really yep. like the first one of those, oh, especially. Yeah. I, I knew that, like, that, that first <laughs> Dishonored game. Boy, you really like that game. I really like that game. <laughs> I don't... Did it come out this decade? I don't even remember. I, I have no don't idea. Don't think it did. Mm. Um, or maybe I think it actually was already on the list. Oh. Uh, anyways, though, mm. I really like this game. Also, some of the powers you can get are just completely ridiculous, where like one of the main enemies in the game is a mimic, and it can just take the place of random objects in the world, and then you can get that power, too, mm-hmm. and just do shit like turn into a coffee cup. <laughs> That's my favorite! And then you can just roll around, and you can, and it's actually functional though. Like you can use that to get through like tiny little gaps and like broken doors. Oh damn! So it's like a lot of this game is like you figuring out interesting ways to solve puzzles. Where like one of the er- earliest things was that there's like this office you have to get up to that's kind of overlooking this main kind of hub area, and I just used a thing called the glue gun to like make platforms on the wall and get up there and just break the window open with my wrench. Mm. And then I found out you're just supposed to like go up the stairs and there's a password and there's a terminal and the password is 0451, which is like, Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) But I missed that. I just found another way in the game was totally like accepting of that. And I think that kind of sums it up. That's the kind of shit that like you hear about from the like original Deus Ex where the the level design and the player abilities are so well crafted Mm -hmm. that, you can approach yeah. them a lot of ways. That shit's cool. That game, like this game, yeah. is on my to playlist at some point. Yeah. I really want to play it. This one has like all of the strength, you know, speed upgrades as well as yeah. like the crazy alien stuff. That's awesome. So, yeah, I like this game a lot, and the ending is crazy. Cool, cool. Moving on, mm-hmm. our yep. next game was chosen by myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. right. Sure. And, and our good friend, Nate, who is also known as Zenitoto. Number 96 is the platformer, PID. The most underrated game of all time. The most underrated game. I am 100% convinced that this game fa- that this game tanked because Total Biscuit did a video on it. And he didn't <laughs> know to throw the light at your feet with by pressing down oh, and no. Y. So he kept trying to do all the puzzles wrong. And mm. everybody was like, wow, this looks awful. <laughs> And he never went back and changed it, even though I think the, the bosses in this were a little... They were really hard at launch, like, that first... Oh, God! Run. Yeah! Yeah. Like, I think people just bounced off this because it was actually really difficult. And they nerfed it a bit. They nerfed this game a bit. Uh, the difficult... Like, I think they even put in an yeah. easy mode, didn't they? There's an... I think... There's definitely is an easy mode now, and there's there was always a hard mode. I think uh, you hard played through the hard. You crazy. You did an, uh, an LP of the hard mode, and it's one of my favorite LPs ever. You made me re-upload. I made you. Re- <laughs> I made him start using YouTube again just because I wanted to rewatch that Let's Play. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. I really like this game. The soundtrack is amazing. It's oh, all like acoustic God. live band stuff. Yeah, like some of those videos are still on YouTube. I should post them sometime. Yeah, it sounds they like. It yeah. sounds like it sounds like just like a smoky jazz bar or some shit. Like the yeah, soundtrack, it's such it's just, a vibe. This yeah. game, as well as just like this is kind of primarily by the team that did Bionic Commando Rearmed. Yep. So it's got kind of a similar weird floaty movement mechanic to it, and it just it works really well, and it takes you through an unbelievably amount of diverse locations, mm-hmm. and just kind of fully hundred billion percent explores the mechanics it has. 
Yeah, like like the, the the ways that you get to use that light beam and the gravity mm-hmm. and, and like the various special weapons you get, uh, yeah. like everything in that game is just used so well. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, if they, and like this is one of those, I'm begging more people to play this right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, please, this game is so good. If you like, if if you like action puzzly platformers at all, this is a game you need to mm-hmm. check out. It's so fucking good. Yeah. All right. The love fest is over. We we got it out of our <laughs> systems. I think everybody play. Pid. Time for nine to five <laughs> games better than Pid. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I, guess, I guess I guess that's a better title than the John Thire Memorial Games of the Decade list. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I still thought about running with that title, but I was nice and didn't. It's funny now that he's alive. Yeah, it is. It is. All right, our number ninety five was chosen by Ghosty. Eat the pin. Jetstorm four. And Iffy, number 95, is Tales of Berseria. Ah! Mm. This game's good. She has a curved arm. I like this oh, game. That podcast you just did with uh, Trixie, mm-hmm. it was really making me want to give this game another shot the way you guys were talking about the story. Yeah, like, this game's story, uh-huh. it, it has way more meat to it than I feel your your typical Tales of story mm-hmm. does. If It might take a couple of chapters getting there because it's trying to do a lot of setup, but this yeah. is a ca- this is a cast of characters that generally th- that genuinely feels like found family uh, when they're all get together. You feel the connection they have to one another, even if like I, I think the battle system and 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 the equipment system could use some work, or they're <laughs> a little basic for my taste. But I really I can't stress enough how much I love the characters and the story in this game, um, mm-hmm. and and the fact that a Tales of game goes as dark and kind of. It, it, depressing as this one does is really kind of a big thing for this series I think I like I feel like this is their it's almost their dragon quarter moment where they're trying to turn things on their head uh, with an established franchise as much as they can um but speaking of somebody's language there yeah but, but this, this is just a really good uh, uh lust for revenge tale uh that just the, yeah everything plays out so so well uh, and Moggy Lou is the best cool I have this game that's probably the next Tales I'm going to try. That's probably good, because, yeah, like that would be the one I recommend. Uh, anything else to I think say I about asked that one? After oh, yeah. I think I asked after finishing this video, where I was like, hey, are any of the... Is there, like, an edgy Tales game? Ooh. Oh, yeah, this is the edgiest. <laughs> like, Berseria! Velvet, okay. Velvet Crow is the edgiest... Like, listen to her name. Her name is Velvet Crow. <laughs> it's almost... It's almost... <laughs> It's almost Ruby-esque. Yeah, almost. <laughs> almost. I love it. Oh, but yeah. Tales of Berseria is great. Magi Lu is cool. the best. Yeah. Right. Cool. Our number 94 was chosen by myself, Jetstorm, and Iffy. It's the very first entry of the Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel. Hmm. This is a, uh, the third in the current mainline Trails series. Uh, this is the beginning. This is your typical... Warm up chapter. Um, it it it's the one where we get used to everybody. Where you know, hey, here are all the cool people. It takes place in Erebonia, which is such a drastic change uh, from Liberal and Crossbell. Um, it's it's uh, an entirely new cast of characters that you're going to care about by the end. Uh, Class Seven is incredible. Um, they. They land in a with a different in a different way and in a different tone than the Crossbell arc does, and when the Crossbell arc lands differently than the Liberal arc does, mm-hmm. um, like every 
every phase of this series has a cast and, and a story that lands in a different way. And uh, this is a really good setup story. It goes batshit insane by the end. <laughs> Uh, As these games tend to, it, it uh, ends on a note that is yeah. just it, that is just so oh my god um, that you immediately want to jump right into Cold Steel too. Make the transition so easy to make. Nice, but yeah, uh, Trails of Cold Steel is fantastic. I can't wait to get to this game. Yeah, I think you're gonna dig it. I think I think if, if of any of these series, I think that the, the Cold Steel series is gonna be the one that kind of blows your skirt up the most. Maybe really, I that's think interesting. So. I think it, I given think how it much might. I like, I liked Zero so much. Yeah, yeah. Like I know, I like, know the, the one you were kind of down on. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's because I'd already played this one. <laughs> yeah, true. But yeah, more trails cool. is always a good thing. I mean, like, right? you're, you're closer to this one than I am, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Cool. Our number 93 game was chosen by Fresno, Poncho Smith, and Jetstorm for... Number 93 is Etrian Odyssey 4. This is the dungeon crawler... Oh, the dungeon crawler that if this did not exist, or, or, or if Labyrinth of Toho 2 did not exist, this would be the best dungeon crawler. Uh, it's just... It's got great dungeon design, really cute character art, um... The classes are really, really fun. Um, yeah, like this is just like a lot. Like this is another game where like I, I need to sit down and just actively play it again. I need I need to catch its number of plays up with uh, Labyrinth of Toho Two so that it knows it's just as loved. Um, well, technically, it's higher on the list. It actually is the better dungeon crawler, Polly. Rhett, don't make me kick you out of this podcast. These lists this are non disagreeable. <laughs> Pardon? I played a, I played the first like two big arcs of this game and uh-huh. it's really really good. Cool. I've been meaning to get back to it. It's just one of those things where everything just kind of comes together. It yeah. just feels good. Nice. Yeah. Like I I don't have a lot of experience with other entries in the series, but this is definitely my favorite. Um, after after having bounced off of five and three, like four landing the way it did. Uh, like I, th- I think I'm spoiled by four just because I like everything about it. So this isn't even just the newest one. No, no. Uh, it's just this one specifically. Yeah, this really one. Good. This one. Yeah, like this one. This one. Yeah. Like if you're gonna like if there if I were to recommend Etrian Odyssey to anyone, maybe Untold Stories one and this one would be the ones that I would recommend. Cool. So, so. All right. Moving on. Our next, our number ninety-two was chosen by Hrrrret Zenitoto. Last Zim on Earth and Remnants. Number 92 is Rayman Legends. Hey. This is a damn good platformer. It's a very, very good platformer. It's like when you take that big bloated AAA budget and throw it behind indie kind of game sensibilities. This is what you get. It's such a shame. Ubisoft made this amazing, you know, UbiArt engine and then has used it in like three games. Yep. Like Rayman, Rayman, and... uh, uh, Child, of Child of Light, yeah, yeah. Like the, they, should, it, they should make more of these because they're very good. Yeah, and this one is just basically perfect game feel. I think. Yeah, I remember you specifically telling me you chose this one because you get to play as a girl. I I voted for both of them. I think I actually voted for the other one higher because uh, it was the original. But this one you get to play as a girl, and it has the music levels. Oh god, the music like, levels are so good! Holy they're shit, so much fun! I wish they were more of the game because they're like really yeah. short and they're kind of. A, bonus at the end of each world, but they are like 11 out of 10 fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're so good. 
And then this game, like, also contains the vast majority of, of Origins anyways. Yeah! As, like, a whole bonus thing. Return to Origins. Yep. Cute. You're, you're kind of getting more bang for your buck if you pick up oh, Rayman Legends. Yeah. Uh, just because there's so... There's such a glut of content there. And, like, all the... Yeah, yeah. Like, this game's so Yeah, good. there's a whole bunch of, like, daily challenge stuff, too. It's, like, yeah. a lot to actually keep you playing for a long time. Yep. Like this. Very God. good. God, Great this game's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Gone. Our number 91 was chosen by John Freezing, oh. Freezing Inferno <laughs> and Jetstorm 4. Number 91 is Faerun. Yes! I don't know her. That was loud. John! Top 100! Give us the rundown on Faerun, John. I know you got some love for it. Do y'all like Hydelite? No. No! Even better! It's so good! I played this game like like four or five times. I just love it to bits. It's my favorite. I love both games, but this one's my favorite. Um, I, I think this game is just a delight. I have the Switch collection, which was um, a limited release. I'm pleased with it. I'm happy about that. Oh, like the physical? Cool. Yep. So it's mostly... You explore this cool looping overworld, solve little puzzles, bump into monsters and rate and kill them and raise your experience so you can bump into slightly stronger <laughs> monsters and raise your experience. So you can bump into slightly stronger monsters and raise your experience. So you can bump it. Wait a minute. Um, and then, and I and just, then you go climb a tower and fall off. That's always, that's the best part. The best part. <laughs> oh my God. I just, oh my God. Remember when you complained because there was a hidden wall that wasn't. Fucking pillar! It was behind a fucking pillar, and that's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> There's a different hidden wall where you just like it wasn't vis- the the queue wasn't visible on your monitor. Yeah, yeah. And I was just pointing at it, like, look, can't you see it? And you were just like, John, are you insane? Yeah, like the only way I could tell that there were different colored tiles was because like I used an inspector, and like, oh, that's like oh, a that's slight, funny. that's a slightly different color in Photoshop. Oh, oh that's funny. So either I'm colorblind anyway, or my monitor is good it up. <laughs> It's extreme. Oh, June says it's good. Other Fred says it's good. Well, Fred says it's it. good. Yeah, they voted for it. Um, yeah, thank you. So, <laughs> while not everybody, while most people seem to <laughs> bounce off this game, I got more pushback on this. Uh, when I when I posted my own game of the decade list, I got more pushback on this than any game. I got like multiple like really twenty <laughs> really. It's a divisive game. It's not for everyone. Hmm. Um, if you're cool and like good games, and it's for you, um, I love. The, I like this game a lot. I, I actually like the phone, the original phone version, the most because there's no map, so it's even. So you it's have to really harder. get a sense of the space. See, I like that um, idea. Okay. I like that idea. I think that's a cool idea. There is something about the map on the yeah. Switch version that's kind of confusing. The way it wraps around so much, yeah, that's like it's almost. <laughs> can see, I almost see how it would be less confusing without the map. Without here. the map, yeah, because you get the way it loops mm-hmm. around is screws with you yeah anime frank says if you like zelda it's for you if you hate zelda like me then it's also for (laughs) you right right better than zelda (laughs) all right all right our number 90 number 90 was chosen by austin c howe tingu gemini lyranette and adamine 634 it is doom 2016 Doom. doom doom i like this game a lot it I didn't make my list, but it was it was in like the 
under 15 kind of shortlist range. I will probably like this when I play it on PC and not a controller. There's that too, yeah. Yeah, this game, like, I'm still all the hype for this game despite the fact that I had a bad experience with it on PS4. Oh god, didn't it fucking break on you for like in the like the last it, level you fell oh, through the yeah. world, it loaded me into a room that you you apparently only get thrown in if you cheat on the PC version. Oh my god! <laughs> like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, this, <sighs> this is good. Like this is like it may not be exactly Doom in terms of like yeah. what like it's not a remake of Doom. It's not trying to do the same things that Doom was doing, but it has that same spirit, energy, and attitude. Of just, yo, kill a bunch of shit, and it's fun, and it's gonna be very tongue-in-cheek about it, and, like, that's rad. Rip it the first five minutes of this game are done. just the best at... First five minutes are just the best Yeah, thing. that intro is class. Yes, pure fucking class. Yeah. Yep, that's... It's just, it's a great just adrenaline shot of non-stop action. Like, it's very singular, singularly focused. Yep. But it does what it's trying to do. And it kind of gets out of the way and finishes before it gets too repetitive. I think that's good. Oh. That's good because like, I like, like I think by the end of like Doom Two, I'm kind of over it, mm. especially with Doom Two's level designs. Uh, but yeah, like uh, th- this game's one of, like a good straightforward arena shooter kind of thing where you kind of get yeah. locked in most of the areas until you rip and tear until it is done. They definitely maybe do that a little too much, especially towards the end. But the weapons, the weapons just feel good. Oh god, especially yeah. When, like, when you meet a new enemy and they take, like, a ton of ammo from one of the weaker guns and then you upgrade, like, your fucking ray gun or something to just, like, start one-shotting the big enemies. It's just like, oh, that's satisfying. You really feel a good sense of progression. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's, you know, the glory kills. Just fucking... Oh, God. Yeah. Like, just real-time Mortal Kombat fatalities. Let's go. Yeah. And they're so fast. Oh, God, yeah. So they like it, tedious They make it work so well. Just... Yeah. And they're squishy. Nice and squishy. <laughs> They're squishy. Doom is good. Yeah. All of us, all of us seem to like this a little bit, but none of us actually voted for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, if this, look, we've got... You don't realize... You don't realize how restrictive 100 Games is until you're like, oh, wait, I forgot that. And you see that on somebody else's list, and you go back to yeah. your list, and you're like, oh, no, I've got to snub this game. Paul always messaged me. Hundred was too many, and then oh no, I need I need more spots. I need I need five more, five more. <laughs> John could have gone for like two hundred fifty games, probably. Oh god, probably. All right, okay. Moving, moving on. on. Number eighty nine was chosen by myself, Zalaz, and Jetstorm Four. This is a delight of a little game. Rhythm Heaven Fever. <laughs> I love the just the back and forth of like. Faerun, Doom, Rhythm Heaven Rhythm Fever. Heaven fever. <laughs> <laughs> Something for everybody. Oh, this game. This game is so good. Like there like this game this game is nothing but an absolute pure delight. Like the music is just like all the songs are good. The games associated with each song instill nothing but joy. Mm-hmm. Um so easy to just pick up play even if you don't have a sense of rhythm this is a game which that will, i don't <laughs> this game will help you establish that uh you played through all of this one didn't you cool. yeah i did yeah so like even it's, if you it's great. yeah like this is just so like this is by, like, again i think the warrior team does these 
Um, mm-hmm. It's got that same kind of like that same thick outline art style, very cartoony, very stylized. Uh, but yeah, like that, like there's, no, I can't like this is a perfect video game to me. Uh, there's nothing to complain about with it. Cool. Um, uh, it's, I it's, love the one you used for the banner to Monkey Watch. Yeah, yeah. Everybody That's hates such a s- silly game. Everybody hates Monkey Watch though because they they think that the 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 upbeat part is too hard. And I'm just like, nah, dude. You just you just gotta time it out. <laughs> you just you just count it out. It's easy. Wubba dubba dub. Is that true? They think it's hard, but really you just have to press the button at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what I'm saying, isn't it? <laughs> well, basically, what I'm saying is, get good, noob. Get good, noob. <laughs> Life is good. This game's great. Like, it's an absolute delight. I will cherish this game until my dying day. Uh, this game will always put me in a good mood. Have they remastered this one at all? No, they haven't. They've they've put some of the games from it on a 3DS oh, release. Okay. Um, but we want more Rhythm Heaven. Like, man, I would, I would, I would consider buying a Switch for Rhythm Heaven. I would almost consider it. Like I love Rhythm Heaven that much. Oh, or I would at least I would at least buy the game and borrow somebody's Switch for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Oh. Our number eighty-eight <laughs> was chosen by myself, a good John, oh. and Iffy. Number eighty-eight is Hunter's Relic of Stars. Yeah! What's this? What is this? Rat? What is this? Uh, this is a game I made. <laughs> uh, this is a game Rhett made. It is his magnum opus. Uh-huh. Uh, this game what, took, what, three and a half years? I started it. God. I basically started prototyping it, like, January tw- 2008. I almost said 2018. Oh, my God. 2008. And then I had, like, that kind of stage one demo by September... 2008, and then the game came out 2011, mm-hmm. April. Yeah. So, right. I, I have a blurb to read for this one. Alright, let's Ooh. go. So, you and John both wrote, or Polly and John both wrote extremely good blurbs for this one, so Aww. I wasn't sure which one I wanted to read, so I put Polly's is going to be first on the website, and then I'm going to read John's right now. Go for it. Rhett's transcendent space shooting epic across six shockwave flash files the screen-by-screen structure suits it well. Every new screen gifts you with a handcrafted arrangement of the game's countless unique enemies or one of the game's numerous and fantastic bosses. Rhett's action design has inspired me over and over throughout the decade, and this game is a decadent feast of it. Yeah. I love that last line. Uh, yeah, that's like... <laughs> I could not have worded that any better. Like, that's so I think so the blurb is also extremely good, though. Well, well, thank but you. yeah, just the way... This is me going all out with bosses, basically, and just... Oh, yeah. You are making... three years making bosses, basically. You are literally... You are making the dream video game that you, yeah. at age of eight, would have made. And mm-hmm. that is the energy that this game has. Um, it's so... And the graphic style. And the graphic style! Yeah. This, this, this game... Like, this game has stuck with me. Like, I've replayed this game so many fucking times. Aww. I did a let's... I did a let's play of it. Uh, like, mm. I love this game on, like, it's not because Rhett's my friend. It's because I, like, this is one of my favorite fucking games ever. And it's cool oh. that I, and it's cool that I can say a friend of mine made one of my favorite games ever. That's so fucking cool. I've yapped a lot about, like, storytelling in uh-huh. games. Um, I talked about, like, Kamiya recently. Oh, yeah. And that is just, like, 
the the thread of like red stuff is that it just lands these big moments yeah. in a way so few games uh, that that is just really hard for a lot of games to manage yeah and i think that's true just kind of across the board like even it's even true in your mario maker levels like yeah. you just have a sense <laughs> there's there's always you have a sense for these things that yeah. i really that really agrees with me yeah like red and this is like always biggest, thinks game. he always thinks big mm-hmm. which fits because mm-hmm. he's got a, such a big penis Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I just think like my games are like I start at stage one and then by the time I'm at the end it's like okay I'm way better at making this now I'm gonna go all in <laughs> and I don't have you know budgets or time constraints or you know deadlines to worry about yeah. stage six like this game was about three years to make and like a third of that was the last stage by itself because <laughs> I was just like no not until it's perfect <laughs> Yeah, you got, every- you got good shapes you got good shape. Everybody, pl- you gotta play Hunters. Like I said, this game is not on this list because Red is a podcast host or a friend. This game is here because it is this fucking good. If you love retro mm-hmm. games of any sort, fucking play this game. It's so good. Moving Especially on! before Flash goes away. Especially before Flash goes away. Get those exported as Xs, Red. <laughs> I mean, no, it's, it's actually been exported for ages. Okay, okay, but, yeah. okay. Good, 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 good. Our number 87 was chosen by Zenitoto, Zelaz, and Fresno. Number 87 is Pokemon Sword and Shield. <laughs> I chose the best picture for this one. This list! I love this list! It's this, a lot. This <laughs> Rhett, this picture. Yeah. So, Rhett. Alright, Rhett, you played this one. You played it. Fill us in. Oh, get, oh right. I'm the only one who played this. Uh, <laughs> I haven't played Pokemon since, uh, I guess... Was it gold and silver, or not mm-hmm. gold? The like the remakes of those, so, so the DS remakes. Heart gold but, like, and soul silver. Heart gold, soul silver. <laughs> Fresno and chat. Marnie cute. Yeah, that's why I like this game. Marnie cute. <laughs> that that's it. That's the whole thing. I mean, I had a pretty good time. It was you know a Pokemon experience in 3D. There's some issues with you know the over, like that, the hub world. Yeah. The wild field being kind of ridiculous, but I think like it's so weird how pretty like a lot of the game is, and then there's that. Like, I had a good time, you know, catching the monsters, beating all the gym leaders, and, like, not having any clue what I was doing in terms of weaknesses, which made it a little harder than it should be. <laughs> it seems like there's a lot of baked-in magic into that whole Pokemon formula. It's a really good formula. Kind of it's a little weird that they've been using it, like, back. 30 games in. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it, people got a lot of joy yeah. out of that, this, yeah. and I think that's valid. Yeah. And there's lots of cute girls. Yeah. Cute girl. The girls definitely help carry this one. There's a lot of cute girls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on. Our number 86 was chosen by Hurret. Jetstorm 4. <laughs> and Iffy. Number 86 is Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Hey. That's, that's a, a good game. game. That's a game. That's hey, also- I know this series. This game's also got cute girls in it. Which, which also carry it a lot. Which also carries it a lot. Like Nia, Nia and Morag are the best. I mean, everyone's really... They're all best girls, honestly. They kind of are. Yeah. Are yeah. any of them better than Fiora, though? Like, come on. <laughs> John loves her. He really loves Fiora. <laughs> yeah, J- Jetstorm here freaking out, because, you know... Considering considers this one the best Xenoblade game. Hmm. Cool. I'm... I'm, I'm like I said, I've been playing Xenoblade One and having an yeah. absolute blast. And I'm, re- I, I am, like, if this, if it goes the way yeah. I kind of want it to go, I think um, I'll be in it for the cool. long haul. Mm-hmm. What Probably I liked about this, this one and is with that the larger Xeno series. 
like Xenoblade One, you you've got like the two huge titans to explore, and in this one, there's like mm-hmm. ten smaller ones, and they're all really diverse. So it's really just this really cool. I wonder like, what the structure was. Th- there's a lot. They all kind of live on the notion of made out of clouds, and there's there's way more of them. And like one of them is like a giant whale, so the level's just like in its in its belly, basically. Cool. It's just like it, it's just way more diverse and like gorgeous to look at, especially on the new hardware. Oh yeah. Like, like, like the first game, rules, yeah. I didn't I didn't know that. That that, yeah, probably... that that first game's got a bit of a kind of a, a, a muted look to it, whereas Xenoblade Chronicles Two is very it's much brighter and vibrant and detailed. Yeah, um, and it's a very, very different uh, style, uh, but it really sets itself apart, uh, which is which is probably what it wants to do. I think it's 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 it's, it's a good look. Yeah, cool. I didn't know what this game the shape of this world was. Like I thought it was maybe just going to be like, oh, we have big green fields, no. And, but no, it's really cool that they continue the titan conceit but also do something really new with it yeah that makes me happy because then there's a whole thing where like the titans are all a lot yeah they're all live still and they're all just moving around at random so like you know oh, oh we're cool. coming up close to this nation right now hey you can see it over there like yeah That's very different there's all That's these different awesome. nations on each of the titans nice Cool. I'm here yeah, for Xenoblade. It's a cool series. I, th- I think Xenoblade is good. It, it may not be the series for me gameplay wise, just because yeah, they're, the they're, combat is definitely the combat's rough. There's a lot of like, especially in Xenoblade Chronicles too, with like the the way the the, the affinity the gotcha the affinity mean? the affinity grids uh, work affinity stuff too the gacha like that. There's just the, so much about the in that game that is, but I really respect and admire what the, those mm-hmm. games do. Um, and how they take that sort of MMO format and make it palatable in a single-player uh, function, where I don't think that, for me, Final Fantasy XII did not succeed at that. But I can see where yeah. I can see where Xenoblade kind of succeeds at that. Cool. Yeah. I think it's also cool and good that Takahashi was like, "I'm going to make this giant epic game." Oops, I couldn't finish it. We ran out of money. Second distance of the end. And then, all right, I'm going to make six giant epic games. Oops, <laughs> random money. I'm going to make three games instead. And then, then they got the Xenoblade, and it's like, all right, we're going to go for a giant epic game. Oh, cool, we did it. We did it, yeah. We, we have Nintendo money this Yay. time. We have Nintendo money. That's why we can oh, do yay. that now. <laughs> That's why they we made can it, do that. They made it even though it didn't look like it was going to release in outside of Japan for a long time. Yeah, yep. yeah. Cool. I'm, ha- I'm happy for him that he never changed. But yeah, like the, he just kept trying until it he worked. Just yeah, it stuck. Did. He just stuck to his guns. Um, and I and I think that Xenoblade just kind of has more of a mass appeal than um, yeah his his earlier works too. Like th- those would probably be considered a little more esoteric, whereas these are a lot easier to follow and not something just kind of weird and like I'm gonna have to Google some references here for these Xenosaga games. <laughs> Jesus Christ as a wiki entry. <laughs> Jesus Christ is a wiki entry for Xenosaga. For Xenosaga. I love I love cool. Xenosaga so much. Yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is rad. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Number 85 was chosen by Hrrrret, Lirinette, Anatomine 634. I know this one's going to make a lot of people happy being here. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Bloodborne. I think it's- too fucking low. Bloodborne <laughs> was robbed. <laughs> True game of the decade right here. <laughs> this is pretty shockingly low. Actually. Yeah. I have had... just can't get you two to fucking play it. Hey, bullshit. I have had the shockingly <laughs> worst experience at trying to get this game to work. 
I have a co- oh, I had really? a copy of this video game, but it either does not install correctly because the disc is bad, or something's oh, wrong with my PS4 because every time I try to install this game and play it, something fucks up and it impedes my project my progress. So that's unfor- I do remember that now. That fucking yeah, sucks. I think this I game's think, really good. I think my disc is just bad uh, and it's installing yeah. junk data or something because mm. yeah, it just I just get nothing but crashes with this game for some reason. But I really want to play it. I played like ten hours of it, but I was still married and sad, oh. so I didn't finish it. I'm like, how to get back to it? That'll come your feel, experience. I feel like this is like the best I of the post, you know, Dark Souls <laughs> yes, one absolutely. original. Mm-hmm. Like they evolved it in a really interesting way, and like, like the themes, like the visual themes of two and three, never did a whole lot for me. But this one, they have that Gothic Victorian theme oh, so and like pretty. beasts, and then it gets into like Eldritch Horror stuff by the end, and it's just they fucking nail it. Cool. Like this is I, a, plus this is, um this is one that literally everybody wants to just come to PC already. Oh my god, I played <laughs> again probably, and I played this game like three the, times uh, to completion. I have three characters that. You know. Yes, John. Even though Fuck even yeah. though there's like almost no build variety, I was still like, you know, I'm gonna make another character and play it this way this time. <laughs> cool. And I, I played as tank characters in Dark Souls and Demon yeah. Souls. I just got a big shield, big armor, barely mm-hmm. de- and a big sword, um, and just shielded everything and never parried. So when I got to this game, it was like, oh, fuck. Oh, this is different. Oh, man. And it still they, got they me They make into you play it. the agility like, build for once. Yep. Yep. It's real fun. Because the shield is like a joke. <laughs> it's a piece of wood. God. I love that. That that was a very conscious decision on their part to make the shield just a piece of garbage. (laughs) Learn to roll, fucker. Yeah, learn to roll. Get that parry mechanic down. Yeah, like this. Like I will get this honorarily up higher after Polly and I play it finally. (laughs) Yeah, like I like this would probably be on my list if if the game actually fucking worked because I know like well from everything that I've seen of this game I know it's like I like what this is doing. Right. Yeah, it's one of the essential Miyazaki yeah. games, yeah. as opposed to when there's a lot of these now. Yeah, like the, cool. it's, it's just a, like it's a real saturated market, and Bloodborne thankfully stands out. All right, mm. number eighty four was chosen by Adamine six thirty four, Jetstorm four, and Door Curtain. Number eighty four is Facets. It's a powerful selection by John Thayer. Ah! <laughs> you did it, John. You made selection. it. Ah, oh, better. Better than Pit. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sitting home after a bunch of these. <laughs> oh, yay. Oh, this feels nice. So John, tell us about this game. Um, this is probably my um, my favorite game I've released. Um, I, I love the VNs we made, Polly, obviously, to bits. Mm-hmm. This is such concentrated me energy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If there's anything that I gathered from this game, it's just like, oh, this is the most John video game that he could make at this at, at this point in time. This screamed the most John. Mm-hmm. And it's just everything I wanted it to be. It came together in like 10 months. Um, I made it while I was going through some shit. Oh, yeah. And and that, that definitely shows. <laughs> Um, so I'll just do a quick little rundown. This is um, Final Fantasy Legend 1 inspired. It's a it's one dungeon. You have limit access to limited healing items, So and you have ten bosses you have to beat throughout the dungeon, and you can collect healing items around the dungeon. So if you use too many, 
you you might fuck yourself by the end. <laughs> and so there's a bunch of tension there. I think the bosses are really fun. Um, the story is just absolutely miserable. Uh, <laughs> this is the one where you play as government agents going into a lady's brain to kill her <laughs> personality. <laughs> to unqueer her. Basically, yeah. <laughs> you basically play as government conversion therapy agents. It's not explicit there, <laughs> but that's that's there. Yeah. And you just... And each boss that you fight is a piece of her personality. And they all... And there's little story vignettes that show how each of them was a person in, their, in her life. And then you just slowly murder her throughout the game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's... And I just went for it <laughs> a lot <sighs> um so both you bounced off this understandably yeah yeah the bosses are red you you had a hard time with the snake boss um i think polly you got to the maze and you're I just got like the, yeah hey it's a fucking maze i hate maze <laughs> yeah this story is a lot john <laughs> But you watched through the end of it on stream, and you're like, okay, yeah, I like it. I watched the rest, and I thought it was fantastic. Hmm. Um. I again, this is like the the ret version of going all out versus the chunk. Very different. Very out. very different. <laughs> but even then, it's still five phase final boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. That's really. But yours is like real hard on this intense item. Pressure management, where mine just has checkpoints after every phase. Yeah, <laughs> Import, intense item pressure management, and also it's really sad. Also, the whole final yeah, boss is like murder. the coolest. It's like the coolest thing I, I've done. I think it's you. <laughs> she's literally between each phase of the boss. All of her the memories of her friends show up to cheer her on. Oh God! <laughs> it's the JRPG final boss, except you're on the other side of it. Oh my God! <laughs> I love it so much. And each, and like, there are three, there, um, there's kind of three phases and five fights, and each phase has a different custom game over for when you lose. Mm-hmm. So you, there are game overs where she wins. And then there's the ending. <laughs> so I love this game a lot. It's miserable. It's, <laughs> it's so me, and I think it's, it's sort of everything I've done since. I'm kind of thinking it through it in the lens of like, how can I follow this up? This is the most, um, and I think afterward was felt like it was a different thing where I felt was mm-hmm. pretty much equally proud of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then this is, but this is just like, I, I, I'm, I still look back just like, I, I made that. Holy shit. Holy shit. That's amazing. So. All right. All right. Moving on. Thank you for letting me jerk myself off. <laughs> Moving on to number eight. I love this game. 83 was chosen by Zenitoto, Freezing Inferno, Raniac, and Door Curtain. Number 83 is V. This is one of those iconic... Ooh. It's an iconic platformer of the last ten years, absolutely. Yeah. Like, tons of games have likely been inspired by this. Uh, it's great. Like, this game's just it good. Just, it just takes a simple gimmick and just runs with it. Yep. And, like, you... It's a platformer where you can't jump. Yeah. Oh, God. Beeping your chat is like, that's 2010. I think it is. Pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure. I think it's think just on the border, though. It says, yeah. Oh, my God. January 11th, 2010. Yeah, it's yeah. right on the <laughs> It's <edge>. 11 <laughs> days in! I might have technically played it before then, because it, like, it leaked on Newgrounds, actually. Yeah. But, actually, the Steam release was September 
2010, so that's fine. So, yeah, that, that, that's a little more, yeah, like, this is comfortably, it's comfortably in yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This game's good. This is, uh, I love Terry, I love Terry Kavanaugh. Yeah. Um, his whole oeuvre is really cool to me. Yeah. Um, and I just like seeing him on this list. It makes me happy. Yeah. I really love the soundtrack in this game as well. It just oh, fits God. so perfectly. It's so good. It's oh, that whole Commodore vibe. It's great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, that game's just good. Like, this is... You yeah. can't go wrong with this game. Like, just go play it if you haven't. Like, this game's literally, It's just like, really fun. It's like two bucks. It's gotta be yeah. something like that. It's, like, dirt cheap at this point. It's on point. iPhone. It's on iPhone. It's easily playable on a phone. Like, this game's got really simple controls. Nothing too complicated here, folks. Mm-hmm. I want to revisit this one. It's been yeah. a bit. I've played this, through this, like, three or four times, because it's really just short and punchy. And yeah. Very fun. Yeah, it is very... Mm-hmm. It's very easy to sit down and play this in an afternoon. Very yeah. easily. Very easily. Good game. Our number 82 was chosen by myself, Jetstorm, and Iffy. Here's another entry for you. Here's the Legend of Heroes Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 2. Uh, So so there's this thing where when the same three people keep voting for a series. (laughs) (laughs) And each entry gets progressively (laughs) higher. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Trails of Cold Steel 2 is just a real good follow-up. It, 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 the stakes are much higher after everything that goes down at the end of the first game and they follow through on all that shit in a really, really sensible and fun way. Um, and uh, the characters are growing more and more as people past their, past being students at uh, their academy, trying to like fit into this, this world that suddenly started to turn upside down under them and they need mm-hmm. to kind of find their own place within it and like what's their voice going to contribute to what's going on in the overall, you know, not only in Erebonia, but in the world around them. Um, it's a really good game. Like, the, yeah, like it, it does a lot of the same, like this is Falcom doing what Falcom do and just making sensible iterations on what mm-hmm. they are already doing and then telling a really good story with that. So, yeah, like you, you, if you liked one, you're playing two. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Polly, if, if somebody likes the preceding six <laughs> trails and um, trails games, would you say that they'd probably like this one as well? Oh, yeah. Like okay, cool. A hundred percent. If you were in any way, <laughs> if you like the percent, all right, that's the back of the box. Yeah, there you go. That's the back of the. Box. But yeah, but that, that's more trails for you. Trails is always good. There you go. It, they just they they know what they're doing. They're confident. They yeah. know what they're doing. And they're, it's great. they're insanely consistent. Like there isn't like oh this is the bad one. Yeah, like there's just not the, a Falcom. They just don't miss. Yeah, like they don't miss. Like I can maybe say that Tokyo Xanadu X Plus I didn't land for me, but I don't mm. think it's a bad game. It just didn't mm. land for me. So yeah, moving on. Number eighty one, chosen by Freezing Inferno, Psychic Heist, Jetstorm Four, and Door Curtain. I know this one get a lot of love. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. How are we, how we feeling about Donkey Kong uh, Tropical Freeze? I know, I think Rhett played this, didn't he? Yeah, I have this. I like I read, it. You played it, right, Rhett? It's just cool. It's a, <laughs> cool. Ele- oh, jeez. <laughs> it's just this very elegant, <laughs> well-made platformer that just, every like, every single level has a unique gimmick, and they just kind of fully explore it and kind of have a sub-gimmick to twist it on mm. with. Nice. Yeah, like this... Like, like, like that's basically like what do you say like more awesome David Wise tunes of course like I love the soundtrack to this game I haven't played this yeah. game but I love the soundtrack um, and it's on, it's on the Switch now at least so people can actually play it oh that's <laughs> like, good that's good <laughs> yeah 
yeah, like they the, got so much shit though. They released it on the Switch for sixty bucks again, and people were all oh, that is that's dirty. Because like you dirty. could get this, the Wii U one was like twenty bucks on. <laughs> well, but now it's got funky mode. You gotta get forty dollars, yeah. forty dollars for funky mode, dude. I never played funky mode. I probably should. Seems fun to just run through the levels. Yeah, like and then like this, these games are really just like, hey, we 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 like and know Donkey Kong Country a lot. And we just made some good ass fucking versions of that. That's what these Donkey yeah. Kong Country Returns games are. Um, these they're so good. Like I love Donkey Kong Country Returns. So yeah, you'd probably like this one. I will probably like this if I played it at some point. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Good shit. Cool. Good shit. Number eighty was chosen mm. by myself, Zalaz, Freezing Inferno, and Poncho Smith. Number eighty is Volgar, the Viking. You, you love rolling those R's. This game feels good. <laughs> this game is so... <laughs> this game's got some chunk to it. Um, yeah. This, yep. this is a send-up to games like Rostan, in particular, uh, or Astyanax. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just balls fucking hard. Um, like, this game does not hold back. Um, it's very much, like, memorize it. Like, play yeah. it and memorize it, the game. And that's fine. Like, if, if you're not into that, this game might not have... Uh, uh, the kind of staying power uh, for you, but this this game is super solid. I wish that uh, the 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 the, uh, the the true ending wasn't locked behind such hard requirements because oh right, many yeah. people are never gonna see that. Unfortunately, like, and I really would want to play those later mm. levels, but you've got to basically play perfect the entire time to do it. Yeah, once I saw that what that was, mm. I was like, oh, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like you have to like take alternate exits. I think in basically every level to like not you, die at all. You have to not die at all. Um, you have to finish every level with a full gear, I believe, and then oh, you have geez. and then you have to take the alternate oh, path, and then you have to take the alternate path at the the junction. So it's a little. I don't think that you can. Con- I don't know if you can continue either. I don't know if you can like stop playing and then come back later. I think you've uh. got. I think you've got to do it all in one go. I'd have to look that up, but. Uh, this is just one of those really like hard retro throwback games that's done uh, with a modern style that just feels good. Uh, it's difficult. Yeah. It's probably gonna make you mad if you're not super into <laughs> trial and error sometimes. But yeah, um, this game stuck with me. I liked it a lot. I think it's really good at doing what it's trying to do. Uh, and I had a good time puzzling my way through all the stages. So yeah, this game this game gets passed. It's super good. Cool. 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 <laughs> Number 79 was chosen by Zenitoto, Poncho Smith, and Jetstorm 4. It is Shin Megami Tensei 4. This is a Shin Megami Tensei game. Cool. Like, these guys are good at making these still, basically, is what this game is. <laughs> um, they abandoned the first-person dungeon thing, uh, and it's got to, to kind of fit more in line with, like, the DDS style, or maybe even Persona. Uh, but it's got it's still very... Very much uh, that kind of uh, game where it's just like really dense dungeon design, uh, really, really difficult boss fights. And, and, and yeah, like this game is exactly what you want in a Shin Megami Tensei game. Um, I've heard some like conflicting opinions on it. Like it seems like of all the uh, SMT mainline games, this one seems to kind of have like the most back and forth of, no, it's actually bad. No, it's really good. <laughs> um, but... What I have played of it, I enjoyed. So I, I, I don't really have. I've I didn't not. stick with it. Mm-hmm. I didn't stick with it. I got it released, so I wasn't really good with finishing games uh-huh. yet. Uh-huh. Um, 
but the the ten hour chunk at the beginning, from the beginning up through the Minotaur fight, um, is just like one of the most like well paced, yeah. exciting, fun chunks of dungeon game that yeah. I think I've ever played. Like that whole arc is just fantastic. Like that ten, that's a great ten hour RPG at the start of this RPG. Yeah, so yeah. that's my review. <laughs> yep, that is primarily what I have played. Minotaur kicked my ass. Whew. He kicked my ass. It took me a while, but I did yep. beat him, and it felt real it, good. It, that boss theme is extremely oh cool. Oh my god! Like you, you're gonna get good music from any Shin Megami Tensei game. Let's be honest, but yeah, like this game deserves to be here. Like, it's a very solid, very solid, mm-hmm. solid dungeon crawler from a very solid dungeon crawler series. Cool. And with SMT five on the horizon, people have reason to be excited. Good, good shit. It's, not it's funny, like, sequels Summon. to these games have been announced in the time we took us to do this list. Yeah, I know, right? Right. Shin Megami Tensei 5 was announced a while oh, it was? ago. I thought it just it, only the two... thing. Yeah, like, it was announced two years ago. No, and ago. then it's like, it's been dead. People thought it was dead because oh. they hadn't talked about it in forever. Okay. And then it just showed up. Okay, so cool. like, oh, yay. Along with the Nocturne thing. Yeah. So number, okay. seven, number 78 cool. was chosen by myself. Hurret! Fresno... <laughs> And Poncho Smith, number 78, is a banger. This is Hotline Miami. It's a jam. This game's a fucking it jam. Is a jam. Holy shit. This game is so good. This game is a vibe and a half. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, is this one of the, like, of, of the last 10 years, this is one of the most vibes. Like, holy shit. If, if ever there this was game a game. This game was so just influential and just, like, actually revitalizing, like, the music style that it features. Yeah. Like, just pushing, like, that kind of dark techno stuff yep. into the mainstream. Yep. As well as just Devolver Digital and yeah, basically, violence and music. <laughs> Devolver Digital, basic, their entire style is based and on and thanks to this game, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, That's just, fair. Yeah, like, this game is just, it's crunchy in all the right ways. The The sheer randomness of how everything plays out is just, like, you're, you're not going to get the same hand every time you play. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, that really keeps you on your toes. It's just, whoo. It's very fast and scary and violent. Yeah, like, it's, it's, whew. like, it, it's just, like, there, there are a number of times I was playing this where I would just, like, I would, like, somebody would, like, sneak up in the, in the corner of my eye and I wouldn't catch him fast enough, you'd hear that shotgun blast and I'd jump out of my fucking chair every time. Yeah. It's like, fuck! <laughs> like, that's the thing. is like, you make a mistake, you're just dead instantly. Like, nothing else, really. And that, and that's really, like, mm-hmm. exactly what this would be like in real life if you were trying yeah. to kill... Like, you're going out in one shot, baby. It's over. Yeah, like, this game, just... It's style, feel- the music, the gameplay, the game field. The music... Yes, John? I feel like this is one of the ones that got over discourse oh, because definitely. the core of it is just oh, like, God. this is such an extremely fun action game. Yeah. It's so fucking fun yeah. to play. Yeah. Yeah. Just, God, it's so good. So, so good. <laughs> we ready? Can we move on? Cool. Number 77 yeah. is chosen by John, Adamine, and Jetstorm. Or number 77. There's a powerful mm. collection. Number 77 is Zero Ranger. <laughs> this game is good. Is just this, like this, this game. This game's good. This game is good. I have Should not have been seventy six spots higher. <laughs> I've not finished this game. 
I've not finished this game because I'm one of those people that I have too much pride, and I'm like, no, I've got to one CC it. Like I can, oh, man. I probably have enough continues to have been able to have seen the, the end of the game three times by now. But I'm just like, no, I want to one CC it. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I should just let the... go. Of, I let. I need to let go of that pride and do like because death is part of the whole fucking process here. Mm-hmm. The I think the theming of the game will not be weakened if you go if you don't go for the one CC. I think the way that it's built, it, it might actually even. I don't know. It's cool. You you play it how you want to play right, it. Right, it's, right. It, this this game goes, man. Even from even <laughs> this, from like this even is... even from the first half, I just know that it goes. Mm-hmm. I remember tuning in to watch mm-hmm. you stream this, and like you got to one specific point, and I was like, "All right, John, I love you, but I gotta go. I can't spoil this." <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that was like a third into the game. Oh my god. <laughs> so, yeah, I think this game's a masterpiece. I think it's the storytelling here is ex- very comparable with like Undertale and shit and just that kind of yeah. over the top weird meta structures yeah. that then land a hundred percent emotionally, and it's in the context of an arcade shmup. Yeah, that's so cool. Like, it's it's. It's and it's like an intensely fun action game the whole time. The turns at the end of this game, mm, they go down real smooth. I'm so excited for it. Cool. Yeah, this was my this was number four on my on my personal list. I love this game two bits. That is really high. Yeah. So, yeah. So go play Zero Ranger. Oh. Like, me and Rhett need to play more Zero Ranger, I think. Yeah, I've really... only sampled it just when I got my vertical monitor, but I'm like, ooh, this feels very good. Also kind of hard. Oh, it's really <laughs> hard, yeah. I'm very bad at shmups right now. Oh, you just got to get that muscle memory back, so you got to do. Get a couple yeah. Toho games under your belt, and then you'll be fine. Oh, but I keep trying to play the new Toho games, and it doesn't go well. Because uh, <laughs> they're kind of boring. They're kind of boring. You know what's not boring? I'm like 17. You know what's not boring? Number seventy six, yeah. which was Number chosen, 76. which was chosen by Carmichael McCallis, Tingu Gemini, Adamine six thirty four, and Door Curtain. This game is a delight as well. Donut County, <laughs> just such diversity oh, on this, this list. Cute. I know. <laughs> yeah, this game, this game's fun. Uh, I, I like it's just like like I played this in one evening. Yeah, it's very fun and funny and just, like, yeah, two-hour game, basically. This is a two-hour game where the object and the premise is very simple. It's easy to digest. You make a hole and you put stuff in the hole. Who'd have thought (laughs) that would just... (laughs) It's cathartic. There's something very cathartic about swallowing everything up in your giant hole. It's so good. Like it's And and, and again, like, the the writing, it's either going to get on your nerves or you're going to be sitting there laughing the whole time. Um, I don't think that there's an in between. Yeah, I don't think there's an in between with the writing uh, of this game, just because mm-hmm. of the way that it's 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 it's, uh, it's handled. Uh, it, yeah, uh, 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 Sauri mentions in chat that like yeah, there, there, there's a very Katamari esque feel to everything uh, that this yeah. game is doing. Uh, but yeah, you get to be an asshole, uh, <laughs> and you, and you get to be a hole, um, and it's it, yeah, just suck things into the hole. It's really good. Suck things into your hole, everybody. It's like reverse Katamari because you start sucking up really small things and then your hole gets bigger and you can suck up like the entire level by the end. That's not the reverse of Katamari, Rhett. That's exactly Katamari. Yeah, but instead of your instead of your ball getting bigger, your hole your hole gets bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of 
instead of combining everything, you're just erasing everything. Right, it right. is different. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. But yeah, Donut County. Okay, this game's yeah. good. All right. Okay, and, Polly, for the ne- for the yeah. next one, I just want you to read the three people that voted for it. Who <laughs> the next people that voted for number seventy five? Myself, Jetstorm, and Iffy. Okay, we've seen that trio before. <laughs> what game could it be? What game could possibly be next? Uh, number seventy five. It's the Legend of Heroes Aonokiseki. It's a twist. It's, it's a twist. <laughs> fold ya. We fold ya. Rip. You got me. We got. I you. can't believe that like an untranslated <laughs> Japan only game got this far. <laughs> we got this damn high because it you is guys... the fifth in its series. <laughs> this game is so damn good. Like I'm so excited for this one. Like this. This is the Trails game that hits the ground and just starts running. And it does not let up. And by the time you get to the end and understand what's going on and what has happened, it's just your brains are now on the wall behind you. Because your mind has been blown. It's so good! This is really just... Man. Oh, God. Like, Abbas... Yeah. Woo. Yeah, I'm just thinking about some. Of, I was just thinking about some of the cooler moments, and literally just got a chill. It was like, "Woo, woo, it's so good." Yeah, please don't say anything because I just played the prequel to this. Yeah, I Red, got to this one. Yet. Yeah, you, I think it just. I think Polly just barked about trails. <laughs> I think I just barked about trails. It has a translation, June. It's just not as good as um. It's just not as good as the one that is being built. Yeah, yeah there was a. There was a... Then, oh, hey, hi, hi, Wuzzy. Wuzzy says every Legend of Heroes game for the last decade is on this list. Isn't it? <laughs> we'll see. Who knows? I think Who knows? Zero Who did not. Say? I think zero did not make top ninety nine. Mm. Okay. Cool. It was probably yeah, but I definitely think it was stuff. on here. I think Polly snubbed it though, so it didn't make. Yeah, I snubbed. Uh, I snubbed zero. <sighs> Our number seventy four was curated. John, Lirinette, Adamine634, and Remnant. Mm. Number 74 is Journey. Who wants to talk about Journey? Oh, neat. I like this game a lot. It's not, it's just... Go Go ahead. ahead. Uh, There's another one I think got discoursed a little bit because it was really beloved for a little bit there. Yeah. And People, are, I think people got a little tired of the indie games that were doing kind of the very broad, non-specific journey. Uh, journey. <laughs> <laughs> With the silent storytelling. Yeah. Um, but for me, this is just like a really good version of that. Like yeah. it, it has an emotional core. I really like the multiplayer facet of it. Yeah, I think that's uh, by far the most unique part of this is how you team up with people you don't know and have to work together. Um, there's individual moments that stick out in your brain forever, <laughs> visually, yeah. like the sliding. It's is so part. pretty. Yeah, like I have this. It's so pretty. And, and I think even now I'm still excited to just go play it at some point because oh, I, nice. they, were, they were giving it away for free uh, during yeah, they do. during pandemic time. So yeah, it's good yeah, stuff. it's for me. I kind of the the way the climax goes down for me. I kind of group it in my head group it in my head with sword and sorcery where mm-hmm. they both kind of take different directions to a similar arc mm-hmm. um and obviously very different 
approaches oh, and tones. Yeah. Um, so this this game is very cathartic, and it's just very pleasing, and it, I felt very satisfied at the end of it, and I played it a couple times, and I, I shared it with a couple non-gamers, and they had a good time too, so I like this game a lot. Fantastic. Fantastic. Then we will move on. Our number 73, it comes courtesy of myself, Last Zim on Earth, Poncho Smith, and Jetstorm 4. Number 73 is Sphere Life Razier. Uh, man, this is like one of those bang-for-your-buck kind of games here. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of game here. There's a lot of game here. You get to play it six times, basically. Oh, but Maybe but too much. Maybe a little too much, uh, but the story they're telling here is... It, it, it's good. It's, it's solid. It's got like a... It almost has like a high school play feel to it, mm. uh, with the way things are kind of uh, played out and um, just kind of the way the characters interact with one another on screen and everything. Um, and the way that they've kind of upgraded this game to be an action game more than an RPG, like that's incredible because they took everything about that original game and recontextualized it into an entirely different genre. Uh, but they also include the original PS2, uh, it, it's not the PS2 version, it's still this version, but it functions 100% uh, exact as the original PS2 version, if you still want to play that game. So, yeah, like that, that that's really cool that they included, like, they, they didn't have to go as all out with this as they did. Uh, I think, it, and, and you'd definitely be happy if you played it. Uh, I think there's just so much here. Uh, there's so many varying play styles. Some might be better than others. Uh, <laughs> uh, but 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 all in all, like this is a solid game. Uh, it's it's uh, uh, it's an update of a beloved title that didn't get a lot of shine its original time yeah. around. Uh, so having it kind of get that shine the second time around feels really good. And Vanillaware is good, like everybody's pointing out in chat. Vanillaware. Uh, is good. So, cool. moving on. Our number 72 comes courtesy of myself, Poncho Smith, and Jetstorm 4. It is Zero Escape, Zero Time Dilemma. Hey, oh, nice. <laughs> the most divisive game in the Zero Escape series. <laughs> Lands itself in our top 100. Um... Yeah, it's you really connected. Yeah, I connected a lot with this game, and I loved what it was doing, what it was trying to say by the end. Um, the things that people are mad about with this game, I just didn't connect with. I, I just didn't understand. Like, I, I, I feel that it comes from not understanding or putting a lot of expectations on the author that the author never intended. Um, but this game has a lot of real big moments. It gets big, stupid by the end. <laughs> Um, in a way I love that big stupid. it's big stupid in a way that Red appreciates, a way that I yeah. appreciate. Like the the way that they go about solving this game's issues, um, it is both bullshitty and not bullshitty at the same time. And <laughs> I absolutely loved this game for it. I love the story of how this game basically exists because the Western fan base basically begged Spike Chunsoft to let him finish it. Um, and this is kind of like sort awesome. of the this game all feels kind of like the prototype for um, what he would start trying to do with more cinematic presentation, visual novel mm-hmm. forms with I the Somnium Files as well. Like this Definitely. feel this feels like the prototype for doing that. And then he got the budget to actually do it. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, like, I like this game. I like what it's doing. I think the characters are good. I think some of the characters are very off-putting because they're supposed to be. You're not supposed to like them. Um, and yeah, just overall, just like, like, I, 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 I fucking shotgunned the last 10 or 11 hours of this game in one day. Oh my god. Like, I took so much. All at once. Like, give me all of the zero escape into my veins right now. Let's go. Like, that's what I did, uh, with this game. Cool. So, yeah. I think the, um, starvation sequence is one of the most harrowing things I've seen in the game. Oh, man. The way they go about that, that entire scenario, it's just gut wrenching. Uh, given where uh-huh. it starts and then how those characters kind of work through that. Uh, ooh, it's real rough. And they managed to ta- they managed to take on some real touchy subject matter too uh, with one of the characters' backgrounds. And it's just like, you handled that really well. I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, but yeah, cool. dude, like this is good. Like this is a solid en- uh, ending to the Zero Escape series. It's not the ending a lot of people wanted, but I was very happy with it. Yeah. Moving on. Our number 71 was chosen by Rhett, Pancho <laughs> Smith, and Jetstorm 4. This one is a banger of a fucking game. It is Sin and Punishment Star Successor. So oh, this cool. is the one where when I saw it on somebody else's list, I went, ah, oh, shit, I have to edit mine. I tried. I took, I took something <laughs> off to put this on, and so that's why it's so high on this list now is because I just refused to snub it. I tried so hard. I couldn't find a place on my list for it. Uh, I just, I really love this game because it is such, like, a throwback for me of playing, like, Saturn games and, like, a lot of rail shooters back then, like Panzer Dragoon and Star Fox. Yeah, like, this has big Saturn energy. Yeah. It has big Saturn energy. It has, like, this super comfortable Wiimote aiming. Yeah. And it's just... It has, you know, that energy of just, like, nonstop crazy set pieces and bosses that I love. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. treasure... I got a weird... I can actually play this again. I, I yeah. played through it once. Um, and I think this is the kind of thing where you need to really love on it for a bit. Yeah. I'm excited to do that. Yeah. And just treasure rules and Absolutely. basically gone now. Which sucks, because we're, like, we're just not seeing games like this anymore. Yeah. Uh, there was a Panzer Dragoon re-release, or, or it was a remake... And I can't find any opinions on that at all. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I mean, it's out on the uh, Switch. Yeah, and they made it uh, exclusive to the Switch for a year or something. Yep. It's a real bummer. Jack, uh, yeah, Star Successor is fantastic, though. Like, this is such really a good fun. game. Like, it's so over-the-top stupid uh, in all the best possible ways. Like, it has that same kind of escalation that you just want from... from you know, it's Treasure doing what Treasure do. Right. Number 70 was chosen by Carmichael McCallus, Tingu Gemini, Jetstorm 4, and Iffy. It's East Origins. Hey. Uh, this, oh, I love this game. I played this. I played this. Um, I think I played this, started this after I kind of finished drafting my list. Uh, I love this game. Fits. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, like, this is um, not my favorite East game, but I did <laughs> replay it recently and I had a good time. Oh, so yeah, cool. like this is this, this this was decently fun. Uh, it's one dungeon, um, and you getting through the various points in that dungeon, and it's just like they're all themed very very predictably. There's your you got your water, you got your fire, you got your desert. It's basically it's basically, <laughs> it's basically Mario three. Oh my god! 
I think what was most striking to me about this one, um, it plays similarly to Oath of Felghana and E6. Yes. Um, sorry, the chat mentions you can play as a girl with this one, so it's obviously the best yeah. piece game. You, you, uh, you got your cute girl in your ancient dungeon right there from the start. Right there, yeah. <laughs> um, for me, this represented kind of a shift in Ease's thematic perspective mm-hmm. because we're coming from E6 and especially Ease of Felghana, which still was had the very 80s gender politics yeah. stuff. Like oh, yeah. yeah. You've got the literally going to save the cute girls like bound up by the yeah. main baddie at the end of both and then at this one it's like hey we're getting a little little more nuanced here there's a lot of lady characters a lot of lady characters with personalities and motivations mm-hmm. um and it felt like the good energy from trails starting at, like trails in the sky yeah um was kind of coming over into ease yeah. finally and i feel like that kind of reached a climax later on in the E series. Oh yeah, oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely, for sure. Um, so that, that that's kind of the coolest thing about E's origin to me. It's gorgeous. I love playing it. Um but to me it's where E's kind of started to grow up in some ways. It started to grow like up. It embraced its lore in a way that is really really good. Like oh, for I, sure. I love the way that this game builds it builds the world. Uh like if East 1 and 2 are kind mm-hmm. of like the foundation, this is like the siding, the roof. Uh, and everything else that goes on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it builds on all of that stuff very well. And you get a lot of really cool uh, redesigns of uh, East 1 bosses in this game, too. They're really cool. Finally, so, a, a version of a Julian I don't hate. Like your favorite. Oh. So I looked on Wikipedia. Like what? This game came out after second chapter and before third. So yeah. definitely like their writing style was going in a direction for sure by that point. Yeah. It started to hit ease. Yeah. The when I got to when Vagulian was the first boss, I just cackled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, my, I believe my first reaction was to pause the game and to face palm and say, uh, <laughs> "No." I googled Bat Boss Ease and I got Ease Vagulian, aka Bat Boss, aka Worst Boss Ever at the yep. top. <laughs> Life is good. All yeah. right, cool. Yeah. That's a good game. That's a good game. All oh right. My God. All right. So what? One more, one, one extra thing. Uh-huh. So it says, I just need to beat the final boss of Ease 2, but I'm excited to play the later Ease games after that. For some reason, with Ease, more than, like, any other JRPG series, I have, like, 15 friends that are like, oh, yeah, I started Ease 1, or I, I've been meaning to play Ease 2. This has it's been fun, happening a so lot. I've, I've seen this happening with both Ease and the Trail series as of late. And I'm seeing more and more people gravitate towards these games and this company overall, and it's a real <laughs> cool thing. It is really cool. It's just funny because I have because I did the same thing. I played Ease One and then didn't play another Falcom game for like six <laughs> years. It's like everybody was like, "Well, I re- I'm really excited about this Final Fantasy Four. Really need to get through Final Fantasy One first. Like that's obviously like, yeah. I'm like I love Final Fantasy One, but you don't have to start there if that's not your thing. Like these other ones are really good. Are you just you just mean Ease Two being this roadblock for people? Right? Yeah, yeah, it's this roadblock for people, and I'm like. To me, the zeros is when I really start connecting with the Falcom stuff. So yeah, but yeah, I did not stress about playing Ease in order at whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I think I, you can jump in with six or eight or oh eight yeah, you can jump in with yeah. any of them because they're mostly self-contained. Um, yeah, but yeah, like t- trying to do those all of them in order is a little daunting. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. All right. Moving hey, on. We got a nice one. <laughs> our, nice. Next, our next game, it is a very nice entry, and it was chosen by Rhett. 
Pingu Gemini, Poncho Smith, and Jetstorm 4. Number nice is Bayonetta. Nice. You could not have asked for a more perfect (laughs) entry at this spot. (laughs) Everyone in chat now is just nice, 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 nice. Chat just exploded into nice. (laughs) This game is fucking amazing, by the way. Uh, This game is so (laughs) good. Sayara, Jesus Christ. <laughs> everyone, everyone else is nice. Nice. <laughs> um, I just did good. I one and it just sent me on a whole spiel of just like, boy, I love Kamiya games. Oh, yeah. Right. All of them are so good, huh? <sighs> He's got such Bayonet good energy. Good. Yep. This yep. game. This game is so good. Like, it just goes real hard. It, it's like much like much like a red game. It goes real hard at the end. Yeah, I mean this game, God like that whole ending like sequence. Where just... I made a mistake. What? I already revealed sixty-eight. Okay, well we're gonna keep talking about Bayonetta. We'll keep talking about Bayonetta anyway. Yeah, it's very good. Just the end of this game <laughs> where it just becomes a real shooter, and then you fight. <laughs> Like you're you fight Jean like on the side of a building while it's right. collapsing or something. Yeah. And then you just go into space and like Jean runs up a missile or something. And then like you punch the enemy through the solar system into the moon. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. It's a yep. lot. It's a lot. It's good. Oh god, I know what sixty eight now is too. Yeah, it's, it's funny. funny. I did the penultimate final boss and I was like, Was that the final boss? I mean if it was, I'd be okay with it. But if there's something else, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. And then there's a, a, a big boss. Oh my after god, that. the last boss of this yeah. one is so much. Yeah, this game has such Kamiya energy, and as we know, Kamiya energy is basically me energy. Yeah, yeah, during the gun energy yeah. also. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Which one? What if I want to like only Kamiya could go harder than Bayonetta one? Which yeah, did. like any day. So. Yeah. Our number sixty-eight, which is already on your screen. Whoops! <laughs> comes to us courtesy of <laughs> comes courtesy of myself, Jet Storm Four, and if it is the Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel Three. <laughs> well, we knew this game was going to be on here eventually. So. Eventually, it had to make it right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Polly. Yes, I have a blurb. You've got a blurb. We but haven't done one of those in a long it's, time. It's been a while since we blurbed, but we have a blurb from Jet Storm Four. It is their game of the decade. Uh, the moment-to-moment playing of Cold Steel 3, I realized Cold Steel was specifically the realized promise of what Xenosaga and other multi-part RPGs that didn't quite make the mark or the full promise. While, they, while those are still incredible, Cold Steel uses its assets in smart ways to create its world, set its narrative, build its villains, and break and build its main characters. Cold Steel 3 is the moment that the whole series builds to and is a fantastic time from start to end, making it my favorite RPG of this decade. Yeah. this That's from, you know, the guy that plays all the JRPGs. <laughs> yeah. Like, this, this game is... That's true. It's fantastic. It's, it's... It's... It's the culmination of three different series, like the eighth game overall. Yeah. It sounds like so much and so very good. Yeah, this is a game that has so much going on, and it's, it's there's expectation, 
Then there's yeah. the game defying expectation and shooting off in directions you don't even see coming. Making ridiculously ballsy moves that are just like, oh, how do you... Get- You've got a ways to write yourself out of this. How are you doing this? <laughs> and if there's a team that I trust to be able to do that, it's absolutely mm-hmm. Falcom. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Trails of Cold Steel 3 is the shit. Like, it is... Whew, it's it's so, so, so... So good. I'm very excited to get there in like three more years. I, it'll be sooner than that. I am dedicated to playing these in order. Yeah. If, you, if so, if somebody liked the preceding <laughs> seven trails games, do you think that they like this one? They might like this one. I don't know. Could be a little iffy. I got iffy. <laughs> I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Our number sixty-seven was curated by myself. Hurret and Zalaz. Number 67 is Telltale's The Walking Dead. Hmm. Whew. It's good. That game's a lot. That game is yeah. a lot. Uh, it's sad. I really like that. I really like when games have lots of suffering like that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. You know. A lot of suffering in this game. It's, 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 uh, whew. Whew. Yeah. It's, it's just. It goes real hard. It goes real hard, and it's kind of like the first time I think that a game like this kind of caught on in the way that it did. Uh, because this yeah. game, like, it's an adventure cinematic game that uh, it, it was sort of the start of, oh, like, games that are more expensive don't necessarily have to be gamey games. They can be, like, strictly narrative affairs. Yeah. Uh, and this one caught on more so probably because of the license. Um, I think... The license for sure, but also then just the writing being exceptionally good. Yeah, like kind of the writing caught people in the season. game sphere that wouldn't that also wouldn't have given a shot because oh zombies, you know yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like this was definitely out of my wheelhouse just because I don't care about zombies. Yeah. Um, but I was pulled in by the story and the characters. Like, there's a real genuine warmth to it, along with just a lot of fear and dread and sorrow and. Like, this first season, like, just nails all of that. And this is, like, this is one of those definitely got the due that it was deserved. Uh, with, with as much discourse that kind of surrounded this game at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was just typing. Kind of so. that ending, huh? Yep. Oh, God, the ending. <laughs> I mean, kind of the, the all of this game. It just... Yeah, like there are moments. There's moments in definitely episodes three and three and five. Basically two, two, three, oh. four, all of them. I think. Like there's a moment. Like, like I think that every episode had a moment to where when I finished it that night, I kind of went to bed feeling a little more hollow than I did before. <laughs> yeah. Good. Shit. I think for some reason, um, the whole arc of um, chat art of game two really stuck with me. It was the most like, yeah, kind of like a. a movie basically yeah, yeah like the the ending bit where you're where the villain is walking backwards into the x really was like oh shit this is the climax of a of a, of a thing yeah this, this had writers awesome yeah yeah like the, the writers yeah, two just... is yeah two is this kind of cool set piece big dramatic single arc and then three just kind of shatters your expectations for things possibly working out really yeah yeah but, like, this game is really dark and violent, but it never f- felt quite exploitive. Yeah, like it, it 
it felt like all of those moments were genuinely earned. It spent time getting there. It made them, it contextualized them. It made them make sense. So yeah, The Walking Dead. You cut out for me there, Polly. Oh, I was just saying that like this there game, it, the game doesn't revel in its violence. It it it, yeah. it, it contextualizes it. It makes it mean yeah. something. Uh, yeah, which is something I played episode. I played you know season two, and I felt like that aspect was gone, where it was just kind of reveling in the violence. Yeah, like so. I think that's why. Yeah. I think with a, I think with I think with sad tragedy suffering games, there's a loss of nuance and a lot of discourse, where they just kind of get painted with. This makes me feel bad. I don't like that. Yeah, or I only want to play this because I think, it's, I think this game out of that. Yeah, yeah, or I only want to play this because it's misery porn. You know, it's just like, well, we're just yeah. all kind of missing the yeah. point now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This the f- season one I really loved. Oh yeah, yeah. Still sticks with me. Yeah, I was fine leaving it there. Yeah. All right. Number sixty six was chosen by myself, John Poncho Smith, and Peaches the Raven. Number sixty six is Doki Doki Literature Club. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Who likes happy visual novels about romance and writing poetry? <laughs> this is a this was this one. This one nobody kinda, says yes. This one kind of <laughs> caught folks off guard. I oh think. God, yeah! Like nobody saw this coming at all. Um, and just the way that it, it handles its fun narrative uh, and fun meta shit, the way it just goes absolutely insane at a certain point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. just yeah, like. It's I real just think good. this. I, 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 I think it got discoursed to death. I think this game yeah. is just a really, really fun ride. I think it's just a blast. Yeah, I think it, it fucked with me in a good way. I really liked it. John keeps mentioning I how I people talked too much. <laughs> like the discourse went bad on all these games because it's true. <laughs> it's it's popular. So deep in it. Here's why it's actually bad because it's popular. Yeah. No, I, I have friends who have good. T- there are people in the chat with good, good reasons for not liking the game. Yeah. I just really, it's a, I just think it's a really fun ride. And I came, I'm coming out right off of a similar game that's, uh, that's mm. probably better, but also a lot longer and slower. Yeah. So I'm like really appreciative of <laughs> what this was just going the for. punch in the yeah. punch in the face of this game. Yeah, there's stuff in the second half of this game that, like, as a game designer, I was like, ooh, I want to steal that. Yeah, but how to like, how to tastefully do it and 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 it not be blatant? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's another game I recently played, One Shot, that kind of actually got into some of the similar stuff that I thought. Oh was yeah, really cool. absolutely. So, so like, those ideas can be kind of repurposed in fun ways. Yeah, like One Shot, you is... can make it put them in a shmup. Yep. Put them in a shmup. <laughs> put them in a shmup like Zero Ranger. Oh my god. We just love meta oh. shit, okay? Like that's I, the, we really do like that shit. shit. Like one shot went so far under my radar. I don't know how I only played it this year. Like yeah. I was just like, okay, yeah, like that would have been I'm much higher. Like I had to make a place on my game of the decade list. That for was it. the one you kind of squeezed here. I just had just to. I had to squeeze it. it. Yeah. But yeah, like this game. I made it onto the list. I understand why Doki Doki Literature Club isn't going to land for everybody. Um, but this is entirely my shit. Like I love this shit. It's cool. just, it's just so fun. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, it's just a fun. T- it's just a fun good time. My issue with it is that I wish I trusted it more to kind of not tune out during the first couple hours, right? So that when it hit, it hit harder for me, which it didn't. 
Mm. But that, I so, so for me, it's more like mm, that second half, though, huh? That's when it gets fun. <laughs> yeah, that's where you leave. That's where you park your save file. And jump back in. It fucks, doesn't it? Fuck with your save <laughs> yep, file. It does. Yeah, yeah. There's one moment where you want to try and reload, and it doesn't fucking let you. It just deletes your save. <sighs> what a what a good what a good moment in game. I played this game. I was I was at Max Sad when I played this. I think, and I just was alone oh in my, my apartment at night. I was like, just all right, do do what you will with me, and I just let it wash over me. It was a good time. <laughs> uh, so that's Doki Doki Literature Club. Fantastic yep. little game. Uh, number sixty-five comes courtesy of myself, Rhett and Remnant. It's Mass Effect Two. There's one, but people probably thought we'd forget. One. Okay, I think. There was an error on the thing. I think Jetstorm 4 also voted for Jet this. Jetstorm 4 probably also voted for this. Well, good job, yeah. Rhett, for not letting me know that. I... Listen, there's a lot of data in this thing. <laughs> yeah, if you if your name did not get listed. Yeah, okay. Jetstorm so 4. Jetstorm 4. Jetstorm 4 voted for this one, too. We're sorry. We'll send you $50 right away, Jetstorm. The blurb is on the website. That's how I knew. So, like, that part is fine. Okay. Jetstorm, you voted for it? It's not here because Rhett did not give me that data. So you can blame him for it. But Mass Effect 2 is fantastic. What do you, hey, Polly, what do you like about this game? What do I like about this game? I like the fact yeah. that it's a good video game. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike the, the first Mass Effect, which is not a good video game. The story and the part where you play it is... They're both way better. The story is so fucking good. Um, the way yeah. that it leads up to everything that's happening towards the end of the game and like the way the loyalty missions are sprinkled throughout... Um, those individual stories in and of themselves really fleshing yeah. out those characters and making them matter. The final suicide mission, which just mm-hmm. has so much potential to go right or wrong, depending on every choice you make. It's mm-hmm. so good. This game is like a really good season of a, like a sci-fi television series. Yeah. Because all those loyalty, loyalty missions are just like these single episodes that really focus on one character. And they're just all these great little self-contained things. As well as, I think this Mass Effect 2 in general kind of steps back a bit from the whole Reaper plot of yeah. the first and third game, which I think was kind of the worst part of them. Of yeah, like, yeah. Oh, this whole, this looming threat that's going to destroy the universe that we can never actually have it live up to that hype. Yeah. So I think Mass Effect 2 being more of a side story really works in its favor and just lets you pal around that universe. Yeah, like, it focuses on that thing that they really established in the first game that worked real well, is that, oh, characters. Oh, I like hanging around with these characters. And you get to do a lot of that. There's a lot of excess banter. Uh, There are a lot of one-on-one conversations you can get into uh, in Mass Effect 2. A lot of that stuff is just way more prevalent uh, in the second game than the first. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, that's Mass Effect 2. Very, very good shit. Number 64 comes courtesy of myself, Freezing Inferno, Poncho Smith, and Beepner. Number 64 landed pretty high on this list for a, game, yeah. for a game that just released last year. Better than better than Mass Effect 2. Better than Mass Effect 2. It is Blazing Chrome. <laughs> hey, guess what? Contra, oh. Konami is not in any way interested in making a good Contra game anymore. So let's just let these guys do it. Like, this game's great. Like, this is pretty much the Contra game that you would want made in the year 2020 Mm -hmm. and not 
the crap. Not the one that actually got made not, in 2019. Not the one that actually got made in 2019, because, oh my god, Contra Reg- Rogue Corps is bad. Oh my god, it's so... Bad. It's offensive. Yeah, it is literally offensively bad. Like, that game offends me with its very existence. It's so shitty. But Blazing Chrome, it's just... It's Joy Masher doing that thing where they're very good at... This is very much a send-up to this kind of game, but we're good at adding our own bit of style and, and, and panache. and, and yeah. own, we're, we're, They're very good at putting their stamp on something that's already there. Um, you can see that in Onikin. You can see that in Odalis. Um, just like like all of mm-hmm. their games. Like, like Danilo Diaz is very, very, very forward with his inspirations. <laughs> he doesn't try to hide it at all. He's not trying to be clever or cheeky about it at all. So, and there's a whole bunch, there's a whole bunch of subs that just rolled in. Thank you, Raven. Thank you, Raven, for the five gift subs. Very much appreciated. Thank you. Wowee. Indeed. Which is what we would be hearing for all of those if we we had, (laughs) if we had, uh, no, we would be hearing another one. I changed it. But anyway, Blazing Chrome is super, 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 super good. Uh, I I, I think the weapons are a little eh at times, but, (laughs) but, but. Like, the level design, the bosses, yeah. everything just fucking nails it. So it's so good. cool, too, that, like, Odalus and, uh... Oniken. Oh, God. Oniken. Like, we're m- much more 8-bit NES throwbacks, and this one, it just goes full 16-bit, and it's just gorgeous. Yes! Yeah, like, this is... It's very Amiga-slash-Genesis-esque. Um, yeah. It's got, a, it's got a bit of a, a, an iron feel to it. L- rather than, rather than oh, Konami, yeah. it, it feels more iron-inspired. Cool. Iron uh, like, the visuals. I get more Turrican vibes and stuff mm-hmm. from this game than I do. Cool. Uh, uh, but yeah, Blazing Chrome is just solid. Like, it's the Contra game that Konami refuses to make. So, if you're like <laughs> and me... And probably couldn't. And probably point. can't make anymore, right? Yeah. So yeah, well, like, Konami doesn't really know how to do that. No, they don't. games they they don't. <laughs> yeah. like like unlike Capcom who lost their way and then found their way back. Konami, there's just I don't think that 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 arc is in them at this point. I don't. I just don't think that will is in them at all either. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but got plenty of yeah really to make instead. Yep. Our number sixty three is curated by mm. myself. John and Adamine 634, number 63, is the Ooh. house in Fata Morgana. We had some, boy, we, yeah. boy, we kind of talked about uh, <laughs> talked about this one on the last episode. And we'll try to squeeze that out of our brain for now and focus on <laughs> focus on the good, which is... The house in Fata yeah, Morgana. The, the house in Fata Morgana. Game. Like, this game is yeah. so incredibly good. It's so incredibly heartwarming. It's so incredibly gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. It's so incredibly human. Um, man, there's so many moments I can think back to in this game that just instantly kind of get you to bubbling up. And, uh, yeah, this game's a lot. So uh, in chat, Adamine mentions that they put this as their number three. Hey, John. <laughs> it's got a blurb to be... read. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. All right. This um, is the so one I, I have... tried to read the blurb on. <laughs> Ironically, this is this is Frank's this is Frank's number three game of the decade. Um, the house in Fata Morgana, emotionally grueling and thematically dense. The wealth of subject matter explored in the house of Fata Morgana is more than I ever could have expected from a visual novel, and much more than almost any, every game I've ever played. 
What I entered for a compelling story was an extraordinary commentary on the human condition. It's an intense tale of vulnerability, abuse, trauma, betrayal, and discrimination mixed with an examination of class, religion, and gender relations. The theme around Christianity was more than just window dressing and the messaging it wanted to send and how it sent it left me awestruck. I'm drawn to dark and bleak media because there's sometimes a therapeutic element to finding a work of art that shares your anxiety. But the house in Fata Morgana is so psychologically dark, I cannot recommend it to someone in a bad mental state. And I'm saying this from experience. Beyond this deep pit of misery, hit the greatest love story that's ever fucked me up and a strange sense of reaffirmation as a person. Yeah. Yeah, that game's a lot. This game's real good. Yeah. I think it's... It touches on subject matter that a lot of VNs touch on, but a lot mm-hmm. of VNs touch on very grossly and exploitatively. And this one is just all class. I think it's just a really lovely, human, warm, good story. Yeah, like the, this awesome. game. This game is just class, top to bottom. Like that's all you can say about mm-hmm. it. Really, it's just it, it's one of the best visual novels I've ever read, if not the best. Mm-hmm. And nothing can ever take that. <laughs> all class, all class. <laughs> Let's just uh, push. A requiem for innocence into the dar- into the garbage bin where it belongs. <laughs> there we go. Raven says, "I swear you all bring up quite a few games that are not for you in bad mental state, and that's me all the time, folks." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I I, I I deep dive, I deep dive the the hard stuff when I'm in yep. a bad mental state personally. <laughs> but yeah, we we've talked this game to death on this podcast numerous times uh, it's for, good. because it's, it's just, just good. It's a really good game. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go play this if you're interested at all in, in VNs. It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Our number sixty two comes... I like how this eat I like I liked how this one eat onto my number, onto my top twenty because I cut a king of the top twenty. Oh, right. That was a different, much grosser VN. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a I feel like that's a nice arc. That's a good arc, yeah. <laughs> Alright, cool. Alright, so our number sixty two comes courtesy of Rhett. Lyranette, Adamine 634, and Peaches the Raven. Number 62 is Fallout New Vegas. Hey. Hey. Nice. I like this game. I'm excited to, I'm excited to play this game. I think it's going to treat me well. Have you played Fallout 3 at all? No. Oh, yeah, I did. And as a kid. As a, what do I you mean, as a kid? <laughs> God. I was a kid here. when it came out. I'm, sorry. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I, guess, I, I, I did guess sample this one years ago now. a couple oh. years ago, and I I sampled this one a couple years ago and had a good time with yeah, it. I'm it's, excited. It's a very different thing from Fallout 3, where this one is, mm. you know, it's way more politics and navigating factions. And like, mm-hmm. choices matter. It's the better one. Stuff. It's the yeah. good one. <laughs> right. The writing, the writing in this game is I'm just, excited. it's really good. <laughs> like, especially compared to Fallout 3, really. Yeah, I like this game a lot. Yeah, I'm, just... I'm jazzed to experience the Obsidian Uvra. I think yeah. I think it's gonna just based on what I've heard of like Coder Two in this game and whatnot. I think there yeah. there may be the Western RPG devs that are gonna stick with me in some ways. Cool. Yeah, like I, I hear this game just constantly praised, like, like universally. Uh, I don't hear yeah. much bad about this game at all. Um, and even though it's not my cup mm-hmm. of tea, it's just like yeah, like. I, I hear so much positive about it from so many people that I trust that I have no choice but to believe it. Like, yeah, like that, that game's probably, probably pretty all yeah. right. Probably good The time. biggest knock against... Except for Byron, who Byron, who's like the only person I've ever known with like a huge hard-on for three. And it's like, it's actually better. Oh, I like three more, but that wasn't this decade. 
Okay, fair enough. But they're again, they're very different things actually, even though that like it's the same gameplay and engine okay. and stuff, like the way they take it and just make it significantly more about like talking to characters and you know, solving their issues. Right. Politics yeah. and whatnot. I think that's cool. like I think in this game you can just straight up talk down the final boss if you have enough yep. speech skill. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It, it feels like it sounds like it's just getting getting a lot of the magic from those first two games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really it definitely feels like it's trying to be more of a sequel to those than Fallout 3, for sure. Which uh, which Obsidian is made up of Black Isle Studios yeah. devs, so it's literally from the devs yeah. of the original games. Like, the biggest knock against sense. this game was that it was, like, super buggy at launch. Yeah. So it got mm-hmm. kind of slammed in the reviews for that. But, like, it's been cleaned up now. That's the Obsidian way, right? Play, that, yeah. Like, like, that's Obsidian. Duty. That's Bethesda. Like, that's what their yeah. games end up that's, being. But that's, like, them trying to work with, you know, what is basically a broken engine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. All right. Our number 61 is chosen mm. by myself, <laughs> Rhett, Beepner, and Evie. This game is very special because it would without it, a lot of us would not have met. Mm-hmm. Number 61 is Fantasy Star Online Aww. 2. Now eligible for the next decade list because it no. came out in English finally. <laughs> yeah, get your votes ready for 2030. This 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 is likely the only game that's going to be able to be a twofer. <laughs> uh, yeah, it took fucking like eight years to come up because this this was 2012 in Japanese, yeah. 2020 in English. Yeah. Amazing! I've never seen a delay like that. Yeah. Like eight it happened. fucking years. What you see is a picture of the the clan that we basically ran with. We were the Rappy Mob Syndicate. <laughs> we are silly as fuck. And we're all wearing those dumb Rappy masks. We wear those dumb Rappy masks, and at times we wore three hats on top of one another. We called <laughs> three it three hat day. We called it three hat day. <laughs> as you is, can... is a very dumb game that lets you wear three hats at once and just clip them through each other. Yep, we were really stupid. But that's why this game is important to me is because uh, I hung out with a lot of really cool people and it created a yeah. lot of really cool memories and some of those people are still a very vital part of our community, obviously. And a, a we vital... met Iffy through this game. It's important, goddammit. Yeah, like, we met Iffy because of this game. Um, and that, it, that's important. And I just immediately tried to scare her away by being a dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you just like spamming chat shortcuts every time she? Healed I, no, I was spamming Resta to trigger her shortcut. Oh right! Would say thanks when you healed her. So I just kept hitting her like over and over and over for like twenty minutes. I know you got. I know you pissed off. You pissed off one person with it. It was really funny. Yeah. No, see, it was a good asshole check. Like, if you're able to roll with this, you're cool. Yeah. If you're yeah. gonna get pissy, then I'm being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're, we're, yeah. Like, this one's a little insular, I know. Uh, yeah. It's, it's obviously more... Oh, this list is insular? I had no idea. <laughs> well, I mean this game in particular. This <laughs> yeah. game in particular, I'm sure that we're probably only one, the four people that have maybe played this. So, yeah. Actually, Sayara in chat was just like, ugh, PSO2. Oh, wow. Sayara still plays the Japanese And you version. still play it, so don't even give me the ugh I don't even want to hear it. Fucking level 90, whatever it's up to now. God. Moving on? Yeah. Our number 60 was curated by Rhett. Last Zim on Earth, Adamine 634, and Jetstorm 4. This one's probably going to make a few people happy. Xenoblade Chronicles. Hey! There you go. Rhett, 
Talk about Xenoblade Chronicles. I like it slightly more than the first, than the second game. <laughs> cool. As does list reflects. This is just. I like this game so far. It's really long. It, this one is such a journey for me because I literally like paused it for like five years. Yeah, like th- but, like that was the kind of like the one constant throughout the podcast is you started playing it in 2015 <laughs> and finally finished it in 2019. Like I tried to go back. To, uh, like I got up roughly halfway through, and then I tried to go back three times, and then the third time it finally stuck. Mm. So then I just blasted through the second half, and it just gets super good anime in the right way. Right. Like this game goes in the way we've described as a lot of other games, like Bayonetta, as going hard. Oh yeah! Like the end of this game is fucking nuts. You will shit. Yeah. You will shit your pants when you get to it, John. <laughs> Excellent. I'm really excited. Oh, it's so good. I just, I love the oh visual God. style of it because it was a Wii game of just like kind of this yeah. low poly held together world, but like it looks shockingly good for a Wii game. Yeah. And like it, I, I think that it has. So, yeah, this. Oh. I think that it's it has such a, a style. I think that it has a unique yeah. style. Like it's very clearly Western influenced, but it has that anime kind of. Uh, it's cut with a bit of anime, and whereas like mm-hmm. with Xenosaga episode or with Zeno with Xenoblade Chronicles two, they really just leaned into the anime side. <laughs> they cut that anime way harder. That they time. cut it way harder. Like it is so strong in that mix. Like basically, the only thing Western yeah. in that game is its design philosophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Xenoblade. I lo- mm. go ahead. The the big story moments of this game have all really landed for me so far, and I've actually kind of liked the fighting. Good. So I'm just like, yep, well, I'm here for this. I'm glad you like the fighting, because there is a lot of it. Oh, yeah. There is a lot of this game. There's a lot of this game. And there have been several, like, big... Also, you, you pointed this out, the in-game cutscenes in this game are just, like, shockingly They're gorgeous. So like, just some of the good. best animation I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, it's so, it's so weird going to, like, the puppet ones where, like, they're doing, like, the canned pre-animations versus, like, the really mm. well-animated ones with the lip sync and, like, just the full everything motion happening. Yeah. But like, yeah. When pe- when when people get eaten by robots, oh you feel God. it. John found the horny in Xenoblade. <laughs> <laughs> it had like, literally never occurred to me that there's like a war aspect to this game. <laughs> Just chomp, chomp, chomp. <laughs> Listen to that laugh. Listen to That's you. the laugh of thinking about war. <laughs> laugh of somebody who's really horny about this. Uh, I love Fiora. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Continue. Are we ready to move on? Yeah. Alright, at number 59. Yeah. Chosen by Eat the Pen, Austin C. Oh, Howe, cool. Adamine 634, and Jetstorm 4. It is near. The first one. The first one. The one that's getting remade so people will like it now. Yeah. This game is good. Like, I don't... Yeah. I, like, yeah, this game is good. I like this game. So, John... This is on, this is on my... Um, yeah, I've got a blurb for this one. Um, this is on my... Along with Bloodborne, this is in sort of the short list of, like, games I am definitely 100% going to like that are also long. So... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I, with those, it's like... I know You just kind of save them for when it's when just... Yeah. It's just the right moment. I'm, I'm so happy they did the remaster, though, because... 
now I can now I can play it finally. <laughs> yeah, like that. Like I'm that I'm double out. dipping oh, on this one. Yeah. I'm double dipping on this one day one. Like yeah. I need to. Play I've never this played again. the original, so I'm excited. It's really see good. What they do to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, All right. Here's the blur from our friend Eat the Pen Becky. Cool. Um, this is this is her game of the decade. Um, Nier is a glimpse of a better world, or at least a better video games industry. It hints at what commercial game development could be if its extremely rigid genre system were broken, and all those resources poured into exploration of the full design space of video games. Even if you know how it ends, even if you think you've been spoiled, you owe it to yourself to play this one right through to ending D. I knew exactly what was going to happen, and it still left me speechless. No one gets to stop. Cool. And then, and then Frank says it's Ocarina of Time for depressed people with bleak yep. worldviews. And Wuzzy says it's Zelda, but good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. All the hot takes. So getting a lot of good hot takes that I agree with. Takes. I agree with these hot takes. <laughs> Pretty much. I think, yeah. I think this game, I, I did play a chunk of this game and then I got my Switch along with Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild and then I played those instead and dropped this one. Oh. Which is extremely, which is extremely cursed. Yeah. <laughs> because you didn't uh, end up liking those. Yeah. We, like, we got so, so sad about video games after playing Mario Odyssey. <laughs> that was wild. And Breath of the Wild back to back. That did more to um radicalize me against AAA than anything. <laughs> and I could have been playing I could have been playing Nier. Radicalized oh, wow. against AAA games. Oh my god. Listen, I be- with They're John, real, I believe I did it. Like did you them. see his list? I saw the list, believe me. I know. I'm the you one made, that you I had banners to make, for I had all to, his I had to make, I had to make those <laughs> fucking banners. I know. You spent longer on those I'm banners than some of those games t- took to play. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're fucking not wrong. You Xenoblade. say that. But that's not a jest. Alright. That's a Nintendo game. Xenoblade's kind of. Kind of. Kind of. No, well, it is now. Right. Monolith is part of Nintendo, I believe. <laughs> Wuzzy says Mario Odyssey also has a bleak <laughs> worldview. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Never All right. Game. Number 58 was chosen by John. Eat the pen. Last Zim on Earth and Adamine 634. Even the Ocean. There's a powerful selection. There you go. Tell us Hell about yes. Tell us about Even the Ocean. All right. So, Analgesic, um, they made Anodyne 2. They made Anodyne. Yep. Um, and they made Even the Ocean. This is the game that came between those two. Hmm. This is my favorite analgesic game. Um, it is just, it's got a strong story to it. It's just a, a very gentle, nice platformer with like stunningly gorgeous art throughout. Oh yeah. It's very, um, very pretty. It's got like this cool, cool. it's, it's like nonviolent platformer challenges hmm. in a nice way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never hard, but it's also never boring. Like it, 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 I think this is a, this game is like a coherent vision for like long, large scale platformer action that is also not demanding, that is still very entertaining. Mm. And that's such a, I think that's much harder to pull off than just making a hard platformer that's right. good. Uh, I think that speaks to kind of the skill of it. Mm. Um, and then it, contrast that story and it contrasts that play with just a really lovely sad but also like gentle sweet Vienna gentle sweet story mm-hmm. um and this this to me feels like the the un the completely uncompromised mm-hmm. analgesic vision like the it goes hard in the way that it needs to to land um, and that 
and it has a little bit to me this has a little more teeth and edge maybe than well, that's, that's weird to say. Anodyne 2 has its has its really dark moments. It I think that moments, yeah. this game, I think for me, this this ends because it has teeth in the most important possible spot for it to have teeth. Um, I have like my quibbles and whatnot, but I think this this game lands real hard, and I think it's real good. Cool, cool, cool. All right, number fifty seven was chosen by Rhett <laughs> Zenitoto. Last Zim on Earth, and Adamine 634. This one I know Rhett's going to be very excited with. It's our game of the decade. It's Yakuza 0! Hell yeah, and that's such oh, a good cool. banner too. It's my favorite banner. Triumphant. Majima fucking loves I'm really friend. excited to play this game. Majima is the best. I don't fucking care. I don't even like Yakuza <laughs> that much. I fucking love Majima, okay? Yeah, he's awesome in this game. Tell us about Yakuza, Rhett. You are the one. So You're the expert here. It's weird because I, so a lot of people start with this game now, and for good reason. Yeah, it's, it's the one to start with. It's smart. But like, I had actually already played Yakuza four and five. Yeah. So even then, having like some context for the series and having played two of them, and they're very long games, especially oh, yeah. five is like a little bit too much. Like even then, this one just completely blew me away with just how how good it felt to play and how good that story is. Mm-hmm. Like the constant cliffhangers because you, you like you kind of jump back and forth between two playable characters. Yeah, like they always do it on like a good cliffhanger. You're just like, ah, I want to see what happens next for that character. <laughs> and yeah, and just the way the story lands by the end is just like one of the most exciting climaxes I've seen in the game. Yeah. Also, it has like that kind of '80s brawler feel because this is the this doesn't happen in the, in the other Yakuza games when you punch an enemy, money flies out of them. Yeah. <laughs> really good it feels really cool to have money like and it just flies too like it it has a really it has a satisfying sound effect too yeah it's actually really good it's like something that i know that they did in this one because it kind of fits that theme and like basically money is like your experience in this because that's what you use to buy you straight up buy skills yeah instead of having its own discrete experience meter and stuff but it's like it's something i wish they kind of just kept in the other ones anyways yeah even if they toned it down a bit because this whole story is about like the '80s boom in the Japanese eco- economy, yep. and then it kind of comes crashing down. Yep. So, so like Big everything about this game is about cool. money. Yep. Like and this is just, this is installed because I'm still going. I'm giving it another chance. I need like I know that I like what this yeah. game is doing. I think I just hit it at a bad time. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. yeah. This is good stuff. Good energy. From <laughs> I this told game. Red earlier. I told Red earlier today. I. I have like honeymoon periods <laughs> yeah. with stories, and then you're Sundere with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it goes. I think. Yeah, that's God. It's so fucking right. God damn it! <laughs> Son of a bitch. Cool. Is that Yakuza? Oh. I'm like, oh, play this. Well, actually. So, Polly, right, what's cool. the next game? Because I, I had a couple of my favorites land in this area. Oh, did you? Okay, number 56 mm-hmm. was chosen by Rhett, Lee Renette, Adamine 634, and Remnants. It's The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Hey, also nice. one of the best games of the decade, uh, I feel. Oh, fill us in, Rhett. Oh my god, I, I almost don't know where to start with this one. I think, I guess it's just really, actually, it's that this game has probably the best quest writing I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Or like, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, isn't it just... 
isn't the special thing here that it's like, hey, what if we have like real what good writing every, for this what if stuff? Nothing feels like filler, basically. Like maybe oh. the one flaw in this is that you kind of use the detective vision too much to kind of because it's a lot of it is like, oh, there's a beast attack, you got to track them down, so you're walking around following footprints, but like every single mm-hmm. quest always goes in a different direction than you actually expect it to. Mm-hmm. The writing is just like cool, ten out of ten the entire time. And then there's the the main quest, which is also very good, but it's just, it's living in a world and just being a witcher. Yeah. Like, who is, like, a monster hunter kind of character. Mm-hmm. And just, So, yeah. Red, I read the first book of short stories, and I <laughs> liked it. Uh-huh. Um, based on that, do you think that I would like with The Witcher 3? Probably. I just... The bigger thing I took away from it was that draw was pretty hot. Is that is that uh, okay. maintained in the in The Witcher 3? I mean, you can you can grow facial hair in this game and like style his hair, so probably. <laughs> Excellent. Just take care of my own personal yeah. Geralt. Excellent. <laughs> cool. We're moving on then. Yeah, I think so. Oh. All right. Number fifty-five. Number fifty-five was chosen by myself, Poncho Smith, Rainiac, and Ify. It is Momodora Reverie under the moonlight. <laughs> 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 if they're going to use that character in like literally all the promotional art, like she is the face of that game. I knew the moment this game, like I'm the one that chose this banner because it was on my list first when I was writing my list and making the banners as I was making my list. And it was like, oh, I, I know what picture I'm using. I know exactly <laughs> what picture I'm using. Smack the boobs, Polly. Smack the boobs. This game is just, it is a fantastic little one of those games where yes, there's nothing extraneous. Every single room feels like it needs to be mm-hmm. there as part of the experience. Uh, the, the fighting is just simple and crunchy. Play this game on hard, I implore you, because holy crap is it an experience. Like, I played this through on hard mode, uh last year after uh, Minoria came out and Mm -hmm. didn't necessarily wow Mm -hmm. me. Um, And man, it was such an amazingly fresh and and crunchy and just brisk experience top to bottom. Um, I I can't find fault with this game. Like, I don't think that there's anything I dislike about it at all. Uh, It just, like, it's another one of those games that I would just, I I would almost say you are fucking perfect. I really like this game a lot. I had a good it's time with it. Good. It's just a nice journey. This, yeah. So this is the one, though. This was my number 100, and I bumped it first. Shin and oh. Punishment. Ah. So I do really so like this one. It was it was literally my number 101. Oof. Oof. It's a good game. Like, this is The so... wonderful 100? It's the wonderful 100. <laughs> it's the wonderful 100 at first. And you. And you. Momodora. Perfect. Good. Go, go, go. Go, go, Momodora. Oh, like, June liked Minoria? Interesting. I'll keep, that, my, I'll keep my mouth shut. Your tone there huh? was very good. <laughs> your tone there with the lights. <laughs> I don't think... I mean, I beat Minoria as well. I think it's fine. I it's just a like fine this one video game. It is a fine video game. It functions. It mm. works. Like, uh, it sounds like they patched it up nicely to fix the things that were broken. The, Jen, we love your opinion. I think we love your Minoria, opinion. I we think, love all of your nails the atmosphere maybe better than Momodora. Right, does. right, right. Yeah, cool. Cool. So, 
Number 54. We love all of our community's opinions. That is definitely true. We, we really love our community's opinions on this next oh, one at boy. number 54. <laughs> it was chosen by Ghosty, Last is Him on Earth, Poncho Smith, Jetstorm 4, and Door Curtain. It is a game called... Oh, shit. Afterward. <gasps> ah! This is the one I didn't think would make the list. Because like I, this was the one that we got the least feedback on when uh, we released it. And, I was like, this and now is the five one. people put it on their list. And then five people put it on their oh, list. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, this game, was, this game was a joy to write. Yay, uh, yay, yay! This game took this game took some pain in getting to where it needed to be. Uh, we yeah. had to work for this one. Whereas mm-hmm. the first game, we didn't have to work hard at it at all. It just came naturally. Uh, this one was just kind of like because oh. we were doing like a lot of like immediately fun stuff with the first game. Yeah, we were doing like blood and violence and stabbing and <laughs> yeah, like the like, very immediately first, violent conflicts. Like the very first thing I sent John was just like, "Here's a lot of violence you can probably work from." <laughs> Whereas this one is just I like, work from it. And then this one is just like, hey, here's a lot of emotional trauma you want to work from. Oh god, turns out oh. I don't I don't turns out I don't want to dwell in that right now. Especially knowing wh- where John was during all this. But then he took that energy <laughs> and created probably the most pivotal scene in the entire thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh yeah. That was like I'm I, proud I think of this. this is, um, I think I'm, this is the I'm mo- most I'm extremely proud of this. I think this is the most mature piece of writing I've contributed to. Yeah. Um, and and I also just really love there's a, a lot of VN language in this that I'm really happy with I think we really knocked it out of the part with the presentation just given the scope of the experience given what the the kind of visual style we were going for I think we did a really good job and I think it's just a really cool good story right even if Fred hates it yeah <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for enjoying it. Yeah, I'm glad, we, we, I'm we glad, glad this game touched yeah. a lot of hearts because it was very important to me and Polly. Yeah, and it's still important to me. And Polly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm very proud of this game. Uh, so yeah. Thank you, everybody. Didn't uh, we both? St- didn't we stream this and her lullaby recently? Yeah, we streamed them both back to back. I don't know if you re- you archived it or not, but you should have. Oh jeez. Oh, yeah, that's why I always archive my stuff. Surely I did. Surely, surely, I did. surely. Whatever. Oh, right. I'll check. Moving there. on. Yep. Next game at yep. coming in at number fifty-three was chosen by myself, Rhett, Zenitoto, and Rainiac. It is the Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Should have been higher. Should have been higher. <laughs> yeah, this this game took over my life for quite a while. It was the only thing that I played for like <laughs> yeah, two or seriously. three months. Uh, God, yeah, like this game it's, is. It's still so fucking good. Even just looking at the screenshot now and just thinking about, oh, if the character moves to the bottom right and just pushes that hard around, this yeah. dumb little game feel, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's just... Mm. This one... Go ahead. This was such a weird journey for me because I hated the Flash version. I didn't think it felt good to play at all. Mm. And then I played Rebirth and was like, okay, I'll give this a shot. And then just like... Oh, you fixed it. I beat, like, Mom on, like, my second or third try and was like, okay, this is something. And then I just continue to get more and more hooked and into it and I you know eventually doing everything with the lost on in the rebirth version yeah like the lost is a character that dies in one hit so it's very difficult <laughs> yeah that was uh one of the like the more difficult and, and more satisfying challenges I think I've ever yeah. done in a video game was being able to complete that game with the lost and it's just like that's yeah. how you know like I'm actually dialed into this game. Like, I'm really fucking yeah. good. Like, And, like, the game's not bullshit. Like, it can't yeah. be completed with, like, that stringent of a requirement. Yeah. And, and for, for to do that kind of mode in a roguelike where shit can go tits up with random, with, with, with the RNG, like, to be able mm-hmm. to confidently make that move to say, this is a character that dies in one hit. 
you throw yeah. away 30 minutes in one hit if you die. Like, ouch. That fucking sucks, huh? <laughs> and I lost quite a few lost runs. Oh, yeah. 25 to 30 minutes in. It gets hard. Um, God, there's just, there's so much satisfying about this game from a gameplay perspective. I like that narratively there's a lot of interesting questions that can be mm-hmm. drawn from, from what it's saying uh, about both religion and, and some interesting kind of like ideas about gender uh, and how children may perceive that. Um, it's, it's just such uh, a fantastically put together game. Uh, but Nicholas sucks though. We hate them. Yeah. Uh, they're they're a garbage <laughs> company and they 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 belong in the trash. Uh, Are they totally responsible for this version of the game? Pretty sure, yeah. Uh, and yeah, there's that whole thing with that expansion that's like it's still not materializing. Whoops, whoops. We really like Rebirth. Maybe a little less sure on Afterbirth and Afterbirth Plus. Um, yeah, I'm I'm okay with Afterbirth. Uh, I don't like Afterbirth Plus much at all. Uh, I think yeah. everything that was added felt more like it was added for like the top tier players, and like everything was just made mm. more difficult for them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. But but that base game when it came yeah, out, it's like, just fucking perfect. It just fucking hit everything out of the park. Um. Just just so so good. All right. Number fifty two. Chosen mm. by myself, Rhett, Tingu Gemini, Beepner, and Iffy. This is a good one, folks. This is Dustin Elysian Tale. Aww. What a very good... Like, like just from uh, 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 a, the, the story of how this game came together, of one guy saying, like, yeah. alright, I want to make a video game. And sitting down and just fucking doing it. Just learning programming entirely yeah. to make a video game. To make a video game, your first video game, be as complex as this game is. Yeah. It's ridiculous. This game is good. Like, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's great. It's got a great story. Um, boy, that voice direction is fantastic. <laughs> and the voice acting is very good. The voice acting is super great. There are yeah. a lot of people in Every, a lot of... Everyone just really knocks it out of the park. Like, they dialed into their character perfectly. Yep. With some good directing. Yeah, like I, I, that voice director probably needs the biggest shout out imaginable. Probably <laughs> that that dude knows what he, he's probably going places. I think if you you know if he's yeah. if he's pursuing anything in the voice acting sphere, he's probably going places. Uh, yeah, this game feels good. Like I think if you play this game on its hardest difficulty, it almost has like a satisfying ease feel to it, and because it, it yeah. has a, it has a similar progression. Cool. Um. Uh, and it kind of just feels very similar to how more modern uh, East games feel. Uh, but just from a side view. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, the, the, you come to this game for some really gorgeous art, some fun character moments, um, and just, like, uh, like man, you could, you could string together, like, a thousand-hit combo in, like, 20 seconds. Yeah, like, that's, if, like, an achievement is, like, 999-hit combo or something. Yeah, it feels really good. For me, it's like the way the story came together with, uh-huh. you know, some help on the writing side he got. But, like, the way it all ties together is extremely good. And then the climax is really good as well. Oh, the climax hits. Re- it hits all the right notes. It's so good. Yeah. Like, they just nail that shit. But, yeah, like, this is super, super solid. Like, God, I remember the discourse around this yeah. game when it came out being, it's a furry game. Like, oh, my God. Shut, fuck it, who cares? Yeah, seriously. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> just shut the fuck up. <laughs> A video game. A video game is a good video game. Shut the fuck up. I don't 
fucking care. The other thing you mentioned ease, and I think like wasn't the original soundtrack going to be much much more ease? Yeah, kind it was going to be of rock. It was going to be more butt rocky. Yeah, I almost oh. wish they had just done two soundtracks. That's what we said. Because they kind of took those same songs and just made them <laughs> and just made orchestral. them more orchestral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. But yeah, ease was definitely an influence. I think. Yeah. On this. Which this is game. great. Yeah, yeah. This game good. This game, game good. good. All right. Our next one. This one's another mm. banger. This one's game another. good. This is another absolute banger. This one comes to us from myself, Rhett, Freezing Inferno, Rainiac, and Psychic Heist. Number 51 is Super Meat Boy. Man, that game's real fucking good, huh? Cool. This game I feels love, I love that this, the banner, though, is, is Bandage Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's Cotton Alley because Cotton Alley yeah. is the most infamous bullshit in that entire yeah. game. They just, they just were like, "What if all saws, like saws, as the defining <laughs> thing of that entire game?" Yeah, yeah. Just, Oops, all saws. <laughs> all saws. Oops, all saws. Man, this game, like this, this is very good. This game basically kicked off kind of that the the, the massacre platformer mm-hmm. um, trend. That you yeah. saw throughout the early 2010s. it solidified the it solidified the lessons from yes. Matt Thorson's Jumper series into yes. something pal- more palatable at a mainstream level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like hey, here's like a, a twenty to fifteen second level, but it's very very hard. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and the thing that wor- that makes this well, game work lots of wall jumping. And the thing that makes this game work so much is that the restarts are instant. Uh, you can't yeah, you, you can't do this kind of game with like any kind of black space in between. You've got to mm. just be able to immediately restart from a death because deaths come yeah. so fast in this game. That's what kills so many like Super Mario Maker levels for people is like they'll do they'll try to be on the same level of difficulty, but there's like thirty seconds between respawns. It's like no, that's that not how you do work. this. No, that no, that's not gonna work. Yeah, this one is just, like, it's literally instant, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, he'll just start spawning mm-hmm. the, as soon as you die on the other side of the screen. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is... And um... then, I love that thing when you beat a level, it just shows all your failed attempts running at the same time. That is the coolest shit. Like, that, yeah, that's, so good. that's the one, that's the most fun part of, like, seeing all of that progress and finally seeing the one that gets through. The one that survives. It's almost like pregnancy, basically. Oh, my God. Super Sperm Boy. <laughs> Super Sperm Boy. Oh. <laughs> My brain went to her. <laughs> I had to say it as soon as And then he followed up, he followed up on that theming for Binding of Isaac. Binding of Isaac. Yep. <laughs> oh, right. This. So, yeah, this is the same developer, but this actually won, which actually surprises me. Yep. It ended up a little higher in the Interesting. List. Because I think the platformer is just mm. more accessible to people in general. Oh, yeah. Than a very difficult roguelike. Top-down roguelike. Yeah. You, you lure cool. them in, making them think it's Zelda, though. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That game's super good. All right, one more, and I think we'll take a, another quick break. Well, actually, should we take the break now or do two more? Uh, Let's go ahead and do two more. Okay. We'll do two more. Okay. So, number 50... Comes to us courtesy of Austin C. Howe, Carmichael McCallus, Freezing Inferno, Poncho Smith, and Beefner. <laughs> this Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Mm. This is a game that cool, I, I like. This game. I like this game. This is a solid 
play. I like this, on, game. this is a solid play on. Like, none of us, none of us put it on our list. None of us put like it on it. our list. It's all good. I had confidence that this game was going to make the list on other people's. So I, I was did not fine. think it would be this high though. Top fifty is amazing. I didn't think it would make it to fifty. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Absolutely stunning to me. It, you know, it's amazing though. Another trend of not only has the sequel to this been announced, but also released since we did this list. Yeah, <laughs> we need to yep. get on that. Yep, I need to get on that. I need to get on that. Like this is a, a great riff on Castlevania Three, though. Um, it's, very, it's very obviously. I like what it better than Castlevania Three. Yeah, Castlevania Three is kind of fucking personally. bullshit hard. I I almost think I would say that, but I think that I just got so many years with Castlevania Three, and oh, I've spent fair. I've spent mm. so much time with that game that like I I love it even with its yeah. failures. Uh, even though this game with its little bullshit, yeah, like this game fixes up some of those failures. It's not quite as bullshit. No, there's there's some bullshit. Um, <laughs> uh, but this game is just top to bottom. Again, like this is Inti Creates kind of at the top of their game, mm-hmm. um, and they just knock this out of the park. It's just so fucking good. My my thinking is that this game takes the multiple characters idea. And then just makes it knocks it out of the park. Yeah, by making it a you swap instantly between the characters. Yeah, which yes. feels great every time. And B, it plays into the climax in a really cool way. Oh god! Yes. Um, and all the characters are useful. All the characters are are rad. Yeah. Um. So that that idea it sells really really well, and that's yeah. what I appreciate about it. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. That game's so good. Yeah. And all the characters being oh. as unique as they are. Um, whereas uh, maybe not, maybe not quite as good in Castlevania three, like Sypha is like, you're fun, but you're kind of really hard to play as. Whereas I don't think that there are any hard to play as characters in this game. Like, I think that everybody's just good and everybody feels good immediately. Whereas harder to do that in a Castlevania game, I think. I think in this one, like you can cast magic with the med the magic user and then switch to another character and it'll still stay yep. out. Yep. Yes. Which is very useful in the final boss. Yep. And, and I didn't bungle the last boss at first. The, the last boss actually glitched out for me. And the thing that was supposed to happen oh, never okay. happened. It just... Oh, right. I forgot there's like two different last boss climaxes. Yeah. It right. just got I meant stuck. the first one. Yeah. Yeah, the first one yeah, just that, got that's stuck for me. I'm sorry, I'm, sorry for using, I'm sorry for using the harsh verb bungle. bungle. I meant had a rough time with it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, number 49. This was chosen by so Carmichael. So this isn't... Yeah, what? go ahead. Sorry. This was chosen by Carmoka McCallas, Tingu Gemini, Freezing Inferno, Poncho Smith, and Lirinette. It's not the same people that just voted for Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. I swear it's not, but... Number 49 is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. <laughs> I can't believe that this happened. It's How did that... Like, fucking happen. And that's not the order that I would have expected these to end up in. But they were like super, yes. super duper close. <laughs> but again, for that's like multiple so people, like not the same group of five people to vote for these games and have them land just next to each other is right. amazing. It's the, Directly what? next to each other. Are you kidding me? Like, I cannot believe that that happened. Uh, I don't have any... Um, experience with this game unfortunately i it, i actually do want to play it despite kind of being tired of this genre because what i've seen of it actually looks really good yeah. cool. um, it, it looks like cool. really loved on in a way that i wasn't expecting it to be because i kind of think and, and, and in, my, in my years as I've, as I've grown older i think symphony of the night and the games after it are pretty boring Aww. i i just don't think they're that good 
Um, but what I've seen of this actually looks pretty good. There's a lot of fun customization stuff with both the weapons and your cosmetics that's really fun. Uh, the, the level design and, and the, the overall art artistic aesthetic looks really, really nice. Uh, they so, went over that art like so many times because the Kickstarter backers kept saying it looked bad, I think. Yeah, I think they really had to continue going over that. <laughs> when you've got that kind That's of money funny. behind you, you kind of maybe have mm-hmm. to listen a little bit. Um, but yeah, this is on my two playlists for sure, uh, at least. Cool. Cool. I will probably, if you, if, if you have a good time with it, that might tip me over the edge. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Number 48 comes to us chosen by myself, Ghosty, Poncho Smith, Lyranette, and Raven the GM. This is my 2011 game of the year, I think. Mark of the Ninja. Yeah, you like this one a lot. That there. That there. Oh, yeah. That there is some good fucking video game. Let me tell you. I love this video game a lot. Like, you want to do stealth right? Check it out. Here's the video game that did it. Video, the video game <laughs> stealth is over. Uh, the Mark, Mark of the Ninja, it, it, it's finished. You can stop now. Nobody will do it better. Nobody yeah. will do it more fun. Did anybody do it better? I think I think maybe nobody did. And it's been almost a oh, decade. God. Like, I... I oh, that's pretty not, funny. Like... like the way that the characters, like, it's just, they just use the character's coloring to indicate how hidden you are. Or mm-hmm. just, like, the way that you can stop time and play with all your fucking fancy ninja toys. Like, there's so much fun yeah. to be had with this game. It's like, It does have the unfortunate, like, uh, problem of, like, when you are detected, it kind of is a bummer because you're not super offensively oriented. So, once you're caught, you kind of immediately want to go for that restart checkpoint button. Uh, because yeah. it's kind of hard to get it's kind of hard to get rehidden again, um, but I found mm-hmm. that just puzzling your way out of those situations uh, so that you never ended up in that situation in the first place, it was more viable anyway. Like I always found myself able to kind of worm my way out of a situation uh, and, and never felt like it was bullshit. If I got detected, it was like, oh nope, that was on me. I'm the I am the idiot here. It wasn't mm-hmm. because the stealth mechanic broke down because everything is very very defined. Everything is visual. You. At all times, know if you're hidden or not. Um, yeah. And the levels they build around these, and the and the very the very small amount of enemy types they work with. Um, and yes, this game has a fantastic ending, really cool ending sequence. Um, but yeah, like the, this game is the shit. Love it to death. Anybody else? Or cool. are we good? Yeah, I just think more games need to more games that are trying to do stealth need to just play this and steal from it. Yeah, like because Clay is not going to be doing anything with this IP anymore. Like they they're full on darts don't starve, like oxygen not included mode now. So maybe. Oh man, yeah. I was thinking maybe for the ten year anniversary, but we're, we're super close to that now. Well, they did they they did a, a remaster of it. Like there's oh. like a oh but yeah, the, they did like director's cut. Yeah, it's like I don't think it changed a whole lot though. Yeah. I'm saying Mark of the Ninja two like for it. like the twenty twenty one. I don't yeah. think that's happening. Nah, I sincerely doubt. I would love. I would love nothing more, but for I- the PlayStation Five, it's in HD now <laughs> and exclusive 3D and and ray traced. It's basically it's basically just ten two shells assassins again. <laughs> no, it's still two D though, but, but okay. ray traced. But ray traced, right? 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 Uh, I, I also really like the story yeah, in this they, one. They, yeah, they, this they, game's they got nails. a really yeah, They nail it. They totally nail it. 
This is a good game. I liked it. Yeah. Number 47. Was chosen by <laughs> myself, Rhett, Zalaz, Carmichael so McAllis, and the Radiac. Number 47 is Dive Kick! The one true video <laughs> game. This is the one true video game. <laughs> this game is so, 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 so good. I have had... I have had so much fun playing this game with people. I love this game so much. Like, the the amount of just, yeah, like, you want to have a good time if you have people over. Pull this game out, because this is a game anyone can play mm-hmm. and feel really good at it. Um, just, it, it's such a, it's so incredible, because it really focuses on the bare fundamental zoning, zoning principles yeah. in fighting games. And that's all you have to play with. Mm-hmm. And then each character, they're subtly different in ways. Like their their dive kick is like at a different angle, so you've got to play with yeah. it. Or they've got like a, a, a kick that's like, oh, it's like two different kicks, but you know, yeah. like one is more angled than the next. Or you got fucking Baz, who's like a fucking lightning bolt. I do think some of the characters maybe got a little too goofy with the special editions, but like, yeah, the that base roster is pretty much perfect. Oh yeah, I think yeah. It, like when they updated the game, they like completely inverted Baz though. To yeah, make his special, they, his normal, and then yeah, yeah. They, they but, he he was super OP in the original, uh, yeah, in the original release of the game. People were kind of a little upset at him, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, <laughs> it's funny though because like this is a list that obviously extremely reflects our community and the people who voted for it. So there's a lot of JRPGs in here. There's a lot of platformers, you know, Zelda likes. Yeah, and then there's this. Mm-hmm. It's a fighting game. There's not many other fighting games on here. Not a lot. <laughs> but this one's in the top 50 because by, by being like the most pure distilled essence of a fighting game, yeah. it really resonated with a bunch of us. Oh, yeah. yeah. This game is this game is the fucking truth. Yeah. 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 Just love that game to bits. Right. Number 46. Have we had a poly chosen by Polly Rhett and John? Pick I don't yet? think so. I don't think so. Not yet. I think we have. I've been waiting for it. There is something That's about really the funny. ones that me and Polly both pick, though. Right. That I'm always like, hmm. <laughs> Number 46 comes courtesy of myself, oh. Rhett, Zenitoto, Zellaz, and Jetstorm 4. Number 46, Sonic Generations. John, this could have been oh, it, but you yeah. fucking snubbed it. <laughs> I, I it was like this was like number one oh one. Like yeah. this was on there for me. You this was shortlist and then you snubbed well, it. Like one oh like, well, like, well, like two because one oh one was Awkward Dimensions yeah. Redux. Yeah. And then and then I cut a game, so then I bumped Awkward Dimensions Redux in, and then it was still just barely off. <laughs> I was just like, John, you we had such a good time like speed running and like trying to beat our chemical plant scores. God, like oh, my God, Chemical Plant in Christ City, I, I went to town on those yeah. levels. This this is the best Sonic. Game. I love this. Game. I will hear nothing else. Yeah, like the, This is a game. This is a game that when it was released, it was released for forty bucks. Two weeks later, it was on sale for twenty. God. And then I bought it, and then I felt like a real idiot for waiting because I one hundred percented it. I did yeah. all the bonus side missions. I, it was the first time in one of these kinds of games where I was just like. I'm going to do all the da- all the dumb side content, too. And I did all the dumb side content. Cool. Yeah, I the love- side mission... It just feels so good, right? Yeah. Like, that. those modern those modern stages, they just land just the way they need to. 
the uh, modern stages really are just beautiful fun. fucking showpieces. Classic yeah. Sonic is like good enough to the originals to where it doesn't really bug me. Unlike uh, Sonic Forces, where he's completely oh, broken. God. But yeah, they they solved the problem of like making content in a Sonic game by just giving you two characters and they're both Sonic. Yeah, like it makes total sense. Like it's the, it was the, it was the simplest answer all along. Yeah, and those side missions are like genuinely fun. I did all of them as well on yeah. my first playthrough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, you don't have to do like fucking Werehog or you know, whatever side bullshit. No, it's just like Sonic. It just lets you play Sonic and Sonic. Yeah. Like this game is just so good. Like it's it, it's reveling in a celebration of Sonic in a way that feels like a celebration. Like there's fun. Yeah. Fun is just bleeding out of every pore in this game. They um, even made the Sonic 2006 mm-hmm. level really fun. They made the Sonic 2006 level amazing. Yeah, and the way they had to reinterpret it, like the modern levels for classic Sonic and make them 2D was really neat. The, the 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 one trick they pull in Crisis City, where when you get to the goalpost and it's fake, yes. that's one of the best moments in the game. I, the it's only not thing fake; I wish, it just it blows away. Yeah, of fire tornado. One thing I wish they I wish they would have done a fake loading screen in the middle. Just a oh, fake geez. ass loading. I wish they would have done a fake loading screen. The modern for my Sonic, yeah, yeah, for Sonic 06. Like I wish they would have done that. They would have been so good. That game is so good. good. I love. I love this game. Yeah. And and I want to throw this in there, too. This was in, like, number 250 around mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love Sonic Colors, too. Like, I think these games yeah. share a yeah. lot of good to them, and I think they're yeah. just nice, I think, fun I think Sonic Colors walked so this could run. Like, I think they took a lot of that and just kind of... <laughs> That's very funny phrasing <laughs> for the <Yeah>. series. <laughs> okay. Uh, number cool. 45. Good pick. Number 45 was chosen by Rhett. Zenitoto, Austin C. Howe, Poncho Smith, and Jetstorm 4. We got Bayonetta 2. Hey, hey. The most fun video game ever. The most fun video game ever, according to Red, <laughs> of the of the Sox cast. So, Red, why is, why is Bayonetta 2 this high? Because she gets a mech. <laughs> Bayomecha. Bayomecha, baby. I am I am kind of surprised that it's so much higher than the original, but I think they're just both fucking awesome. And this this game, like again, it goes ten out of ten energy the entire time. Right, right. Like it doesn't have pacing like comic games do. It just goes as hard as it can the entire time. <laughs> and, and while that may be a detriment in a way, because if everything's louder than everything else, then what's yeah. really loud? Um. It's still having the energy to be that loud and crazy the entire time is yeah awesome to me. Like the tutorial in the first game is like I think it's in a graveyard and you know you're fighting some angels. Mm. This one the tutorial is like on a fighter jet flying through New York. <laughs> <laughs> like I think that's what the screenshot the banner is from. Yep. yep. Like it just excellent. It just never lets up. <laughs> and then and then you get in a mech at the end and you're like playing as Bayonetta with all the same moves, just in a giant robot suit. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. It's just like you go to the designers, like, all right, I need a mech design. And then like the coder's like, great, I've got to make a new character entirely. No, she's just going to use the same moves. It's yeah. just bigger. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <sighs> this is, yeah, yeah. Like this is a game I'm kind of bummed that I don't have the hardware to play, unfortunately. Well, at least it's not, abandoned on the Wii U anymore. Yeah, it's like on the at Switch. least it's on People the Switch. Can play it now. Yeah. 
Like, Multiple it. platinum games have finally escaped there. Thank God. Now it's just Xenoblade X. Yep. Oh, and, and I'm confident and, and, and that's going to happen. Mario 3D World. Yeah, Mario 3D World. Well, I played Mario 3D World, so that one doesn't matter. <laughs> so, so who fucking cares Ma- about everybody else? Matters to me. <laughs> oh, and Poncho Smith points out <laughs> sure, short Bayonetta is Bayonetta better Bayonetta. than long hair, which yeah. I agree with. She looks so good. I think yeah, does, I does anyone like, disagree with? I like the short hair, yeah. What was that, John? Mm-hmm. Does anybody disagree with short hair Bayo being better? Yeah. Like, I it's a really think, good look. Yeah, like it's it's solid, top to bottom. All 6.5 feet of her. She's tall. <laughs> She's very tall. Yep. Alright, moving on. Number 44 was chosen by myself. Rhett, Zalaz, Carmichael McCallus. Freezing Inferno, number 44. Boy, the banger. It's going to make everybody happy. All these indie game people are going to love it. Number 44 is Fez. Hell yeah. I like Fez. <laughs> I think this was top 10 for me. Paula, Paula, you sound like you're tired of some discourse. Boy, I just might be. I mean, the creator of this game was just bullied off of Twitter. Basically, yeah. Like, basically bullied out of the industry. Like, yeah, you've got shitty opinions, but I don't think people needed to go at him the way that they did. And take the kind of really good opinions. Yeah, he had like, good hey, opinions. Gonna, oh, I'm, oh, right then. then people the, that are the whole Zelda thing. Yeah, was so fucking stupid. Because then he like dunked on Skyward Sword, and then everyone was like, "No!" And then they played it, and they were like, "Oh, actually, yeah." <laughs> like he was Breath of the Wild totally proved him right that they were making bad Zelda games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I love Fez. Fez is great. Fez is great. This is a game that we puzzled out with uh, the community as a whole. Uh, we had a forum dedicated to it, uh, where we mm. all kind of like posted like mm. our progress. I think I joined in on it too. It was yeah, really like fun. we were we were all helping one another, uh, giving clues uh, to figure it out. Like that moment when you kind of crack the code. Mm-hmm. That's the moment where that game, like when you finally bust the game open and what it's doing yeah. on the metal layer, and you like you get that moment of oh. <gasps> That's it's one of the coolest yeah. it's one of the coolest fucking moments I've ever had in gaming. Like it just felt so good. Like you feel so fucking smart when you put it together. Yeah. I do remember the back half of this game is really really cool. It's oh, really hell yeah. Cool. It was kind of a shame though that because like I think this was on Xbox 360 for a while exclusively and then it came to PC and that's when we all played it. So I already knew that there was a twist. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. So it still landed for me. I remember I have like physical notebooks of like all the alphabet puzzle yep. stuff in this. I've still I, got mine. I found those the other day. And it's, it's just it's just gibberish if you just yep. try to look at it without the context. It's just like, oh yeah, it's a bunch of lines. Cool. <laughs> Life is good. God, going online to look up Metatron to solve a puzzle was just one mm. of those moments where I was like, I'm really doing I, this. Aren't I was going wanted to ask you about that, Polly. You mm-hmm. look. You solved that one yourself? Yeah. yeah. I remember, like, dwelling on that for, like, a day. I remember being on a hike and asking my mom, and then I finally got to the point where I was like, the answer is Phil Fish. And then I went and tried it, and it didn't work. Because like, oh. <laughs> it was eight characters. Was yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, okay. I did. I, I can't I remember. I don't remember the line of thinking that got me to that. Like, I think that it's just because I the puzzle is... I'm astounded. The puzzle is steeped in a lot of stuff that would lead you in that direction. I mean, I'm not sure yeah. why I landed on Metatron, mm-hmm. but, like, I, mean, I was just like, oh, I'm fucking smart. <laughs> don't don't make it a block-pushing yeah, puzzle, I was, I'm fucked. Oh, uh, the puzzle itself is kind of a pain. Yeah. 
I think it has to be so you can't just try a bunch of stuff. They were like, you have to figure it out, yeah, actually. Yeah, like, you can't just muscle, like, you can't just brute force that. Like, yeah. that's what they did with the, mm-hmm. the the Black Monument that never had an answer. People just brute forced it for three years and finally got the answer. So anybody, oh, they... that, anybody that has that achievement, they, oh, ha- they have it because they cheated. <laughs> I think there was something thematically interesting about that where like mm. there's a thing you get in the game that has the answer to the black monument on it it's just like scrub, scrubbed out and burnt away mm-hmm. so like I think it's thematically important that there is an actual answer to this thing it's just the data has been lost but somehow through other universes and brute forcing people figured it out maybe maybe I'll, I'll accept mm-hmm. that I'll accept that because I like the game so much yeah I think that's thematically interesting I think th- like the whole uh there's two endings. One of them, like, zooms in infinitely mm-hmm. to, like, microscopic levels, and the other one zooms out. Yeah. And you just see that there's, like, infinite other worlds. Yeah. And I thought that's kind of like, oh, that's the, the the divine inspiration for the so- solution to the Black Monument just came from somewhere else that can't be explained. Yeah. Cool. You know what's funny? Mm-hmm. Is that I, for some reason, I vividly remember the game of the year in 2012. Mm-hmm. They... The, for Giant Bomb, they had like a big discussion of how to order Fez, Journey, and Mark of the Ninja. Oh, wow. I'm and sure I, if Mark of the Ninja lost that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was about to say we got the same order, but we actually put Mark of the Ninja over Journey. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. So it was, I think it was Mark of the Ninja, Journey, Fez. Yeah. Cool. Moving on to number 43. Cool. This one was chosen by myself, Rhett, Austin, Freezing Inferno, and Remnants. It's Portal 2. There's a banger. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like this, uh, one of those video games where it's really super personal for me. Um, it was my game of the year. Uh, uh, I, this game was a game that made me kind of smile again after my mom died. And, uh, that's why it's really important. Um, yeah. So yeah, like other than the fact that it's genuinely just a super fantastic goddamn puzzle game, uh, the humor, you know, everything that it's this game so is, funny. It's so uproariously hilarious. Like game right games writing is typically not this fucking funny, uh, and and yeah. this well performed. Um, but there's just like every character that speaks in this game, they're just nailing it at every fucking point. Yeah. Excellent voice direction. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Like, uh, it's just... I mean, what do you say about it? Yeah. It's just... It's fantastic. Like, it's a fantastic... Portal was a game I didn't think could get a sequel, and then they just fucking knocked it out of the park anyways. Yeah, like, I was really skeptical of there being a sequel to Portal, and even, Especially... up, even up to release day, I was teeter-tottering. Am I really gonna buy this? I just don't know if I buy... Fuck it. And then, you know, three hours yeah. later, you're just dying in the middle of the floor because it's so funny and you're loving the way the puzzles are laid out. Like, it's just, they're so smart. It is always a good sign where they have to go back to the original game and edit and recon the ending. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, she gets dragged back inside. And there's yeah. more. <laughs> Whoops. The the ending of this blew my mind. I didn't know games could... I, I played this on release, and so I was still a little baby. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, when you go to the moon and all that. That and was like, incredible. I didn't know games could do that. That's such, I didn't know games could do this. That is <laughs> such a crazy moment of you just shooting the portal gun and then just <laughs> going through to the fucking moon. You're on the moon! <laughs> what? 
Oh, God, what a good-ass fucking video game, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Uh, are we good with Portal 2, then? Yeah. All right. Yep. Moving on to 42. This was chosen by Tengu Gemini, Freezing Inferno, Poncho Smith, Jetstorm 4, Door Curtain. A whole bunch of people here are and on our board. Are, are here <laughs> for Kirby Planet Robobot. I really should probably play this Aww. game. It sounds yeah, extremely good in my is, jam. This is one of those games where it's just like, I there is no excuse for me having not played this. Um, because it looks incredible. It has come highly recommended from every person that I would trust with a gaming opinion. Uh, so it's Kirby yeah. and a Mac. It's Kirby and a Mac. <laughs> just add robot, <laughs> says Poncho Smith. There you go, Kirby. Just add robot. Yeah, like this. This game definitely needs to be in my 3DS uh, for sure. Um, and right, right, you just got a 3DS a couple months ago, so uh, <laughs> more like two years ago. No, it was, it was last year. It was last oh, year. God. It oh, damn. Last year. Well, you've gotten through Fire Emblem Awakening, year. so you've gotten through the essential stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now, you can get to, now you can get to the weirder stuff. I still have one more game that I bought during that. Like, I got four games at the same time and never played one of them. Oh, yeah. I even, gotcha. It was even one that I was telling myself I wasn't was going to play explicitly before Game of the Decade, and I just didn't get to it. Oops. I started, I started Dual Destinies, and then I stopped. Oh, right. Yeah, I have those. I, I bought know. those when those were on sale. I need to play those, and I need to play Robobot. But Robobot, I think I'm more excited about that than Phoenix Wright. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I think maybe I'm bored of Phoenix Wright, y'all. I'm interested in this one. <laughs> hmm? Y'all y'all let me know. I, I'm ready. I may be ready to, you start, might be ready op- to maybe love, start opening my heart to Kirby again. To love Kirby again. It just, this just seems like kind of the wad, because... Yeah. It sounds like it goes real hard in the ways we like at the end. Yeah. Like, I like big and stupid in this game. Just the outset of Kirby in a mech is real big and stupid. I love that. A a Kirby big mech of himself. Yeah. (laughs) That's literally... He's got his little goggles on. I mean, you have the... Like, in, 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 in in the yarn game, you've got, you've got tank Kirby, which is already fantastic. So, so you got that in Epic Yarn, then this has got to be even better because it's not yarn. It's decidedly steel. not yarn. It's it's it is a legend of cold steel. <laughs> All right, number forty-one was chosen by myself, Carmichael McCallis, Poncho Smith, and Jetstorm Four. This one's a banger. Everybody loves the music, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Valhalla, cyberpunk bartender action. Boy, this game. Super, cool. super, super, super good. Super well written. Lots of real, real good conversation. Lots of fantastic music. Uh, a main character that a lot of us probably maybe relate to a little more than <laughs> yeah, we care to. Uh, but uh, another game that's just genuinely uh, and almost uproariously at times hilarious. Uh, they nail a lot of the comedy uh, in this game with characters like Streaming Chan and yeah. Dorothy. Um, Dorothy's so good. Dorothy is hilarious. The interactions you get uh, between Jill, Gil, and and, and, and Donna are yeah. fantastic. Um, I've, I've never laughed so many times at somebody being called a fuckboy before. <laughs> but for some reason, in that, <laughs> that entire chapter... They keep calling Gil fuckboy, and I laugh every fucking time. <laughs> and it's just good. 
That sounds like that sounds like me laughing my ass off at cock and you and me and her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on, fuck boy. See, for me, it does sound good. There's that, and there's also the parts where they just call him John Face. Yeah, they call him. Yeah, he's he's got a John Face. <laughs> So that one, just on a personal level, was very funny to me. Yeah, like, you've got a real... no idea why they're doing it. They're just like, hmm, you have more of a John face. You've got more Please. of a John no face. Johns. You, you got you got more of a John face. You look like a man that just fucked to death last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's one chapter where he, you know, he very obviously apparently got laid the previous night, and everybody can tell. And everybody's just calling him fuckboy. <laughs> and he's very bad at hiding it. Like yeah, there's an extra spring in his step. Obviously, it's real good. Like this, this, the, the, and the main story that this thing follows is really touching. Like it goes on a journey. It goes on an emotional journey, and you end up with characters that are maybe going in the right direction uh, by the yeah. by the end. They've they've not made the necessary changes, and they're not where they need to be yet. But they've made all the right decisions to start being where they need to be. And I think those stories are maybe a little more effective than stories where characters are just like, you, you get to the end and suddenly everything's better. It shows you like real progress of, you know, you make the decision to make the change. It's not going to be overnight. You're going to feel better about it. And that's a good thing. Uh, but you still got to work for the change. And I think that that's sort of like the, the note that this game leaves you on. And it's a real good mm-hmm. one. So it's afterward ask you would say. Oh, absolutely. Just big afterward energy. Okay. <laughs> big afterward energy. Cool. Number four. I think more than anything I've worked yeah. on, that's like a touchstone I've pulled too. It's like, oh, it's like afterward. Everything's like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Number 40. This one, this, one's, this one's a chunky one here. This is really good. It just escaped my list, but I love it. Mm. This one's by John Zalaz, Poncho Smith, Rainiac, and Raven. It is Downwell. Hey! Hey! Aww. This game's a good. This is just a fun, good platformer. God, this game is so crunchy and just so. There's so much punch to it. I, I experienced this the first time, uh, just randomly streaming it, and then I kept playing it afterward. Um, and so it's like afterward, basically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more like. Well, I'll save that for later. Okay, but uh, yeah, like this, um, this game's this... so much game feel. Cool. So this game, I bounced off a lot of roguelike type action games. Uh-huh. Um, this is the one that I stuck with, and it's yeah. because it's I, I played it for five hours. I learned it, I beat it, and it was just like this really pleasing, fun, jer- well paced journey where like it didn't demand too much of my time that it started boring me. It just was enough where I just had a really satisfying time learning it. Yeah, like a single playthrough, like uh, is about. 20 minutes and like every every area has got its own fun gimmick uh and unique set of enemies uh like the water stage in particular was just like what the fuck (laughs) the first time i got to it was just what what do you want out of me (laughs) oh dear and the final boss is incredible it's so good uh so i have a blurb for this one oh you do yeah, oh, yeah, this uh, comes in from Raven. Raven! It was their number three game of the decade. Alright, let's hear it. So, shoot stuff and don't get hit. The classic formula gets the freshest take I've seen this decade with a simple twist in the mechanics. Instead of flying right endlessly through space or up an endless ocean or cityscape, you're just falling. Your gun acts also acts as kind of a break, 
which you can use to control yourself better during the fall as well as dispatch baddies. And when you realize that you're that you can goomba stomp some of the enemies or bits of the environment, mm. drag up a combo and keep it a continuous fall, well, a bare bones bolt hell becomes a heck of a fun challenge. Yeah. To complain, I, t- I tend to dislike the overwhelming buffet of quirky power ups choices, which kind of turns me off the similar. Me- me- sorry, which kind of turns me off of the similar mechanic of Binding of Isaac. But here, you do have at least one play mode where those upgrades get swapped for cheaper ammo and health, which suits me fine. If you like okay. it short and sweet when you're learning, but dang near impossible when you're finishing it, here's your game. Oh, yeah. Good blurb. That's a good video game, though. Yeah, like that. Yeah. This is so, it's so solid and punchy, easy to sit down, pick up, and play, and put down. You you can't you can't ask for better. I don't think. All right, moving on. Oh boy, that's all the name. Oh, we're in the top Whoops. forty. <laughs> oh boy. All right, here we go. Number thirty nine was chosen by Zenitoto. Streaming for Zalaz, Freezing Inferno, Poncho Smith, and Jetstorm Four. Our next entry is. Sonic Mania. <laughs> we did a we did a podcast about this one. Yeah, I was the most vocal defender yeah. of it. Yeah, um, I'm not going to shit on anybody's game of the decade here. So uh, no, I, I mean, yeah, there's there's good there's a lot of good shit in this game. I get why it resonated yeah. with people. It is stunningly gorgeous. So hey, pretty. big Saturn energy. We talked big, about that earlier. Literally, big old Saturn the energy. Made for the Saturn. Um. I like I like all of the original worlds. Yeah, I, just, I wish there had been more. Oh, of that. I wish there That's were exactly way right. more of them. Mm. I want that I want that team to have full creativity, um, <laughs> and they just didn't get it because I feel like somebody was standing over their shoulder. Oh, needs more Green Hill. Like they, I think Sega did not believe in this game whatsoever. Yeah, and that sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but 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 yeah, there's a lot of really special stuff in here, yeah. and. God, what was that? What was that? The what's the stage in that clip? Because that, that's one that really sticks in my heart. Oh, jeez, I don't remember the names yeah. of the stages. Radio levels. We're gonna. We're gonna. This was like the second original one. There's yeah. the desert, and then the casino kind of one. Yeah, and then the press gardens. The press gardens. Press, press gardens are garden. amazing. Yeah. And the and the also, I really like how many Sonic CD levels they remaster. Like just yeah, that's an odd choice, I think. And it's not, or rather, it's not a choice you'd expect. And, and, that and, makes and it feel the Ice Cube, like, they took a cool. lot of gimmicks from the Game Gear games, too. So mm-hmm. They pulled from everything, yeah. like, pretty much. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Like, mm-hmm. the first phase of the Metal Sonic fight is throwing Game Gear Sonics at you. <laughs> Cute. Like, there's stuff like that. This is very funny. Yeah, yeah. That's good shit. Mm-hmm. And I and I think um I think Titanic Monarch is a strong last People level. I don't think it's that one. That's what's so funny. Yeah. People get so mad it's about so, that. It's weird. I like that. People get mad about this game like, being my... hard. Like, okay, it's Sonic. Like, oh god, and it's not hard. <laughs> it's, not, it's not hard. No, like there, there's so, not a Sonic game. Really not there's, there's not a hard Sonic game. There's no such thing. Yeah. <laughs> a funny thing though, like on a, for me personally, was that so Fresno voted for this, and I accidentally originally counted it as a vote for Sonic Generations. Yeah. Which which swapped their ordering basically. So when I realized mis- my mistake, I was just like, well. I have to be honest. And put yeah, them you can where they should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sonic. Yeah, I get why this resonated with people. Sonic, I mean about yeah. it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. All right. 
Moving on, number 38 was chosen by John, Austin, Last Zim on Earth, Adamine 634, and Jetstorm 4. Oh, my yeah. crew. Literally your crew. Get crew. Literally John Fire's crew. On, Luca, born of a dream. Fuck yeah! <laughs> there it is. There right. it is, y'all. All right, John, you want to yeah. talk about Luca, Born of a Dream for us, John? Fuck yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, my God. So this is an action game in the style of Devil May Cry. It, it's, that, it's doing that, but it's doing it in 2D. And I haven't played... I mean, maybe that's kind of what Dust was doing. I don't know what, what games have done that. I'm sure there's a lot of them. Um, this does it really well. And it does it as an action game. This is more fun for me than any of the other, the 3D games in this style that I have played. It's just, I think it's just because it's 2D. It's just so clear and readable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the first game uh, that with a parry system that I deeply engaged with. I got those parry timings down. <laughs> <laughs> and it felt so goddamn good. Um, it's... It's got like extremely cool, demanding bosses. It has a it has extremely cool and demanding rival fights. It has a climactic level where all of the enemies are using like a special super. It has a dragon quarter mechanic where your timer is going down and where you have a timer for the whole game. And if you use the special super move, you can beat bosses really quick. But then that timer goes up real quick. And the last level of the main game really encourages you to use that super move by having some very hard enemies. Um, so that last chunk, the radio tower, is like just stuck in my brain because I've learned it so much of what one of the most like pleasing action challenges I can think of, in part because it's so high stakes, especially mm. that first playthrough. Where you're like, oh my god, oh my god, do I have enough timer to do this? Oh my god, oh my god, I died. Oh my god, that's 10% more. Oh no. <laughs> Um, and where it really, really comes together is in the, is in the second loop, second, third loop, mm-hmm. um, second loop, basically, where it's just like the timer speeds up a lot, but you can redo individual chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just have to fucking learn the game. You, you, you level up throughout the first loop, but by the sec, but then you generally hit max level by the end of it. So in the second loop, like all the kind of customization stuff sort of fades away. Mm-hmm. You have all the tools. And you just need to learn the fucking game. And it's basically like, that's what all these kinds of games want you to do. They want you to get S ranks. They want you to replay it and get good at it. Luca contextualizes that part of the journey as part of the story. Right. And the timer ultimately serves the same function as an S rank, but it's way more viscerally exciting because Mm -hmm. it's, because it's a terrifying timer and it plays into the, um, super move mechanic. And then a year later, they released um, a gauntlet mode that is just like a one-hour, 25-stage hell gauntlet of, like, way harder of, like, it just... It's the, I, th- I think Bayonetta does the same thing, where it's like, hey, you know these really hard bosses from the end of the game? Let's fight three of them at the same time. <laughs> and it's just, like, you need to know this game. You are going to know this game backwards and forwards. And I spent, like... 10 hours just learning this arcade mode and I just, it felt like I was one seeing Luca. Wow. And on top of all that, it's got these absolutely stunning visual novel sections um, 
where just like in the second, like the first, ch- the first loop is just like a pretty um, approachable action game, and then the second half it goes hard on. All right, now you need to get, now you need to get good at the platinum stuff, and we're gonna give you like these thirty-minute text game interludes <laughs> that play like just S tier twine games basically mm-hmm. like it's pulling inspiration from a lot of the same kind of twine stuff that i love um like sacrament one was actually released before the yeah. game came yeah. out as sort of a prelude and like that game on its own is i think it's a masterpiece i think it's fantastic yeah um because it's it's very sad you see there's a lot of suffering in it that that, that if your game has a lot of suffering in it it's gonna go far with us okay <laughs> yes <laughs> it was very funny to play Two games in twenty to, the, to to release my game, and then immediately play another game where a major theme are queer girls in love being oppressed by the state and suffering a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, soundtrack stunning. It looks great. I just like I love this game to bits. I'm very excited for whatever Me Less Than Three does next. Cool. And I have a blurb for this one actually. That's true. Um, because Austin Howe labeled this their game of the decade. Right. Um, very justifiably, I think. Play this! Luca is a lot of things, but the way I like to describe it most is sort of like Kingdom Hearts shoved inside the Diablo engine. This gives its combat the capacity for wild brawls, as well as tense one-on-ones and memorable bosses. Story-wise as well, this is a compelling game with a scratchy, minimal look that matches the decaying, recursive, and collapsing nature of the world it takes place in. The collapse these characters are desperately trying to survive is a relatable tale through and through. In overall, this is my favorite game of the decade. Nice. Yeah, like this is I, I so I definitely need to play this. I absolutely do. Um, Again, Sundere. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I yeah, it's a Sundere <laughs> thing. I bounced off it the first time, but like again, sometimes games got to find me in the right mood, and sometimes you know, like, yeah, yeah. I liked like what that. I saw. It just it, it. This is not for me right now. It does not spark joy. <laughs> oh. You gotta you gotta vibe with the action game part of it. That is yeah. the that is the core of it. Yeah. Um, like, I love the text game stuff. I love all of that. Yeah, I liked Sacrament 1. What? Like, I played that. Oh, God, I love the Sacrament 1. Um, that might be my favorite story pick. It's a very good thing. But, like, just as an action game, like, I, you definitely want to... The game wants you to learn it and love it. So I think yeah. that you want to get into it when you're in a, the headspace to feel kind of the the that large wind-up. I, I got the heaviest possible weapon. I basically found this Vihander attack, <laughs> nice. and I just stuck with that, and I used it for everything for the rest of the game. Thanatos, <laughs> including and and the gauntlet. They give you a when you beat the first loop, they give you a stronger, like sort of a bro, sort of a deliberately broken form you can use if you want to rely on that. Mm-hmm. And then, but I just stuck with the, this Vihander for the entire arcade loop too, and nice. it just because it just felt really good to me. Nice, um, yeah. Cool. Love this game to bits. Cool. Yeah, this definitely is All like right, that was the longest one yet. I'm sorry. Cool video game. <laughs> We're here for cool video games and talk about cool video games. Speaking of cool video games, there is another mm-hmm. one coming up at number 37 that was chosen by myself, Rhett, Poncho Smith, Rainiac, and Jetstorm Borg. It is Zero Escape: Virtue's Last Reward. There's a nice. That's a very, mm. very, 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 very good one. Um, of all the Zero Escape games, I think this is the one that lands with me the hardest because it's the yeah. one that is kind of the most just fucking out there. Um, 
And it's 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 decidedly more sci-fi uh, than the original. Uh, I think the script is a bit snappier as well. Um, mm-hmm. Man, this this game is so so very good. Um, there's just this constant uh, there's a constant threat of everything going wrong, but it's all ramping up to something really really big. And by the time you get to like the last four to five hours of this game, it doesn't stop going crazy. It, it's like okay, <laughs> the game is ending. And now it's ending. And now it's ending again. And now it's ending again again. <laughs> and it just keeps ending. And then you get credits and then it ends again. Um, but I just kind of like love what this game is to the overall Zero Escape mythology and and how it ties into... How, how he brilliantly tied 1 and 3 together without the third game even existing yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this second game, uh, it's just incredible. Um, it's, it's it's like I think that a lot of this stuff that it focuses on, it's build it builds to a lot of climaxes that feel really good. When the mask finally comes off, it's like, oh my god! I why didn't I see that? I knew something was weird about that. Good, 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 good yeah. fucking game. Good fucking game. The way this game plays with timelines and like the flowchart stuff mm-hmm. and fucks with you is just so good. Yeah, yeah. But... Like, there's the like generally pretty early on is that most people will pick Alice as like the one they want to do the thing with first. Yeah, yeah. and then she just always picks the opposite of what you do, <laughs> and everybody fucking hates her because of it. Yeah, so, but <laughs> then you might just be like, oh well, I know she's going to pick Ally, or but I think you, you think, oh, I know she's going to pick Betray. So I'll go back in time on the flowchart, and and then I'll also betray, and then she just changes her vote to Ally, and you're just like, wait, what the fuck? What is go- what is going on here? <laughs> and like the way the dialogue will also like start to reflect, like, wait, that didn't happen last time. Like, right. You're just like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> God, I, I think this is my just by far the most fun journey I had with Zero Escape. This game just takes you on a fucking trip. God, yeah. the ride you're on the entire way with this game. Um, and it doesn't even need to be, like, 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 especially Zero Time Dilemma. Like, this game doesn't even need to use violence to get its point across or, or to get its fear across either. Like, it's still really fucking tense, even without that threat of violence uh, that, that 1 and 3 have. Oh, the, I, the, there's some violence in this one still, though. There like is, but it's more disturbing to me. You think so? You think so? There's one line of dialogue that I don't want to repeat that was just like, oh, that's just fucking brutal, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, I don't think that the violent, there, there are as many violent moments as there are mm-hmm. in, 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 in 999 and ZTD. I mean, on Zero Time yeah. Dilemma. Z- ZTD, like ZTD, like an axe gets put into play multiple times. There are many blood geysers in that game. There are quite a few yeah, heads it, that roll. It definitely felt a little desensitizing at that point, though, where it was yeah. so over the top. Whereas, yeah. like the limited amount in this one is effective. Yeah, it made it more effective. But yeah, Zero Escape is good. We love that series around here. Moving on to number thirty-six. We have a first, ladies and gentlemen. This one was chosen oh my God. by myself, Rhett, John, Zalaz. It's the first one. Door curtain. I can't believe this is the one. This is the one. Number thirty-six is Celeste. 
The game that... <laughs> this is literally the game that made it on my list the second week of February this year. <laughs> because I played this game the first time and I did not like it. I played this game for a second time uh, in February and... 150% connected with it in a way that I didn't the first time uh, and I ended up playing a whole lot more than like I was going out of my way to get uh, strawberries this time and cassettes nice. and trying to find the b-sides and all that um, yeah uh, this game is the shit um, the, the... I think this one is both Sundari Polly and Honeymoon John <laughs> yeah because I think John didn't put this on like his top 10 of the year hmm I just thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah, that's what this kind of eats into my top 100. Where I was probably put it way higher, and it was like, oh. Whereas I was like, oh yeah, I love this, and then I kind of cooled down a bit, and then I was like, oh yeah. yeah. Either way, we both. Either way, we all three like loved it enough to include it's it. It's very in our top good. 100. It's such a. It's, it's, it's like, a good journey. Like yeah. my blur was just like, this is the perfect platformer. But like platforming <laughs> rarely feels this fucking good. Like they yeah. mold over every aspect of 2D platforming to make sure that the mechanics they were putting together worked and felt perfect. And they nailed it. Mm -hmm. I think for me, part of it was that I was coming off of... um, Part part of it for me is that I was coming off of Shantae, Half-Genie Hero. No, Mm -hmm. not Half-Genie Hero. um, Pirate's Curse. Yeah. Where they gave you all these cool tools and different, like, gameplay elements, but the last level was pretty brief. Yeah. Um, and I felt a little bummed about that. Um, oh my god, the last level on this think, one is like... Yeah! It's very so beefy. Specifically for me, what, what really sell, sold me, I think, I remember crying a lot, and also just the, the very intense catharsis that this game puts you through in Chapter mm-hmm. 7, while also pulling back all of, from all of these cool gimmicks they've come up with throughout the game and building like this really cool climax. Yeah. Um... For me, that was that really just made me love the game a lot. I was yeah. just the way they contextualized the double dash thing, which was in the first game, and as part of the story. Yeah, I was just like, Ugh. and again, it's Ugh. another one of those stories like uh, Valhalla, where you got a character that's learning something about themselves, and it's starting them on that journey uh, toward being the better them. Uh, and you, I like that by the end. Like the characters kind of resolved to go that yeah. path. It feels really good. I like how in the end of chapter five, there's sort of an easy catharsis, mm-hmm. and then they shatter that. Yes, yeah. they say no. That's not. That's not fucking real. That's not how it goes. Yeah, that's. So and then they, good. they, then they go rock bottom. Real, real, like literal hitting rock bottom. Darkness. Yeah. And then they build up to that new catharsis. That climax of the end of six is so powerful. Yeah. Yep. It's good I shit. think for me, this is just like, it's such a perfect fusion between gameplay and story. Like, mm-hmm. like the way you just said, like the way stage six is like a metaphor for hitting rock bottom as you fall off the mountain in the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love just... this game to bits. And, and the soundtrack is just like 10 oh, out of 10 perfect. Oh God, the soundtrack is flawless. It's flawless. Jesus like, I Christ. Think, I think it's actually the soundtrack that pushed this game so high for me because I think it was in, like at least top 10, maybe top 5. But I was like listening to the soundtrack at work and I just started crying like a bunch. And I was like, oh man. <laughs> just like Aww. having it remind me of moments in the game. And then like the stage 7, yeah. how it goes through all those phases and just like 
it's like this huge like eight minute track i'm just like oh man this is a lot huh yeah what a good video game it's basically perfect i still need to play chapter nine god Uh, i still need to do the fucking temple Ugh, Mm. that's real rough (laughs) that's so rough the b-sides are a lot I did the B-sides for stage one, and then I got to stage two, and I'm like, okay, I'm out. The one for stage four, like... Oh, God, I was don't... just such a fucking ordeal, because the gimmicks in that one are such a pain in the They're, ass. It's so <laughs> evil. <laughs> I only right. just realized the irony of the next game on the list being where it is after <laughs> Celeste. All right, better than Celeste! Our number 35 was chosen by myself, Rhett, Carmichael McCallus, Tingo Gemini, and Iffy. It's Mega Dimension Neptunia 7. Hell yeah. <laughs> Mega Dimension <laughs> Neptunia Victory 2. Oh, man. This game's very good. I have a shot of the true self. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> There's delicious fucking irony if you know this game's story. This game being right next to Celeste makes more sense than you realize. It's extremely funny. It's extremely fucking funny. Oh oh my god. Yeah, so this this is a game that kind of deals with a similar issue that Celeste does in its narrative. And this is sort of the anime version of that. Um... Uh, but yeah, just like, this is sort of the, 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 the kind of the, uh, uh, the culmination of what they, they've been building to with the Rebirth games and kind of trying to make those games more palatable as RPGs, I guess. And this is kind of the best that they got with it. Um, yeah. because it's, it's like, it's kind of the best gamey game of the four. Mm-hmm. Um, the story, um, it's debatable. Uh, on which one you would like more. This one does have a bit of a soggy midsection. Uh, but I think it's it opening... has the highest highs. Yes, for it sure. has the highest highs because like the normal and true ending routes to this game are <sighs> mind-numbingly good. Um, the normal ending is cool. worth seeking out uh, because yeah. I think that it adds so much catharsis if you go back and do the normal ending afterward. Um, or the true ending afterward. The true yeah. ending. Yeah, do the normal ending, then the true ending. Afterward, you say. And afterward, it's very much like afterward. Um, <laughs> well, there's some emotional trauma going on here. Somebody's suppressing a lot of shit, and maybe not, maybe not expressing in the best possible way. Um, but yeah, like the the writing is. I really want to know Fishboy because I feel I feel a kinship. Fishboy, with Fishboy. is so good, even in He's, especially the English dub version. Oh my god, Umio is literally the best. The, the yeah. most gentlemanly gentleman, like in a series that's full of women and the one guy character they add is a fish and he's the nicest most sweet and sincere person he wants nothing but the best for his best friend and that's the most it's so heartwarming like this game has got a, an actually really heartwarming story cool yeah that's awesome yeah like that ending that that ending and, and everything they do with it super good super good mega mega is real good Alright, moving on. The next one was chosen by Polly. Who's that? John. Who that? Austin. Adamine 634, Beepner, and Remnants. Number 34 is The Last That's of Us. That's a powerful crew. 
Number 34 is The Last, oh, okay. the last of Us. Uh, this is one of those games where I feel like, hey, this is a perfect marriage of narrative. I think it's just good. I think yeah. it's good. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just fucking good. Like, it's a perfect marriage of its narrative. You did a good job! The narrative and gameplay elements are all perfectly suited to one another. Everything feels it's in the right place. Uh, you are never given catharsis a normal AAA game would give you, and that's why this game feels so interesting and real, and it's just, man, there's a lot you can say about this game. And this is another game that kind of, like, again, discoursed to death. Especially lately. <laughs> another one that just had a sequel come out. Yeah, another one that just had a sequel come out that was kind of fucking bad. Um, oh, but the murder's very good. There's a lot of murder in that game. <laughs> if you are if you are in it for murder, if you are only in it for murder, The Last of Us 2's got you covered. There's so much murder, so much nonsensical <laughs> fucking murder. Um, But everything in The Last of Us just has a lot of impact. Um, this game just, man... It nails a mood and sticks to it. Uh, it nails characters and sticks to them, and often sticks it to them in ways that really, oh, yeah. that really fucking <laughs> suck. Oh man, just so many moments of this game left me so uncomfortable and just oh no. <sighs> what about you all? Where do you, where are you at on The Last of Us? I think. I think for me, the thing that sticks out of my brain is how how they end chapters yeah. in this game. Oh god! Because they basically have like these awful gut wrenching things that happen, and then like right as you're just beginning to process, wait, did that just happen? They cut it's, and then yeah. they time skip. Perfect. He smashes to black during just awful moments. Is yeah, that's the main thing I remember as well. Like how Paul yeah, talked about they, they, they don't give you a moment to even process they don't give you or have any catharsis. Yeah, like the, mm-hmm. it's that's why it's that's the big thing that differentiates it from The Walking Dead. I think is that it does not give you the space to even kind of recognize the tragedy of what just happened. You just yeah. get back in it. And like it's, that's rough, man. And it's the reality of the world that these characters live in now is that you don't have that time. To, you don't have the luxury of stopping to to, to deal with the shit that you are going through. Uh, and I think that that's a smart way to really get that across. Uh, to the player, you know, because you can't really stop and focus on that narratively or you just slow the entire game down. You can't show a character kind of like sitting there being traumatized and being like, uh, what just fucking happened? Because life goes on. And the flash forwards and the way they cut <sighs> yeah. the black and flash forward, that feels like their way of trying to help the player understand what these characters are going through mentally and how they have to kind of just fuck it. No matter how hard it sucks, you got to roll with the fucking punches. Mm-hmm. They are moving forward with a but with an increasing number of gaping wounds. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. they just have to keep walking with and just dealing with. You might even say and then it ends the, on one. You might even say they're the Walking Dead. God, no, that's not. <laughs> There's also the the winter um, chapter that yeah. focuses on Ellie and the way that one resolves is pretty God, fucking brutal as well. It's Jesus. The, the boss fight at the end of that one yeah. is like. That's like all timer, just kind of set pieces in my yeah, brain. It's just yeah. like, oh shit, you. This is like a really good movie. That was like <laughs> most I've never wanted to die during a boss fight ever. Yes, yes, God, yeah. Just like actually, uh-huh. like living in that horror of just like, no, 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 die. <laughs> He's so scary. He is. Like it's just. It's a good. I think it's a good game. Yeah, I think this game is fantastic. 
As is our number 33, this one comes to us. Wait, from... I think, John, we have a blurb for Last of Us. We do? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, bring it. We got a blurb for The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Pardon I almost me. forgot, sorry. Um, one thing I will, I do kind of just want to say, like, this is from a studio that has a history of, like, A, like, owning, like, yeah, we do lots of crunch, it's great, and also has a history of sexual abuse. Yep. And that, and that does. And that really, really fucking sucks. So, owning that shit sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. what, well, alright, so, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I know. Alright, but I, that's coming after all of the gushing we just did. I just, you know, I feel like it's important to cut that. Yeah. Why, why I enjoyed how the Uncharted games showed what the, this is Last of Us blurred by Beatner, their game of the decade. Okay. Why I enjoyed how the Uncharted games show what the PS3 could do from a technical standpoint, they left little more impression than Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time's clones, without time rewinding, or gunfight occasionally breaks out. Naughty Dog's survival stealth follow-up shows that they can also craft a lived-in post-apocalypse environment that's simultaneously beautiful and haunting, with a side of narrative gut punch to boot. Yep. Cool. Cool. That's exactly how you sum that one up. All right. Our number 33 comes to us courtesy of myself, John, Austin, Tingu Gemini, Adamine634, and Jetstorm4. This one's a fucking rise. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. (laughs) Slightly better than The Last of Us. Slightly better than The Last of Us. us. Which, you know what? Yeah, I can can vibe with that. (laughs) (laughs) This game's so fucking good, This y'all. game fucking rocks. I love the the blurbs that both of you did are just Polly's is, dude, I sliced apart a Metal Gear in the first five minutes of the game. And then John says, that opening man, it's so goddamn cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. I've this never... was like, I think this was maybe my first Platinum game. Um, so... It was uh, so it was my first exposure to like full on platinum yeah. energy. Yeah, I think this might have also been my first platinum game. Wow, God, yeah, this is like, a good one to come uh, in on. It's weird that you came yeah. in at being a Metal well, Gear game, but sure. it's like also the first Metal Gear game I played since yeah, Metal Gear Solid Metal Gear One. Solid, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even have the context for two at the time. Oh, yeah, like oh this game, God. this game, like it just, you feel like the action hero badass at all times. It's so good. Yep. And you kill cops. And you kill cops, even better. <laughs> Throwing that in there. I can't imagine, I have to replay this just to hear that monologue from the villain Oh, at the end. God. It's so it's good. Like how that, <laughs> he like straight up says make America Plays. great again. Make, he says make America great again. Oh, oh my God. God! It's satisfying. It's very satisfying. It's to just kill going him. to be so much more uncomfortable now, though. Like being more involved in politics than yeah. I was when I played this originally, and just knowing how mm-hmm. fucking wrong he is. Oh yeah, yeah. Like this, man, man. <laughs> Everything about this game is, feels so good. Oh God. I like I like slicing things with a sword. Oh, it's so. I fun. like killing that. Oh my god, that fucking ray fight goes so hard. God. I mean, there's a bunch of good boss fights in that game. Mm-hmm. People do focus on that yeah. one because it's real good. Also, you slice them out right, cool. like five minutes into the game. <laughs> yeah, you slice them out of gear now. Well, that 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 does a discredit to it because you fight that Metal Gear for like a twenty minute level across yeah. like a twenty minute level. It yeah. is an epic encounter. Yeah. Oh, and the music though—the whole oh. butt rock, like God, nature. 
They just lean. There's so, there's so much platinum leaning into this fucking game that it just fucking sells. And Metal Gear is already like by the time four was out, like this game had already earned being what it is. Very very. very I, I just good. love how every boss has their own like vocal theme. Yeah, just goes real hard. The soundtrack uh, of this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Alright. Life is good. Life video is games good. are good. So, one tick Alright, we got 32 video. more. One, oh game be- one game better than Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Coming in at number 32. This was chosen by myself, Rhett, Zalaz, Carmichael, McAllis, and Iffy. Number 32 is Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth <laughs> 1. <laughs> <laughs> this is our website's list. For sure. <laughs> I played this one through. I liked it. Didn't put it in my top 100, but I liked it. Uh, <laughs> Better than Mass Effect 2. Better than The Last of Us. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Okay, I think if I played Cold Steel 3, I would not say that this is better, but right now I did. <laughs> better than it. I'll only put it at number one above a certain other game in 2015, if I remember. I absolutely did! <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Austin, you don't, you don't know our... If you, Austin, you don't know our crew. This is very much to be expected. <laughs> People are just leaving the chat right Man, now. Like this like, chat. Right, is you know, hey, hey, can I can I get my spiel? Okay. Yes. Can I get my spiel on this game? Absolutely. All the bosses have <laughs> all the big bosses after a certain point have a regenerating shield, and they also heal themselves. So every boss is a rush to try to break the shield and then deal as much damage as possible, and the friction of it is just really, really pleasing to me. I really, really enjoyed the boss fights in this game. Um, yes. I would call them Dragon Quarter-esque. Oh my god. Yeah, I would... I quite like them. There's some Dragon Quarter energy in a lot of the Neptunia boss fights, especially that yeah. late game. Yeah. You do actually have to learn kind of like, how to play this game to actually beat it. Yeah. You can't just yeah, smash the, your face the against the pacing the of the fighting in this game... I really like the pacing of the fight of how the fighting develops in this game. I think it's like... And especially since it's like 15 hours or something. It's a... It's a nice thing in that regard, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, it's very funny and the story is good. Yes, like, these games are legitimately yes. funny. Uh, like, we know that we're indulging in trash playing these games. <laughs> um, but there are legitimate, like... I, I, I think that there's legitimate, like, positive crit you can have about these games and the things that they do and what they're offering and what they're doing is entirely different. For one, you have an entire cast of strong female characters that aren't just there to be ogled. Um, they're, they all have I their know. own, they have all their, they all have their own agency. Uh, there's a lot of implied gayness. Um, uh, series was created. It's on in, screen right now. Series was created and directed by a female, so, um, I think that there's a lot of positive stuff that comes to this series, despite the fact that, yeah, like, a lot of people are going to consider them Kusoge, uh, and I understand why, and they are clearly I mean, made on a budget. Um, the game this is a remake of. The game Ugh. this is a, oh yeah, the, the, that original Neptunia series, the ones on the PS3, those are kind of bad. Yeah. Uh, I think the Rebirth games made these more palatable. Um, Definitely. And, mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like the fighting's good. 
It's yeah, good. like the fighting is it's good. A nice journey. It's a nice arc to it. Like that, there, there's a lot of fun comedy that goes on. Like that, it's you know, it's it doesn't lean into a lot of gross stuff. I don't think. Um, that's not to say that there's not in some of the entries, but this is not a series that I feel. I, I think that the series does has a reputation that it didn't necessarily earn. Yeah, people. I mean, people are so sensitive. They just see Purple Heart and go, "Oh, booby armor." It's like, yeah. well. Oh. Yeah, I think people. I think there's a. I think there's some ugliness there. Yeah. Um, I never felt actual negativity. I, I I decided that this maybe wasn't my thing, mm-hmm. but I never felt like actual negativity towards these games. Basically, right, it's always right. just like, yeah, this is like you said. There's a bunch of nice stuff with how they're made and what they're what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So that that's that's uh, Neptunia. It's 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 a fun, enjoyable time. For everybody, all right. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, this one's like fifteen hours. It's very. Is it that short? I'm. Sorry. It's probably I the best entry point. Finished. I finished this. Fifteen in probably. Maybe like, like twenty. Forty. This is like forty hours. <laughs> John was mainlining. I'm sorry, it, yeah. and also skipping the conversations. Yeah, if you were mainlining, one of the bosses. I yeah. want. I read the cutscenes. I'm just kidding. This is not a forty-hour game. Yes, it's a forty. It's a thirty-five to forty-hour game. Weird. Neptune. Yeah. All right. Maybe not. Maybe not fifteen, but at least like it was around twenty. How long to beat says <laughs> um, twenty eight yeah. for Neptunia one, twenty for Neptunia two, thirty three for Neptunia three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, well. now that we've solved that, that lingering issue that was going to hold up this entire podcast. <laughs> it's a very important hour. thing to yes. a very important thing to halt the podcast for when we have thirty one games to yeah. go. We'll be going for almost thirty one games better than Neptunia. Alright, well I've got one game better. Alright, let's do it. The Neptunia 1 Rebirth. And this one was chosen by Freezing Inferno, Poncho Smith, Psychic Heist, Jetstorm 4, Remnant, and Door Curtain. Number 31 is Super Mario 3D World. I am shocked. Nice. A Wii U exclusive made it. A Wii U exclusive made it this it's, far. You want to know how it got it's the really good. It's really fucking good. It's I'm just good like, game. wow. I really like six it. people in our community had a Wii U. Or at least loaned one. <laughs> wow! Because this would probably be on my list if I'd played it. I just haven't played it. Mm. Yeah, that's the same with me. Like, I don't have a Wii U, so I can't play this video game. Yeah. God, it's just, it's just here. Okay. I'll, I'll explain it. You played because I, I played right. it. All right, all right. I, I, I like basically one hundred percent of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, they're fun, good levels that are actually like good, <laughs> and then it actually develops. And it reaches like an actual climax with the fight with the levels, and then the super hard mm. level is actually super hard. It's like five minutes long, and it took me like three hours to beat it. Nice. This game gets this game demands as much out of you as you could ever want, essentially. Mm. And all of the different like cool little quirks and gimmicks that it pulls out are just like fun and good. I just had a really good time John Redding and jumping and like I, I think there's legit crits to be criticisms to be made about like it, it kind of having that sort of sanded down New Super Mario Brothers flavor. Yeah. But it's just it's just actually fun platforming and I really appreciate that about it. Fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Like this is definitely like I, I would play this one hundred percent. If I had the if I had the hard drive for it, like yeah, I yeah. really like what this. Yeah, game you like three D land. This yeah. is just this, this is, is just, just that, 3D, but doing what three D land did, but more blown the fuck and without out. Without it, without it does more without just 
being bloated and boring. Yeah. Like, it yeah. actually grows the vision. Mm. All right. Moving on to number 30. We come in with a choice from Carmichael McCallis, Freezing Inferno, Poncho Smith, Adamine 634, Remnant, and Door Curtain. We have The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. I think of all of the newer Zelda games, this one's kind of the one where I thought the gimmick seemed the most interesting. I do love that this ended up just a little bit higher than Mario. Yeah. (laughs) Just kind of funny having two Nintendo flagships right next to each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the gimmick in this one seems really neat. Yeah, this is one where I don't think any of us... I didn't play through this one. Oh, you did? No, I played through I actually put it on my Game of the Year list that year. Oh, right! Um, Right, you snubbed yeah. this and 3D World. <laughs> well, so, yeah. So, what, so what's good about um, it? It, it was a... authentic. It was authentic. I didn't. It's that. It's that kind of. A, it, it's the same thing with 3D World. Where there's sort of a lack of flavor, where it's just kind of doing the link to the past world again. Yeah. But it does. There. So the world itself isn't all that expressive, but the game that they set in that world is very fun and satisfying. Mm-hmm. So that was enough for me to not want to include it in my top 100, but it's also enough that I can look back at it and be like, yeah, that was a good time. I'm yeah. glad I played that. I had a good time with that. Cool. Um, I like the open-ended structure that this one takes where you can just go into the dungeon, the dungeons yeah. in any order, basically. That's, that's my favorite part. Like, that is the, like if anything makes mm-hmm. me want to play this, it's that the fact that like you can basically do whatever you want. You can like rent items instead of just having to find them and shit like that. <laughs> the whole like, rental system sounds very funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This was them. It, it gets. This was them. This was them. They're like practice run doing an open Zelda. Yeah. Versus Skyward Swords. Yeah. Like pure linear. Yeah, it feels like a pra- in some ways it feels like a practice run for what they did yeah. later. Yeah. Um, but still, kind of more of that recognizable Zelda shape. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is a nice time, and it has a cute little story too. That's cool. There's a dark Zelda from Low Rule. Dark which is the, Zelda. the opposite of Dark World from Hyrule. <laughs> God. Low Nintendo has done Dark Rule World stuff Rule. so many times that Low Rule is just a parody. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, very funny. God. I mean, it's just doing the Link to the Past one again. That's like I said. But I, I get why this got picked by a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. You're going to have that love when it comes to eating up that kind of Zelda experience. I think it's a very, just a, a very universal thing that people like. Um, you're gonna ha- you're gonna have a hard time arguing against that with some people, I think. So, moving on, a game that is better than The Legend of Zelda: A Link Between Worlds. This one's sure to get a lot of people jumping in the chat. <laughs> I know they're ready. Get your keyboards ready. I know everybody's ready for this one. This one was chosen by myself, Rhett, Carmichael, McCallis, Tingu, Gemini, Freezing Inferno, and Iffy. Coming in at number twenty nine, Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth Three: <laughs> The Generation. It's the funniest game I've ever played. This game, oh. holy shit! It's so much nep. It's like fifty hours of nep, and it's hilarious. <laughs> it never stops. It just it keeps going, and it's it doesn't stop being funny. And then you have all those DLC characters in the in the PC version that just have like endless amounts of chatter. Yeah, that's optional. Yeah. Like, there were times where I would just load this game up and just, like, view chatterboxes for, like, an hour and just be like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, like, there, yeah, like there's so much... There's so much more time uh, spent on dialogue and, and, mm-hmm. and cutscenes in this game than any of the previous games. And you could tell that, like, there's a lot more confidence in the writing now. Um, yeah. 
Because it's, it's kind of a soft reboot the way they just go to an alternate dimension. It's like, hey, we're going to like take another, another shot at the whole console war thing. Yeah. And maybe do it more proper this time. Yeah. Um, they make that work. The way they kind of tie in the new, uh, the new antagonist is really, really good. I was um, shocked how well they pulled that off. I, I could, I did not see it working. And then th- they won me back so fucking hard. Like, it's so good that, like, the anime adapted it as well. Um, and they still yeah. nailed it. And they did it in, like, eight episodes. Um, but yeah, like, this, this, this is like Idea Factory, Compile Heart actually giving a shit. Um, the same with Meganep as well. Um, these are the two that I kind of bounce between. Is like, which one do I like the most? Um, and it's just like, it, that answer can change in a given day because yeah. I think that they're both just so, they both kind of epitomize what's really good and fun and, 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 and warm about those games. Um, if you can look past, like, what people think uh, these games are. There is so much fan service and sex humor in this game. I will not lie. Oh yeah, like they, like the boob jokes. The boob jokes. Are... I love Iris Hart, by the way. Iris Hart is fantastic. All she does is I just really constant her. sexual innuendo. <laughs> there is not it's a so line good. of dialogue that that woman has. There is not a line of dialogue that woman has that is not some kind of sexual innuendo. Excellent, but they just—I I, I bought her DLC and played with her in the first game. in the first oh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's part of the story in this one. Yeah, she's a main part of the story, and we are glad to have her. It's amazing because her Good. alternate side, Plutia, just wants to take a nap all the time. Yeah, like she's just tired, just wants a nap. She's very sleepy. She's very. Sleepy. And then there's that few moments where she gets really mad as Plutia. Yeah, she's like channeling that Iris Heart energy. It's yeah, really scary. One of her attacks is just, like, throwing her teddy bear on the ground and stepping on it, and then it just does damage to the enemy. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it's so good. Like, I think... Meganep, I think, is higher highs, but this one is just... It's so it's much, consistent. it's so very consistent. Yeah, yeah, like, it's just consistent start to finish. Um, it doesn't have a moment where, oh, I'm so tired of it. Yeah, this is where Grade A Titty Meat came from, uh, which is my pinned tweet. <laughs> Uh, we, did a, we did a stream of this. Years. We did a stream of this way back after it came out. Um, it was late night. Me, uh, what was it? It was uh, Samurai Karasu. Samurai Karasu was with us, I know. Poncho was with us, and I think Grimm's. And we were just streaming this at like 2 or 3 in the morning, and just great A titty meat came up. <laughs> and was like, I was dead. That was it. We're done. But yes, this game has great A titty meat. Is Iris Heart I specifically? Saw, I, had the... your, I had Twitter up. I had Twitter up at work, and I had that to, that your page up for some reason. And like the one time I had, I, I accidentally had Twitter up when a boss came by to talk to me. It was, that. I was like, oh no! <laughs> so I remember vividly that happening in 2016. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, a Neptunia game gets this high uh, on a game of the decade list. This is the if I jumped back in, this would be the one I'd jump in. Yeah, at, I, I think, think two is. Yeah, I think you can skip two. Semi skippable if you're not super on board after mm-hmm. the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so we lost him with Neptunia. I think. I think we killed the crowd. I think we can win him back though. I Perfect. think. I think we can win okay, him back. Okay, so 
with another with another Soxcast approved video game. Yeah, we all another game we oh. all three voted for. All right. Oh shit! What is it? This one was chosen by myself, Rhett, John, Poncho Smith, Door Curtain, and Iffy. Oh my god, so many people. Here it is. Number 28, Helen's Mysterious Castle. <laughs> what about this game is not delightful. It's so good. It is fantastic. Top 30 game of the generation. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, this game is so... So good. This is one of those games that literally caught me out of fucking nowhere. Like, it's a, it's like, I'm listening to John on a podcast talk about an RPG Maker game and my eyes are rolling in the back of my head, right? Because, <laughs> yep. it, because it's John talking about video games and I tend to black out anytime he does that. Uh, but this is one where it was like, oh, it's two bucks. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm out much if, if I can, uh, I don't think I'm out much if I if if, if I'm missing you know, if I if I put the money down for this one and I absolutely <laughs> and it's a bad boring game that John likes yeah exactly uh, but I was blown away start to finish with this game just the battle system is fantastic the story the ride you go on from where you start where it's just like oh this game is just not gonna have a story is it because that's kind yeah. of the way it's playing itself mm-hmm. and then you get to, and you get to the end and then the story goes full fucking both barrels it's God damn, what a good video game. It that's just it. It just makes the the confidence of just starting with like no promises basically. Just yeah. like, hey, let's play this game. They've got a cool battle system. Enjoy it. And then the way it unfurls like an onion from there yeah. um into this like really touching, nice journey. Mm-hmm. Um I just completely loved it. It just feels so good to play. Yeah, I love the combat uh, system. Like, it's very interesting and unique. Yeah. The way you can mm-hmm. plan and, you know, strategize what moves you're using against the Yeah, it, it's, timer. it's a strategy RPG in the truest sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... <sighs> it's my favorite RPG Maker game. I've said that a couple yeah. times. Yeah. And, like, that's yeah. where I'm at with it. That's... It just... It, it's kind of like Faerun or Falcom games or, mm-hmm. like, I think Soul Blazer where it's just, like, that nice gentle fantasy vibe mm-hmm. with like a game that just feels really good mm-hmm. and also you explore cool mazes yeah um and that's this is like one of my favorite incarnations of that also yeah there's so much about this it just really it it got to me in a really good way i want to make a game like this someday yeah 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 like i i i would definitely like if i could make an rpg maker game even they could be even remotely comparable to what this game is doing and what this game did. Uh, I would be happy with that. Uh, being compared to this game is no, no bad thing at all. It's just, I think this, yeah. This, mm-hmm. is, this is two bucks, people. Come on. Go buy it. Don't <laughs> be Rhett. And, don't be Rhett and wait. Like, Rhett waited until mm-hmm. it went on sale for 60 cents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and, a, and a cool thing I just found out is that there's basically this whole culture of sort of meme games out mm-hmm. of the RTP assets. Yeah. And it just exploded like into this whole scene basically of people like getting increasingly more elaborate with it. Um it's just on like a Japanese image board. Huh. And so this is like a part of a really VIRPGs, yeah, like Sar- sorry said. Mm-hmm. Um so this is 
a piece of this really cool scene sort that's just people making these cool games for themselves and for their friends exploding over into onto steam and whatnot and becoming popular and that's that's a that's a cool thing too yeah i have no idea if this game is popular or it's just our community all kind of latched onto it it's, i mean it's i mean here let me check here it's it's just got like a weirdly high it's got over almost 600 steam okay, reviews pretty, like, yeah. that's considered that like a lot what it is like that's pretty yeah, yeah. Like that's that's pretty incredible so yeah. Good, yeah, I really like good video Space game. Castle. Go buy it. It's two dollars. You have no excuse. I will buy it for you. <laughs> yeah, I will too. Mm-hmm. All right. Number it's twenty. A, it's a big influence on what might be my next project. Oh, which is cool. Interesting. Yeah. There's a little Easter egg for people yeah. listening four and a half hours later. <laughs> Come on, move on. They it's waited. They waited long for that one. Number twenty-seven comes courtesy of myself, Ghosty, Tinker Gemini, <laughs> Poncho Smith, Rainiac. Beepner and Jetstorm for number twenty-seven is Freedom Planet. It's like, hey, what nice. if what if treasure, what if treasure was given the reins to make a Sonic game? This is what it would be, plain and simple. Um, this game is fun. Like this game just feels amazing to play, no matter what. This game is canonically better than Sonic Mania. This, yep. is the game, this is the game that I recommend to people over Sonic Mania at every chance. Like, if I'm ever <laughs> asked about it, I'm just saying, go play Freedom Planet. It's way more interesting. Ah, oh, Dork Curtain forgot to put it oh, on. Dang. Could have been higher. Could have been, been higher. Could have been 22. That's why you read other people's lists. You go, oh, shit, yeah. And then yep. edit yours. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you're going to have to kick yourself. You're going to have to kick yourself for the rest of your days. Knowing that oh, you this could have been like top ten. God, thank you. Like, it's all Door Curtain's fault. Way to go, Door Curtain. Hope you're proud. Hope you're real proud of leaving off a very good game from your video games list. <laughs> <laughs> but man, yeah, like Sorry points out the main characters are girls, so obviously it's better than Sonic. There you right? go. Obviously better. <laughs> yep. Lilac is a fantastic character. She plays really well. Um like just bouncing. I like Lilac. Bouncing around feels real good. Especially like like unlike Sonic, where you rarely ever feel you're in control of your bouncing because bouncing is just a thing to either send you into enemies or the wrong direction. Uh, Freedom mm-hmm. Planet is like, yo, you're gonna bounce everywhere, but you're still making progress, and it feels good. Then it's got two other characters you can play as, and they're entirely different, and they don't suck. So yeah, like that's a very 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 good video game we got there with Freedom Planet. Uh, this started as uh, it started as a Sonic fan game, I believe, but they pulled I'm out. I'm shocked. Yeah, really, <laughs> right? It started as a Sonic thing, really. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, like this game is just good. Uh, I'm probably the only one that's gonna. I'm probably the one that's gonna sing the highest praises for this game on the on the the Soxcast panel. Yeah. Um, I played most of it. Mm-hmm. I kind of bounced off at the end when it got like really difficult. The, the end of the, that I, the end of the game does get a bit ridiculous. The final area is probably fucking ten yeah. minutes too long. The last boss is kind of mm. BS uh, with too many off-screen attacks, but yeah. all in all, like, it's... like This is so well put together. Uh, they definitely had a vision and executed it. Oh, yeah. yeah. As they wanted to. Yeah. Is the sequel out, or is it just uh, it's still out? It's still due out. Uh, it's not... Okay. I don't think it's gonna make it out this year, honestly. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I think this year's been this year, so... Yeah, like, this year being this year, I'm not gonna fault anymore. <laughs> Alright. That's Freedom Planet. Number 26 yep. is chosen 
by myself, Rhett, Zalaz, Freezing Inferno, Rainiac, and Beepner. You better learn your ABCs. Always be carrying, ladies and gentlemen, because you are playing <laughs> Spelunky. Fucking masterpiece. This Aww, is a masterpiece. This game. This, this game. Good. This game, top to bottom, flawless. I played, like, several months of daily great. challenges in this one just to, like, see how often mm-hmm. I could beat the whole thing without on that one shot you get. Yeah. Like, this this game is just... It's a perfect storm of of all of the random elements that are in it playing mm-hmm. well with one another, no matter how they fall into place, it yeah. feels like. Uh, I've only had one instance of playing this game where I legitimately got stuck. Uh, because Ooh. I had I didn't have a bomb to get out, uh, and there was no yeah. other way uh, to get down, so I was boned. <clears throat> but um, yeah, like just top to bottom, like this is such a good video game, and there's so much nuance to how you can play it and how you approach it. There's like fu- there's meta layers of this shit for days. Always always kill the shopkeeper, take his gun. It's good. <laughs> like that's how you play this. Like once you do that the first time, you do that the first time, you're never playing this game any other way again. Like you're, so good. <laughs> you're always going after the shopkeeper. What's so evil is that you're, if you're doing the hell route, you have to lose the shotgun at one point. Yeah. And then you have to deal with the, shock, with the shopkeeper at the exit for the next level with the shotgun. You're just yep. like, uh-oh. That's real bad. <laughs> like, and this is, this is one of those games where it's just like every run is its own story. Yeah. Uh, moment to moment, it's just exciting. And it just feels very good to play. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This feels like think, a Lost yeah. Genesis game or something. I mean, the soundtrack definitely has that Genesis kind yeah, of FM it's, sound it's to it. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think Isaac, a lot of the appeal is how all the items you get interact with each other and make yeah. your character unique all the time. I think Splunky is, like, every element in the world interacting with each yes. other. Yes, Because, like, just in that banner that you have up on the screen right now, I'm seeing that those mines in the top left, yeah, and the way if they explode, that rock will go flying. Yeah, could just fucking knock you into the pit or something. Yeah, like just everything will interact and just completely fuck you over. You die so fast in yeah. this game if it, you mess up. It's it's almost like a living world of its own, where yeah. like everything hap- like everything is always happening, and it will affect you, and it also affects enemies. Mm. So yeah. everything happening is just like. Man, it's yeah. There's there's just so 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 much going on. Like I think my Steam review for this game is I hate this game because I love that I hate this game or something. <laughs> like it's it's just so infuriating at times. Um, but that's part of why it's fun is because a lot of the times death comes from just like the most ridiculous shit. Oh yeah, I wish this game had like a replay function because the deaths are extremely yes. funny most of the time. Yeah, a lot of the deaths are just so. Why did that happen? Something that just explodes, you go flying into the pit of spikes, and well, thank you. I've had moments of like you get hit with a rock, and then you bounce, and then you run into like one of the caveman enemies, and he punches you. And you bounce, and you fall, and you take more. Like you'll start at ten health, and every time you fall, you take like another one or two, and just like watching that health go down as you just get ricocheted around the level, and then oh, spikes. 100%. I think spikes only do ten damage. Like you can technically you survive can them technically sometimes. survive spikes. Yes, just not ever in a practical situation. <laughs> this game, yeah, they should have had a replay. That would have been extremely funny. Yeah, like, uh, I'm not sure and how yeah. I, not sure how I feel about Spelunky 2. Uh, I don't like the art style. I don't style. like the art style, know. yeah. It just does not but look I'm, good. I hope it'll be fun to play. I mean, yeah. they got that part down. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I I didn't put this on my list because I haven't yeah, beaten it's it, very but I I did get to the final boss of level four. Oh, you got to the final boss. Okay, nice. okay, you got to the, fi- the level final level four, not, not any of the post game. Definitely stuff. the final boss. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I know about the post. I know that this game is endless, and I will never be able to conquer <laughs> oh, it ever. But... Getting to hell and like beating it was like oh. top ten stressful moments of the generation. I've I've been to hell like. 10 or 15 times and I always muck oh, it up no. by some just doing something stupid or just not noticing that one of those like horizontal thwomps I didn't notice it and it's oh, oh those fuck. are such mother those are such bullshit <laughs> <laughs> I think those spikes will do 10 damage those will kill you yeah yeah and they fly fast <laughs> they're very fast yeah that's a good game alright now, cool. moving on. John's favorite. John's favorite. Moving on. It was chosen oh. by Ghosty, Zalaz, Lirinette, Adamine634, Remnant, and Ify. This is perhaps Hatsune Miku's greatest accomplishment. Us. Minecraft. Let's all give thanks to Hatsune Miku, please. I've, cool. I've played five minutes of Minecraft, and it's like, oh. <laughs> I think you I, might have beaten me. Like, I, this isn't for me. I love, I know that I know I why people. I know why people love this. I know, yeah. like I, I'm, I'm not saying this is bad at all. I know why people love it. I know I talk to people all the time that love this game, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. But it's just, it's not something I'm gonna play. It's this feels like a generational shift of like games that are more sandboxes for you to play around in. That is kind of just completely different from how we approach and play games. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Can the old people stop talking for John, a second? You were terrified this um, was going to win. So I play. So I got. I played about twenty to thirty hours of this one around the alpha and the beta, and I had a really good time with it. Mm-hmm. I never felt the urge to come back to it. Uh-huh. The additions didn't really sing to me, but I had a ton of fun with the survival element and with the trying to build things while also knowing that getting the resources to build things was itself kind of a trial where it's like getting into the mine. And then, so there's this tense survival game in which you earn resources to do cool, creative shit. Mm -hmm. And like, that's a really fun feedback loop. Um, So I had, I think I built an underwater base that I was really pleased with, which was a pain. (laughs) That Um, does sound like a pain. One mistake. Oh, I'm flooded and dead. (laughs) Yep. So I never got to, I didn't get to the point where I was like joining multiplayer servers and getting deep with friends. Mm-hmm. I can imagine doing that would extend the longevity of the experience considerably. Yeah. But I totally get appreciating this game. I think it's good. Yeah. But you're just extremely happy it's not the winner. <laughs> oh god, yeah. <laughs> you messaged me like, I really, really hope Minecraft doesn't John's win. Like, <laughs> John's like, I've dodged one bullet. Just one. because po- I think this was Polygon's game of the decade, and you yeah. were just like, Dah. predictable. Fair. Fair, I say. Fair. <laughs> However. Well, it doesn't do the things that, it doesn't do the kind of things that I really love the most out of games, which is like telling a story. And yeah, right, 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 right. That's what I mean about being a but, totally kind of paradigm shift of like, it's just a place you go. It's not a yeah. story. It's not a whole lot of action. Yeah. It's just, a, it's more of a platform. Mm. Was <laughs> he says I bite, I bite my, my thumb, thumb at Polygon. This list bites its thumb at this list bites its thumb at Polygon Spirit. Yeah, yeah, I think it's very like we are drawing blood at that point. Yeah, this, we are biting the but thumb so what? hard. I like Minecraft. I get it. It's okay. Yeah. It's fine. I thought, also, maybe, I thought about coming back to it a couple times, and mm-hmm. I haven't. But 
like You've that. got a blurb to read for this one. We do. I do. So this is by Lyranet. This is their game of the decade, which is completely Who valid. Lyranet. Uh, okay. Um, what's to say about Minecraft? There have been oceans of ink spilled over this game. Best Lego set ever. Better mod platform than any Bethesda game. Inspired unending legions of imitators, successors, and rips. This game hooked me back in the creative indie in in dev days and has yet to let go. I doubt it ever will. That's like the entire decade. <laughs> yeah, like that's. Yeah, it's one hundred percent understandable why that. Game I mean, that's about when that's about when I jumped yeah. in. Like, the first thing I played was the browser creative mode, and yeah. then I found out there was a commercial release. And I was like, "Oh yay!" Oh yeah, John couldn't vote right. for this because he played it in two thousand nine. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't track the list, but I get it. I think this is a nice pick. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. All right, number twenty four was chosen by myself, Rhett, Freezing Inferno, mm-hmm. Poncho Smith, Rainiac. And Jetstorm 4, to cap it off, the trilogy has landed. Number 24 is Zero Escape, 9 hours, 9 persons, 9 doors. Love this game. Interesting. I like this game a lot, too. Yeah. This is maybe my favorite. It's sort of a sort of a toss-up for yeah. me. That seems to be, like, the general consensus, I think, uh, with people that are into the series. Yeah. I think BLR has, is more of an intense journey. I feel like this is more of a complete journey. Yeah. Does that make sense? That yeah. totally I just makes think sense. this one is more of an emotional story, and that appeals to me personally. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the story like, you get The way between... this game ends is just... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's, there's, there's a real good emotional catharsis there that it lands mm. completely differently if you played it on the DS. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, that that's I a moment... That after the fact. That's a moment where like when the hardware becomes a part of the storytelling yeah. and it's your mind gets again it's one of those brain on the back of the wall and uh, behind you moments where it's like oh my god you <laughs> fucking genius you Kataru Uchikoshi if you haven't yeah. noticed gets a lot of love in these yeah. parts of the internet even yeah, yeah. without maybe quite as caught up in the weird plot stuff as the later games do. Like yeah, it's, all, it's, it's a much, much simpler. simpler. Yeah. I only played the PS4 version, but even then the ending still like really landed for me. Yeah, just the, just, then, the, just what's going on. Home version with no puzzles. Like yeah. Knowing how they did it on the DS is just, oh my god, I wish they could just send a DS to everybody who played this to, to just have a save loaded at the very end. Yeah. Because <laughs> like the DS version, by not having like the time chart stuff, the flow chart stuff, it sounds like a bit of a it's a hassle journey to get through. Yeah, there's also no... another game Polly was super tsundere for. I was, yeah, I was not a big fan <laughs> of this game. I was not a big fan of this game at first. Um, I was largely due to the fact that I think that I was just irritated with the fact that there wasn't a skip text option or anything. That's for it's a pretty big issue. Yeah, and playing that yeah. original DS version was just really slow and cumbersome and annoying. Yeah. And by the time I got to the end, I was kind of just mad. Uh, but mm. I came to appreciate that climax again. I came back and revisited it, you know, a couple months yeah. later, and it was just like, oh no, this is actually really fucking genius. It's just cool. a shame because when I played on the PS4 version, once you start hitting those endings, mm-hmm. it's unbelievably snappy how quickly you get to the ending. Yeah, because all you, gotta ending. Do is, all you gotta do is just change a few points on the flow chart, but yeah. you have to replay the entire game. Just replaying the entire game is just such a mistake. Oops. Yeah. Oh my god, June says, I emulated the DS version, which means I had the worst possible experience. Yeah, that's pretty bad. (laughs) Very funny. Very funny, yes, yes. Oh my god. (laughs) 
Yeah, I love that game and that series in general. Yeah, yeah, it's just cool. real good. I like this cracking the top twenty-five. That that goes. Yeah, that feels real yeah. good, honestly. Yeah, like yeah, like even if it's not my favorite of the series, like it definitely cracking the top twenty-five is good. So yeah, all right. Yep. Moving on. Zero escape in the top twenty-five. Number twenty-three. This one was chosen by myself, Rhett, John, Jetstorm, four. And Iffy, this one, Ooh, this one lands, this one lands real good. This mm. is the Legend of Heroes: Trails in the Sky, the third. Mm. Cool man. Oh, so God. you have a blurb to read for this. I have one. a blurb for this one. Okay, <laughs> let me pull it up. This man, oh man, this game is a lot. All right, <laughs> yeah. Here we are. This is the blurb by Iffy. It is their game of the decade. This is the top of the list. Should be no surprise. My favorite video game of all time and the one that changed my life forever. Not only was it an amazing conclusion to my favorite trilogy of all time, it spoke to me in a very personal way but still inspires me. Uh, Yeah. Like, if there's one word you can use to describe that game, it just feels very personal. Um, Mm. It's a game that kind of goes away from uh, the big... JRPG thing that's happening it's a more central uh-huh. focused story that kind of branches off and you have these little uh, side doors that you go into and you learn so much about what all of these characters have been up to since the, the previous game and sort of mm-hmm. the various things they're learning to deal with and getting on in life after the big thing that happened um, and Kevin's story in and of itself is just it's a lot um it, it, like they really do a really good dissection of that character, um, and um, it's a game that's just showing its cast a lot of love. Uh, it's a game yeah. like you can tell that the people that wrote this are both pulling from personal experience and that they love their characters a lot um, due to how well they are written uh, and just how well taken care of and how neatly tied together mm-hmm. everything gets to be. Uh, like it's just amazing, uh, just wonderful. I just love how much care this game puts into like every single little side character. Like, yeah, who's the girl that like runs the racer branch in the first town? Uh, Shara, no, no, uh-huh. not Shara, but I know. Like, her. there's a whole side quest about them yeah. meeting. And yeah, and there's a whole side quest about like the Ravens Guild and like them becoming bracers. Yeah, like, so this game has like just a lot of like side stories that all land really well and then the whole main story and then the whole huge dungeon crawling gameplay part that I actually really enjoyed even though I don't like dungeon crawlers that much. Yeah like they make the dungeon crawlers uh, part of this game really palatable I think because you advance you you progress your character progression works really quickly like Mm. and, and you have so many fucking characters to play with. Yeah. Like, and everybody's useful. There's not a bad character in the bunch. So, um, and just getting to know more and, and, uh, the chance to, at the end, say goodbye to these characters for a while. Oh, like, the part part that makes me cry every single time just thinking about it. Man, I remember, and I've told this story a few times, but since we are, since we're cementing a moment in time with this being the game Uh of the day, I started streaming the, I was going to stream the finale of this game. Oh my god. So I started streaming that Sunday morning, and I was uh, about halfway into uh, the final dungeon, and my power went out. Uh, so I was like, okay, fuck it, I'm not streaming. And then I go back to playing the game, and then like, oh, well, it's probably good that I didn't stream the last part of this game, because I've literally been crying for the last three hours uh, oh my god. of playing this game. <laughs> 
because there's so much happening. Um, they're making these big emotional moments that they have spent some of the entire game earning. Yeah. Uh, and some of it, the entire series earning. Yeah, or multiple games earning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really, like, I don't, I don't have better words for this game other than, like, it just really touched me a lot. Getcha. Yeah. Don't think I, there's any arguments I, I, on I mean, that. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is my favorite Falcom game. I think it's yeah. probably the best game that they are capable of making mm-hmm. because it's the one that most steps outside their comfortable kind of their usual perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it gets so intimate and weird. Yeah. Like, psycho, like this game gets psychological with the map design and whatnot in a way that is usually something only... RPG maker game weird weird RPG maker shit does yeah yeah um while also getting just like real fucking dark and but still retaining and then still retaining this wonderfully positive outlook that this series has Mm -hmm. always had absolutely a very positive and wonderful worldview but for it to be able to be to sink to the depths that this game can literally yeah (laughs) literally (laughs) um there's a, just like a couple lines I can think of where I, that just hit like a truck, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I love Kevin. God, yeah. um, and that, that's what I think it is. Is that it's still Falcom firing at all cylinders. It's still got like an insane epic mm-hmm. final dungeon. Yeah, there's final still a lot climax. of in here. There's still it's still a lot of fun ass dungeon crawl and whatnot. Um. But this game just goes to another level in that I, I can't – just because of the nature of what the game is, I can't really see them ever capturing that again. And I don't say that in like a sad way. It's no, just like it's this, just, is, this is a moment – It's sort of lightning in a bottle. Yeah, like everything was like, like just aligned perfectly for this game to be what it is. Mm-hmm. It's because SC was the big JRPG. It's because they resolved that story, and then they decided, what if we just had a whole... We we want to set up some of this stuff for our crossbell. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just make a whole game? So they made a whole game that was epilogue. Yep. They made a whole game that was, let's follow up on all of these dangling emotional threads, and let's just spend time with these characters in a real way. Mm-hmm. And... Like, the decision to do that, like, you lose some of the, like, plot momentum of an SC, um, it, because it's a lot of side stories, a lot of, like, mini games inside mm-hmm. the game. Yep. Um, and some literal mini games. And some literal mini games. And in doing, <laughs> but in doing so, it allows it to reach a level of character intimacy I have never seen in any other, like, long form RPGs or yeah. long form RPGs at the very, at the very least. Um. So that's why I think it's that's why I think it's the best game Falcom's capable of making because it is good in all the ways that they're always good, and because circumstances came together in such a way that they could that they're it's good in all the ways that they're not as good usually. Yeah. Great game. So, I love this game to bits. Absolutely fantastic. All right. We're number twenty two. Better, What's better, better than the <laughs> better than Trails, <laughs> better than Trails in the Sky, the this third, is, 
This one was chosen by myself, Rhett, Tingu, Gemini, Poncho, Smith, Rainiac, Lirinette, Raven, and Iffy. Number 22 is Bastion. Cool. I'm glad this didn't get forgotten. Yeah, like yeah, this game, nice. I, I thought this game would be completely fucking just, because it came out so early in the decade. Yeah. Um, And I haven't really heard much talk of it since. And they've obviously gone on to release quite a few games since then. None of which I think have ever lived <laughs> yeah. up to this, unfortunately. Um, this is just a really solid melee fighter, isometric RPG mm-hmm. with a fantastic narrative and a fantastic it's, narrative yeah. hook. It's the story and the music and the characters and the voice acting that really sells this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a good time with this one at the time. I didn't crack my list, but I, yeah. I like this story. Yeah. It's just uh, it's just real good. It's just really solid. Yeah, like, like the, something you, I would definitely want to revisit at some point. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. like the combat is nice and chunky. Uh, it just feel, like everything's got just a nice bump behind it in a way that you just <laughs> bump, bump. Everything thumps real good. Um, I think um this was sort of a turning point for me because this was 2010. I'd like just cracked into y'all social circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rhett tweeted something like, "I just finished Bastion. I think it's one of the best games ever made." And then I played it, and then it had the story that it has. And I was like, oh, shit. I didn't know new games could, like, do this. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. I've only so played kind Chrono of, Trigger. Yeah. I've, only, I've literally only played Mega Man X and Final Fantasy IV and Chrono Trigger on loop for the last, 10, for the last 15 years. Oh, my God. I didn't know, I didn't know games could do this. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh... Super so that Gi- game's special to me too. I think Supergiant, they're they're good at what they do. Uh, they're all mm-hmm. their game, like none of their games have really landed for me since Bastion, unfortunately. But I don't think they're bad. Um, that's it's just I think Bastion, again, it's kind of like that first time out where you you do something real great and the expectations after that are really through the roof and maybe not landing that with with the other ones. Kind of yeah, like that's real. Yeah, this game's good. Like I. Yeah. I definitely need to revisit this one again soon. We good with Bastion? Yeah. See, what's better than Bastion, you may ask? (laughs) Well, the next game... (laughs) The next game is better than Bastion. It is number 21, and it was chosen by John Zinitoto, Zalaz, Carmichael McAllis, Poncho Smith, Door Curtain, and Iffy. (laughs) Number 21 is Polly Dungeon. Your tone. So I read the top 100 to Polly like a couple of weeks ago before we were going to do the podcast. And she just just like, when we started hitting games like this, I'm just like, oh my God, what is this list? This is so stupid. How is this here? How did we allow this? Because seven people voted for it. I'm just, I. (laughs) (laughs) Trails, trail Polly. (laughs) I like. I think the fun story is that, like, I finished this game because I wanted to play Trails of Cold Steel 2. That's the reason this game got finished, is because I finished Trails of Cold Steel 1, and I was like, oh, I want to jump right into 2. 
And then it was just like, wait a minute. I have not finished this game that I've been working for two years on. Maybe I should finish it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not touching Trails of Cold Steel 2 until I finish oh Poly God. Dungeon. And then I literally, <laughs> That's some motivation. And then I literally finished the game in a week. <laughs> I finished the rest <laughs> of the game in a week. After dragging your heels on it. After dragging my feet for like a year, I spent one week and finished everything, and then the rest was just beta testing and polish. Um, cool. Again... The fact that people like this really dumb thing that like, was just like a spur Very of the moment. It was a spur of the moment idea that was just, hey, what about all these dumb games that John plays where it's just fucking random bullshit happening at all times? And that's literally what it was. Is this born inspired from. by Saga? Yes. It was inspired oh by God. it was inspired by John explaining how um it's very funny. the 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 evolution in one of the saga one of the saga games was entirely random. Oh and, my God! I didn't realize. And I was just like, and I remember like saying on a podcast, like, I'm just going to make a game where you place a space bar and random shit happens and, no, and oh there's no God. consequence. And that's why Poly Dungeon exists. Is because, I had no idea about that this was a direct result of that. Yeah, it was a direct result oh of John God. talking about evolution in a saga game. There are two saga-inspired RPGs by us in the top 100. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the fact I think the fact that you can die in this game adds so much. Yeah, it's just such a good joke. Like it would have been easy to not make it because you, could die. you can't the avoid fact it. That you fucking game over. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I left in so much like actual gamey stuff. It was the whole point. Is like I want just to have all the dumb gamey stuff. There's stats. There's like level ups. There's a game over. A sc- there's a score that literally means nothing. <laughs> Uh, oh, that, that's funny! And then, like the final battle being what it is was absolutely just it's like so the final battle is amazing. Yeah, and like it... that everything. That, and I have to give Co- Ghosty all the credit for that game having like mm-hmm. her her music gave that game the identity it needed. Starfall, Starfall is like still a, an amazing banger. Um, yeah, but I can't thank people enough for giving this game the love that they have over the years. Like it, it meant it meant a lot getting it finished, and, and and like I wasn't sure anybody would get the joke or think the joke was as funny as I did. I obviously thought it was hilarious because this game was originally going to be twenty floors. Oh my god! And it was just like no, <laughs> we're going to scale that back. There's definitely a reality of game dev that hits even on something like this where you go, oh, I overestimated. Yeah, how yeah. long stuff would take. Yeah. So, yeah, I have a blurb for this one. You do? Yeah. There's a blurb for Poly Dungeon? Of course there's going to be a blurb for Poly Dungeon. So, uh, this was by Psychic Heist. This was, like, a vote I didn't actually count in the final ranking, and they acknowledged it, because this was a month... The vote was for all of our games. Yeah, yeah. They they listed Bullet Phase, Expanse, Her Lullaby, Kikai, and Poly Dungeon. Okay. So, So here's the blurb. There's a touch of personal connection I feel towards these games because I have this idea of who the developers are as people. No other games on this list have that added layer of interest. Because of that connection, each of these games inspired me in hope that one day I can make a game of my own. I would like to give an extra nod to Poly Dungeon, though. I understand that it is important to storytellers to express express and explore darker or taboo subjects, but I believe that it is also equally meaningful to embrace being, being silly. There's a characteristic that gets taken for granted and does not always get the recognition it deserves. Yeah. Oh my but, god, my mouth is cool. really dry and we're just starting the top. I'm glad people right. I'm glad people laughed. That's all I wanted. If I la- if you yeah. laughed and it made you feel better in any way, then mission accomplished. 
It was it's very silly. Uh, there are a lot of good fart jokes, too. There's a lot of good farts in that game. Yeah, I made sure there were a lot of farts. It's not going to be a me game without some farts. Somewhere. The hunger floor? <laughs> the hunger floor? <laughs> that was entirely Beepner's idea, by the way. The hunger idea. The hunger floor. The, 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 it was originally called the Moss Meter, and because it was going to be taco-influenced, it was going to be like Taco Bell, live Moss. <laughs> and so it was going to be a Moss Meter. Uh, but, I, but I thought, like, that might be a little too... Esoteric, so, so I made it a hunger stupid. meter instead. Yeah, I love the one I with the ghosts game. floating around. Yeah, the ghosts floating around, like those are good. Those are fun. I'm gonna stop jerking myself off now. All right, okay. Moving on. Number twenty was chosen. That's not by... the first time we've said that on the podcast. That's it might not, not the be first... last time. It might not. Uh, number twenty was chosen by myself, mm. Brett, John, Tinker, Gemini, Jetstorm, Four, and Iffy. This one is gonna get a nice round of applause, I think. Socks cast approved. Number 20 is Donna's tummy. Yep. Number 20 is East 8, <laughs> Lacrimosa of Donna. Fuck Hell yes. Hell fucking yeah. This game Fuck is amazing. Yes. This game is amazing. Oh, yes. I didn't have them. There's, there's, uh, man, like action RPGs, like, it takes, it, yeah. it takes a lot to get those done well, and this is one of the best feeling action RPGs I've ever played if it's not the best like but I, I think it I really is just with like the degree of mo- movement your characters have just it, it's so good Donna's story is this um, one it's the story oh combined God. with like being a very good action RPG yeah um Donna's story is just one of the best that Falcom have ever conceived like she's such an amazing character. They can, they earned that moment. They earned that opening title card with Adol saying that like he's never admired anybody more. Um, and they which is a while, which is a really like cool that's, thing. To put that's in a this, big thing to set up series. because because that immediately puts a lot of weight on this character carrying a story, and she does it yep. brilliantly, just flawlessly. There's not a there's not there's not a there's not a stumbled step anywhere with this game. Like it's just incredible. I think that the decision to basically make it a character epic was a really cool thing because like Lacrimosa means trial. This is, Mm -hmm. this is Donna's epic story in like a very classical sense. Yeah. Um, Like, and including how it resolves, like it is, I'm not going to spoil anything. Obviously it's just like, it is about her journey into yeah. being something larger than life. Mm-hmm. And she starts from very low and, ascend- and ascends. Um, it's a very... And it's that's that's the big thing that makes it different from the Trails games, which obviously inspired this, this story a lot, is because it is that it has that singular focus. Like, the other characters are there, and they're great, and there's a lot of them that you really care about. But this is Donna's arc, mm-hmm. and it just hits like a truck. Oh, yeah. It lands so hard. That ending lands so hard. And there's lots of little bits all sprinkled throughout that land so hard. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, man. Yeah. And I, like I said, I felt like with Ease Origin, there was a growth in maturity yeah. of like the lens that Ease carried itself with. And I feel like that reached its culmination here. Absolutely. Like this is... And it's very funny saying all this staring at the underboob and tummy. <laughs> Listen, it is. In Donna, fact, Donna is good for a lot of reasons. Okay, we love her. That's 
That is some feminist underboob, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> uh, I really, I really like this story. Cool. Do we have a blurb for that or are we moving on? We're moving on. All right. Like cool. every, everyone liked that game, but nobody was now. like, this is my number one, so I didn't like yeah. I didn't force a blurb onto every game. Cool, cool. Moving on to I number think a lot 19. Of us... Moving yeah. on to number 19. This was chosen by myself, Poncho Smith, Lyranette, Psychic Heist, Beepner, Jetstorm 4, Door Curtain, and Iffy. Landing real high on this oh, list. Mm-hmm. Better than East 8. <laughs> it's Persona 5. I mean, we're getting a lot of names out of these games at this point. I think we're, we're breaking two lines. Yeah, we are on two lines now. Um, uh, there's a lot of things this game does right, mm-hmm. and a lot that it does wrong. Um, well, I think if you want to read about some of the things it does right, you do have a blurb for I it. I do have a blurb for this game, and I will read said blurb. All right. This blurb comes to us courtesy Poncho Smith. It was his number two game of the decade. The Persona series at its zenith. As I mentioned in my 2017 Game of the Year list, it's the perfect marriage of both style and substance. Everything from the soundtrack to the artwork used for simple stuff like screen transitioning for menus just blows me away. The dungeons are more elaborate than they've ever been, and the combat is polished to a reflective sheen. The main cast is the strongest yet, and the villains can be truly loathsome. Incredible. The people that really love Persona 5 really love I noticed that, yeah. Persona 5. I think Persona 5 is a good game. I don't think it is the greatest story. I think it has real good story moments. I think that there are good characters. Um, I didn't think that this game would land this high. But, hey, like, everything earned its place here. So, And I put it on my list, so... Yeah, you listed it. You really can't complain too much. I can't complain too much. I, I think that that first arc is really fucking good. It's the most grounded and kind of evil. It's the most grounded kind of evil that you run into in the game, and they saved and they used it first, and that makes the rest of the game feel a little uneven to me. Uh, then, oh. then there's that really bad chapter with with uh, Ryuji and Morgana being mad at each other, and the Okamura dungeon being just a sh- pile of shit. <laughs> just there's no ex- and they didn't even fix it in the royal, and they made that boss worse in royal. What? Why? Why did you? You knew what you were doing. You did this on purpose, y'all. We don't have to. We don't have to share like the negativity here. No. Obviously, there's a lot about Persona Five that's really lovely. If it resonated with this many people mm-hmm. in our community, yeah. yeah. Like I understand why this game is good. I wouldn't have played it 110 hours if I wasn't enjoying oh it God. for some reason. <laughs> Morgana may be the worst, but at least more. <laughs> at least Morgana isn't Teddy. At least Morgana isn't literally talking about wanting to rape people. Like, Jesus Christ, people. Is Persona in general just a problematic fave at this yes, point? Yes, per- Persona's a problematic Because holy cow, yeah, the, the divisiveness and just the way people talk about some of the stuff that's in there. Yeah, it's... it's Persona's mm-hmm. got some grossness going on, some real ugliness in terms of its writers, I think, have some real yeah, shitty... Yeah, I guess it's, and and it's kind of Atlas sure. in general. Yeah, just Atlas in general have some real shitty fucking ideas about the LGBT community that is unfortunate. Mm. Um, but, yeah. Um, 
Right? Persona yeah. Five. Persona Five. It's or, like like Persona Four, like Persona Three. It's there's stuff here that people connect with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, rivers in the deserts, real good. Yeah. Oh, there. Yeah. There's a lot of good tunes here. Uh, the, 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 the it's menu porn, baby. <laughs> the menus are so oh, good. Oh man, that menus. Many menus of the decade. Yeah, it's menus of the decade. Absolutely. Like nobody does menus better than Persona Five. Just straight up. Mm-hmm. All right. Ready to move on. Cool. Yes. Number 18 was chosen by myself, Rhett, Ghosty, Carmichael McCallis, Freezing Inferno, Poncho Smith, Rainiac, and Beepner. It's your lovely genie wifey. Welcome, Shantae, and the Pirate's Curse. Nice. This game's oh, wow. so good. Cool. This is the best one. This it's, is just... It towers above the other Shantae yeah. games, in my opinion. It towers above the and, other Shantae games, list. and it doesn't even use Shantae's main original gimmick of like dancing and turning into animals. Yeah. Like it's a way better game. It's just the way everything can actually work together now instead of being like start and stop. Yeah, yeah, that's the, the problem. Way that final that final area, like you do the dash into the jump and you know the parachute and stuff. It just works better, I think, than Y'all thought double jumping was good? What if I gave you four jumps? What also, off a can- isn't it a cannon? Yeah, off of a fucking, off of a fucking it's cannon. Hilarious. It's hilarious. It's great. Um, man, this game was just like I didn't expect much to, when playing this. Like I got yeah. it for like dirt cheap on. Uh, I, I got it for dirt cheap on an, uh, a 3ds store sale, and I just ended up starting to play it. And it's like, and, and then like four hours later, I'm just like, oh wait, I've been playing this good video game for four hours, and it's a Shantae game. Woo! Yeah, it's this, this game's solid. Like, just top yeah. to bottom. There's not, I, a, I, not a lot this of is a, This is Noxcast approved. I played this one, too. Mm. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's I, it, it's just a good journey. Yeah. I like also, it. Also, it's very horny. It's horny, and I think that the, the, this is the best writing that the series has ever had. Because Shantae <laughs> and Risky really bounce well off of each other. Yeah. They, they emphasize each other's... But, like, the side characters are also all genuinely, stupidly hilarious. I like. I don't know what happened in in the conversion from this to Half Genie Hero, and then the, the game after that, the one that nobody knows about that just came out. That's probably <laughs> very mediocre. Um, but this game's writing is a, it's genuinely hilarious most of the time. Like, they're these characters are just funny uh, in a way that a lot of video game characters aren't written. Love the shit out of this game. Yeah, I remember really liking the writing. Yeah. And the payoff's nice. The payoff is really yeah, the good. true ending. The ending and the true ending are really, really great. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I played a bunch of you know this style of game around the same time. Like this one landed the hardest for me because of how well the ending is executed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good, so good. All right, cool. We will move on. To our next <laughs> I remember a bunch of people saying in the chat. I played it on Wii U. You remember when I said. That the Wii U version was the only good version. There were other oh bad, wow yeah, and I, and I just really pissed you off because I was just bullshitting. But you're like googling around trying to oh find out. Oh my god, I remember this <laughs> stupid shit. This is why everybody hates you, John. Oh, it's true. All right, number seventeen. Oh, Mike, good. Continue. Number seventeen is a real good one, people. This one was chosen mm-hmm. by myself, Rhett. John, Ghosty, Last Zim on Earth, Tengu Gemini, and Poncho Smith, sing your fucking hearts out for Wander Song. 
Oh fuck yes! Oh, yes, that's so high. That's I... so good. God. So, so I have a blurb to read for this one. Okay. Okay. Uh, this blurb comes from Polly. It hey. was her number eight game of the decade. All right, I got a blurb. Go me. Oh boy, this is going to be a tough one to read, though. Okay. <laughs> if there's a game out there that exudes more hope, kindness, and optimism in the face of adversity, I certainly didn't play it this decade. Wandersong can easily be confused for with a game that's just happy for happiness' sake, given how outwardly joyous and hilarious it is. But to me, it feels more honest than that. It fully embraces the darkness we sometimes find ourselves swallowing in and lets you dwell there too. But it also makes the point that that you don't have to be anyone or anything special to be a light for someone else in that darkness. It examines the, these roles as thir- thoroughly as you can with our hapless bard and best witch Miriam going through satisfying emotional arcs that help them find the light within themselves. I'm not sure we'll ever see a game that exudes as much honest hope and love as Wandersong does, but the fact that it exists at all is proof of its own lessons, I think. Oh, yeah. I forgot I wrote that. Yeah, I read oh. that. I was just like, oh, I'm putting that on the list. Yeah. That game, yeah, it's really special. Uh, it's really, really special. It's another one of those games where I played it and it pulled me out of a pretty bad, bad spot. Oh. Um, Same, which is a little disturbing. Yeah, like it's 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 the, like this game. It genu- it, it exudes genuine happiness. I think it's not contrived. Yeah. It doesn't feel contrived to me. There's a, there is a real joy uh, because it's it, it, it's a joy that comes from having lived in uh, a darkness. Like I said, um, and the game lets these characters explore that, and it's honest about it, and it's not like a quick fix solution. Uh, it's more characters dealing with their shit, um, and we're here for that. But and then you've got that amazing fucking climax. Oh my god! That just yeah. holy shit! It's so incredible. This game goes so hard at the end that it's ridiculous. Like it's yeah. I love the fact that this game is this high on this list. More I know people. I told y'all. I know I told y'all um, that. I, cry, I know I say I cry a lot at uh-huh. stuff. <laughs> I no, think I need it every time I say it, though, and I cry it every, I cry it every I time. I know. I say I know I say it, but sometimes it's like, you know, I'm just kind of a, you know, a little trickle. Uh-huh. You bubbled up a little um, bit. This was, this was like, full song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Action. Yeah. Full on, like, full on. ugly cry. We're going down here. We're glad I didn't stream this. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it would have been yeah. bad. Uh, but yeah, like this game's this, uh, game, this game really touched me. It kind of it kind of hit me when I needed it too. I think like I was I was feeling very angry, mm-hmm. and this hit me at a time where I felt like I could maybe like go of some of that anger, and that yeah. felt good. Yep. Like I said, Wander Song is the cure for the common cunt. <laughs> very good video game. It's special. Uh, it's positive. It's uplifting. If you need something like that in your life, this is the game you need to be playing. At- one hundred percent. Awesome. All right, moving on. This next one is oh God. This list, Jesus Christ! I know it's right? so strong. We got another Christ. triple from us. Okay, here's here. another one. Here's another one chosen by myself, Rhett, John, Last Zim on Earth, Freezing Inferno, Adamine Six Thirty Four, and Door Curtain, Ghost Trick, Phantom Detective. How about that one? I, I was wondering, like, wait a minute, did this show up on the text list? I can't remember. Mm. 
Oh my god! It, I think it snuck in on in the decade, like 2010, probably. Yeah, because it was a DS game. Yep. Yep. I'm really happy to see and, this. And this so high. This game, this game is so good. So I've got a blurb <laughs> to read for this one. Okay, we're gonna hear that a lot coming up. Go for it. Uh, this blurb is from Last Zim on Earth. It was their number two game of the decade. Just a phenomenally charming and likable game from beginning to end, with a great cast of characters brought to life by the incredible character movements and a story filled with all kinds of crazy twists and turns that managed to pull itself together incredibly well. The puzzles were also challenging, yet never felt insurmountable, which is how I like it. Yeah. Yeah, like, the this game's story goes real fucking hard. This is another game uh, that I played after a very important uh, death. Um, and it's mm. themes of death, uh, and the way this game handles that. Uh, was something that really helped mm-hmm. uh, during that time. I played this game shortly after my mom died. Uh, I think it was the first mm-hmm. game that I actually dove into after my mom died, weirdly enough. Um, but I, <sighs> it's it's philosophy and ideas on death and the things that it's saying uh, at the time really helped it land super high for me. And it's a story that I've enjoyed watching other people uh, and, and discover and, and have it hit them in the same way. Um, so yeah, like this game's just... Yeah, it's a lot. It's very, very meaningful, very deep, very, 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 very well written. It's got an amazing cool. graphical style to it. Uh yeah. It just it's so fun. The that the way this roller coaster winds down is just insane. Yeah. Oh, the it's buckling. the story like tying itself into a bow so yeah. perfectly <laughs> at the end is just unreal when you finally get like those final, final revelations of like who certain characters actually were. Yeah. Just like, oh, wow. And the fact that they've not tried to franchise this keeps it being very special to me. Because it's a one-off, like, it was originally made to be a one-off. That's why the conclusion is so decisive. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very very much wanted to make the point that there is not going to be another one of these. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. often I just see some people being like, oh, when are we going to get a new XX, you know, certain franchise? It's just like... Not everything needs a sequel, you guys. Just let artistic work stand and be themselves, like this game does. Mm-hmm. God, it's so and, good. And this game is so good. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Just, just... I just really like the everything. <laughs> yeah. This is an everything game. Like, everything yeah. about it is just good. Yeah, everything like, about it comes together. Yeah. Like, that, there's nothing I can complain about here. <laughs> The this, character animation is so fun, God, too. It's the so good. Like, they rotoscope 3D models and, and put them in 2D, which is real yeah. interesting. I think EG did that, too. Because it reminds me oh, of EG. Um, yeah. It has that same look. But yeah. on the DS, this just looks, like, so... Oh, yeah. It pops in a way that's really good. Yeah. Is it this decade? No, it was 2008. That's why we That was 2008. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um... This is my favorite DS game. There we go. I yeah, knew there was a qualifier like that's, there. Yeah. That's a pretty Yeah. Like that's a good that's a good choice. Alright. Cool. So uh Yeah. Okay, I wanna do the part of the preload to this one. So uh we all love right. E Z Lacrimosa of Donna, right? Absolutely we do. We love that game. It's the best Ease game, right? It's the best Ease game. What if it's not the best Ease <laughs> game? Rip, what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who chose this game, Polly? Uh, I did. John did. Uh, Zalaz, Carmichael McCallis, <laughs> Poncho Smith, Jetstorm Four, and Iffy. They all chose this next game, Red. What is it? That's a lot of people. What did they choose? 
uh, our number 15 game of the decade is the Oath and Felgana. <laughs> Fucking shit. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I approve. I approve. This was fun. It's very it's good. Good. This is a good game. game. This is a great a it's a great, great game. fucking game. I think this game it deserves to be up here because this game saved Ease in the West. Like like entirely. This yeah, game saved absolutely. Ease in this the West. You, this is when you all started paying attention to Yeah, this. this game gave us our in to this series. Like I didn't see this community really pick up on this series until Oath and Felgana. Um so the the, the the impact that it's had not only for just saving East and the West, but the impact that it had on this particular community is you know and and the degree to which we obviously love falcom really stems from us having discovered and played this game because i played wanderers from east back in 1992 yeah on on the genesis oh the genesis yeah i I got the genesis version i think the music's better in that version but anyway this is a great 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 remake of uh, East Three Wanderers, Wanderers from East, like this, really is where modern East identity started becoming more established. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so good because East East Six set up a lot of that, but it was it was released in kind of a compromised form yeah, over here. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, yeah. Did they, they, they uh, changed all the CG like, models or something? Yeah. The CG models yeah. were, and then this one got a nice PC release. Yeah. Like in addition to the PSP version, so it just hit us all at the right. T- I actually played this before I played any of the others. I didn't. Yeah, stick I did it. too. This yeah. was my first one. Yeah, I played this back in twenty fourteen yeah. or something. It was back when I was mm-hmm. reviewing games on a different site. That's no longer alive. Oh wow! Yeah, I reviewed games for somebody else for a oh, while, wow. but then their site went down. So oh, uh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I reviewed this game there. Uh, but yeah, like this game. Just top to bottom, a, a fantastic recreation of that original game and all of its ideas. Um, and it's just so fun to play. Jesus. Yeah. I've mentioned this before, but I played a bunch of Ease kind of spinoffs like Yomu Game and uh, uh, Chantilly's, I think. Yeah. And then I played this and was just like, oh, oh, I understand the context that they're riffing on now because this feels way better. Yeah. Like this is the professionally made one. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's... I think it's the most satisfying set of action challenges of like the yeah. E6 oh, yeah. origin. Oh, it's yeah. just like very well paced. The last dungeon is so fucking good. Oh god, yes. So much good shit in this game. Like just um, absolutely. Yeah, this fantastic. is a great this is a great game. Yeah. I think it's funny because we all pretty much universe. I think all three of us at least definitely like E8 a little more, but Yeah, yeah, I that, I do. E8 is, is, is my favorite game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like I didn't even put this on my top 100 list, but I understand and appreciate why it's here because yeah. m- more people have played it basically and yeah. voted for it in like yeah. a much bigger community. Sheer numbers, back, I think. sheer numbers got this one to where it is, but I'm glad yeah. they did. Yeah. All right. So that is our number 15. So we're moving on to number 14. Oh my god. This one was chosen. I'm still so high energy. I'm still like here for it. <laughs> I know. You, you got, will probably so many left. You will probably still be here for this next one. This next one was chosen by myself, Rhett. John, Ghosty, Tingu Gemini, Jetstorm 4, and Iffy. We're staying on that Falcom train because at number 14, 
We have the Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky, SC. Excellent. What? There's a lot of Falcom love, as everybody expected. What a fantastic follow-up. What a way from that first game, the way that first game ends, to where we have to dive oh. in. To like the first half hour of this game. And there goes my heart. Stop pulling it out of my chest. It hurts. Whew. To, to the big, high, <sighs> sweeping moments that are this game's conclusion. Jesus Christ. But I got a blurb for this one. Yeah, I gave Iffy 2 on this one because, obviously, this one's, she loves these games. Yeah, like, the, the big, like I think she's probably the biggest reason a lot of us are into Falcom oh, yeah. the, way, <laughs> the way we are. She brought that to this community. So her blurb in this game landed at number three. This is a game I waited five years for, and one that did not disappoint. This game topped Chrono Trigger as my, as my, for my best, best plot ever title, and probably the most complete solid RPG I've played front to back. Yeah, like this, uh, it's, yeah, like it, this has all the emotional moments you want. Um, and uh, it's amazing that it happened, uh, because the, again, she, fi- she finished the original oh. PSP version. And there was never any assurance going forward that this game was ever going to get released because it was in develop. It was in it was it was in localization hell. For yeah, a long like dev time. hell, but just the localization, just like like somebody it, almost killed themselves over the work uh, they were doing. It's for this like game. actually a really ugly story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the fact that this game finally made it out and that this series is where it is now and the standing that it has in the West is just incredible uh and i know it's wild having cold steel like actually kind of finally get recognition yeah because of the groundwork these games laid yeah yeah like this 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 game who boy it's got all the moments so many good ones so so many good ones you have fought and now you're participating in the jrpg yeah like you get swirled toward the rpg in the first game and now you get to be in the rpg in the second one and it feels earned and natural for who these characters are uh, and where do you start. And, and then I start thinking about that moment on the beach and start crying. Oh God, it's so good. It's There's, very powerful. It's a powerful moment because that scene is never written like that. It's never written yeah. with that. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's never written with that kind of honesty. Uh, and, and just somebody being so sure of themselves and what they're saying and everything that they're pointing out. It's just... Man, that moment just sticks with you. It sticks to your yeah. ribs like fine chili. <laughs> I, I just it, this story really, this story really got to me too. It's like you said, it, it's the JRPG, um, and it just lands it really, really hard. Yeah. Um, and I think as somebody, a couple people in the chat were like, "Wait a minute, topping Chrono Trigger," and like <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I I'm the biggest chrono dork around. You're the chronomaniac. <laughs> yeah, you are literally yeah, a chronomaniac. Literally. Um, um, but like, I think as a unit, the Trails in the Sky trilogy is there. It's accomplishing things differently. It's 150 hours instead of 20. Yeah, so it's not going to be as punchy and immediately enjoyable the way Chrono Trigger is. But it uses those 150 hours to tell a much more mature story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And much more nuanced, while still ultimately reaching the same highs of dramatic effect. Mm. I think. Yeah, I think it's absolutely fair to say it's as like as good or better than Chrono Trigger. 
Absolutely. Yeah, like, like I, without a doubt, without any hesitation, uh, these are my three favorite RPGs ever. Yeah. And even though I like third the most because it's the weirdest and most intimate and cool, mm-hmm. and, and this is... Trails in the Sky SE is very much Falcom doing its yeah. thing in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, even... You can literally get to parts and be like, oh, there's the ease too. Uh, <laughs> it's and, got but towers. it's just... But it's just doing it in a way that is more fleshed out and more human yeah. than they've ever done it, mm-hmm. and at least that I've played. And this kind of feels like the template that games like Ease Eight were pulling from, and it's the and it is the soaring successes of this game that allowed Ease that allowed Trails Third to land as hard as it did. And yeah. I imagine that this also set a lot of the groundwork for all subsequent Trails games to land as mm-hmm. well as they could. This game is. I really like the series. This this game is Estelle being the most Estelle as well. <laughs> like she has such a good arc, and but she's also a very fun character to be around. Yeah. Like you never get tired of her. Oh, she's she's so full of energy and so full of faults and 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 just so real and believable. Uh, just a lot of natural feelings. Uh, just yeah. a fan. Like she's such a damn fine protagonist. Like it's gonna be hard to top a protagonist as well written yeah. as she is. Yeah, she and just, like said that scene on the fucking beach. Yeah, Man, she just what? she grows so much as a character over these games. Like to yeah. to where she starts to that speech she gives before the final boss. Yeah, it's just it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, like she's earned the right to say everything she's saying uh, yeah. because she she put in the time to be there. She put in the work. She put in the blood, sweat, and tears. Literally. Good shit. Good shit. I think it's cool that this game... I think it's cool that Trails in the Sky FC ends on the most cut-wrenching note. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then this game does all the work it needs to to follow up on that in the most real way it possibly can. Absolutely. So, I'm very pleased to see it this high. All right. So what cool. what could possibly be better than that? <laughs> What's one game better what, than Trails second What chapter? is one game better than Trails in the Sky <laughs> SC? I will tell you, it was a game Christ. chosen by Ghosty, Zenitoto, Last Zim on Earth, Tengu oh, Gemini, God. Poncho Smith, Adamine 634, Jetstorm 4, Door Curtain, oh my God. and Iffy. Coming in at number 13, which I'm... It's her lullaby. I, I, I knew it. I can't wrap my mind around that. <laughs> That's a lot of people that voted for it, okay? I know. I can't wrap my brain around it. It's too much. I, it's too much for me to take in. I feel like, like, I'm a person that can't, I can't deal with a lot of praise. <laughs> so well, you're going to hate that I have a blurb to read for you. Oh, boy. Thank you, Oh, Rick. boy, this is the one I've been dreading just because it's very personal. <laughs> All right. Oh, God, this yes. This is a blurb by Ghosty. Give it to us. Give it. Let's go. Blurb is by Ghosty. It was their number two game of the decade. <laughs> this game manages to talk about something I thought was impossible to talk about. Something I could... Ne- oh, God. I'm hanging up like really <laughs> Oh, God. Badly. It's starting already. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking smacked my headphones off my head by accident. <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> Gotta lighten the mood somehow. Okay. Okay. Go for it. I Lay hope it on that, us, make that wasn't things. too loud. I'm sorry. They kind of lined behind the mic. <laughs> ah! 
Okay, this game manages to talk about something I thought was impossible to talk about, something I could never find the words for, and I still can't find the words for it, but it's in this game. This game freed me from what felt like a small stone in my heart, a stone that made me feel alone, and it's not the only thing in, in the world that made me feel alone, but it was one of them. So I just want to thank Polly, John, and the others for this game. Thank you for existing, her lullaby. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. Yeah. Like, I mean, ultimately, that's why you I replayed put... this game recently. That's why you, uh... You put... I actually replayed this game twice recently, because I had a friend over, and... Oh, yeah. You streamed oh, yeah. it. And then we played... And I played it again right after that stream. Oh, wow. So I played... I have to replay through both afterward, and, her lullaby and afterward, back-to-back, twice in, like, a couple <laughs> weeks, and I was like, I really like these games. <laughs> like, that blurb is basically why I do anything that I do. Oh. If... That's really cool. If anything I can do can make you feel better in any way about anything that you do in your life, if I can take away a moment of crappiness in a day, uh, or something even as significant sounding as this is to ghosty, um, then I've accomplished what I set out to do. I only want to be uh, a positive in people's lives. I'd like to be a positive, you know, positive character in somebody else's mm-hmm. story and. Um, it's things like that that kind of make me think maybe I'm I'm doing something right about that. I make mistakes just like anybody else. Obviously, I've got things that I regret doing uh, as well. But you know, you can still have like 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 Wander Song. You can still you know find yeah. a way find a way through that darkness. And uh, yeah, I don't know how else mm-hmm. to reply to that. I'm really proud to uh, I'm really proud to have worked on this these games with you, Polly. Yeah, uh, these they are, bring me a lot of joy. Like I couldn't have made these games with anybody else. Um, Nobody else could have written this the way uh, that we did. Um, like, uh, nobody could have given us the kind of art that we wanted the way Carmichael did. Nobody could have made this sound Thank the you, way... Tommy. Nobody could make this sound the way that Taylor did with the music. Uh, so, Thank yeah. you, Taylor. So, yeah. Like, this is a very important game for me. And it's probably never going to... Like, it's never, there's never going to be a moment where I look back and regret this game or think that it's not good mm-hmm. after all. Uh, I know that it's good. Uh uh, so yeah, it's real good. Thank you for the kind words. Obviously, I love how you have this and Holly hey, Dungeon, the... and they're just like as far apart as yeah, like could the, possibly they're be. They're just complete opposites here, <laughs> and yet they've both touched. People. I really like. I really like that we both had big solo projects between her lullaby and afterward. Yeah, and for yeah. you, it was Holly Dungeon and for me, it was <laughs> <laughs> the perfect energy to bring to that second game. And I think I, I think for me, like I play her lullaby and afterward, and like I can see what was, you know, subtracted going into that dark yeah solo project, and it's that these games have a lot of warmth to them mm-hmm. and a lot of love to them, and there's something just really kind bubbling beneath the surface, even with all just. So much suicide. Holy yeah. God. It is, it is grisly. <laughs> like I was playing it again on the stream, and that's was like the striking thing was, oh, wow, there's a lot of suicide in this yeah. game. Whole Jesus. lot of violence here. Um, um, but like specifically a lot of suicide. Yep. Which is a specifically very loaded kind of violence. <laughs> um, but, but I think there is, um, just a real beating heart. That's specific to the collab. Yeah. That, that's specific to our dynamics. Yeah. Um, 
And I just kind of feel like we bring out the best to each other. We absolutely do. Like happy. It's it's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's hard to think of other people I've collaborated with where it's just kind of worked out so perfectly. Like Super Zalixer with Rhett uh, was perfect, Mm -hmm. Uh, and everything that we've worked and we've worked on everything we've worked on is perfect. So yeah, Uh, can we move on? I can't. I can't do it anymore. (laughs) Okay, it's very good. Oh, you want me to do the next one? Because Polly loves this game. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> do, do you know who it was chosen by, Rhett? Yeah. All right, you can lead in. Okay, our next game, our number 12 game of the decade, was chosen by Zene Toto, Zalaz, Tengu Gemini, Freezing Inferno, Rainiac, Lironet, Remnant, Door Curtain, and Iffy. And it is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Better than her lullaby! <laughs> Listen... <laughs> lullaby did very well. (laughs) You cannot complain about your game being number 13. (laughs) It beat fucking trails. We're killing John. Oh no, we killed John. Oh no. This, oh, last, this last ten will be the John Thayer Memorial Games of the Decade podcast. <laughs> None of us voted for this one. None no. of the three of us voted for this I've, one. I mean, have any of us even played this? I haven't played I've Smash not played Brawl. this. I've never played this. I play. I played. Um, I played a couple hours of the set of party. Okay. I mean, I I played a Samus, and I um mostly they were all like very serious minded. Like uh-huh. they played this a lot. And I just played a sp- Samus and spam charge shots, yeah, and it was a free for all. <laughs> so I actually won a game or two by just picking them off while they fought each other. <laughs> and they got really, really mad at me. Oh, and I was geez. like, "Well, you know, if, if it, if maybe, maybe y'all need to change your strategies if you can, if you're getting beaten by me." I yeah, mean, man. I haven't played any of these games in years. Like, so I'm not somebody really speak well to you. I don't take party games seriously, okay? Like, I just play them for fun. That's why I play these I was just games. like... I, I feel a lot of nice connection with this, because I was, A, like, feeling increasingly negative about the game's aesthetic, and but B, also, I, it's a very nice memory of me just being an absolute <laughs> asshole to these strangers who are really into Smash Brothers. Right, right. And that I feel warmly about that. So that I have a very good Smash memory, and I'm not okay. usually like that. That's not my standard, but you know, <laughs> I I wish I liked these games more because they are such a huge, over insane Same. indulgent of celebration of video games in general now. Yeah, yeah. There are so many. It used to just be Nintendo, and now it's just video games in general because they got fucking Banjo Kazooie in there. Mm-hmm. They got. Solid Snake, they got Pac-Man. Mega Man, Castle. Bayonetta's in here. Bayonetta's in here. We've got Persona main character in this fucking thing. Joker. Joker's in here. I I love what Smash Brothers represents as a celebration of games. Like, I think that's fantastic. There's so much love put into this. I'm just not into party games, I just don't like playing. Right. It's funny when we were talking when I was talking about Dive Kick and I go, Oh, it's the only fighting game here. I was like, Oh right, Smash Brothers. Smash later. Brothers is a party game. Okay. Where you fight. Yep. yep. No fighting games in here. No, Dive Dive oh Kick is God, the one. Makes, dive one Kick is the only game. fighting game. Yeah, the it's one the only, true fighting game. It's the only fighting game that matters. I don't think we did I think they did this is the one we did the worst job being positive about, but it did come <laughs> right after her lullaby, so I think I think uh it was, it was I think we we handled it well. I think we were mature <laughs> I think we were mature enough. 
Mm-hmm. We were mature to the point where I needed to I had a lot of fun. I had so much fun as a kid playing Melee and Brawl. Like, I, I played dozens and dozens of hours with those right, games. Right, right. I think I've... I think I don't think these games are giving me what I want out of games now, but I think that the joy I understand the joy of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just a cool rule set. I think the health it not being about health, it being about not making them more vulnerable mm-hmm. beating knocked yeah, off like the that's stage really is just a smart great idea. Shit. Like that's really there's really smart game yeah. design here. Um might not be my thing. For me, it's but... just melee yeah. looks and feels the best to me. I gotcha. Like, I gotcha. Brawl feels a little bit floaty and s- slower, yeah. and then this one, it's a little too plastic for me. But I, it, it, the, the essence is still there. I get it. Yeah. All right. Ready to move on? Cool. Our yes. number Ooh. 11. This one is a shock. This oh, one man. just, like, what? How? Okay, How there, did this there are games that John carried, like, uh... Helen's Mysterious Castle, where he brought this to our community. <laughs> yeah. Holly, this one was you. This is the game that I brought to the community. Uh, <laughs> this one was chosen by myself. Rhett, Tengu Gemini, Poncho Smith, Adamine 634, Jetstorm 4, Door Curtain, and oh, Ippy. What is this one? It is I, the Somnium Files. <laughs> I'm just... Number 11! Stu- I am stunned that this game that just came out a scant 10 months ago is this high on the list? I know that I love it this much. It was my game of the year last year. But for it to have made its way through the community to such a degree is astounding to me that it would end up at number 11 <laughs> on a best of list of the decade. For what it's worth. You got this many people to buy and play like a 30-hour VN and then also fall in love with it. Yes. For what it's worth, I'm not sure all of them played it. Like, if he's blurb specifically says she just watched Polly play it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know that she watched it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I know that a lot of people contacted me after those streams and during those streams mm-hmm. and said, like, hey, like, uh, I bought this and it's because of your stream. Yeah. And I'm just like, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, I, that is true. You did sell a lot of copies of this game. This game deserves to succeed. It's... I'm not sure I would call it Uchikoshi's best, but it is well, his. It's his most welcoming and um, mm-hmm. easier to easiest to digest piece of work, and yeah. the the really high presentation values, especially for a visual novel, really yeah. help that. Uh, I think, um, and that's probably why I mean, it's, it's just gorgeous. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, it's so gorgeous. It's definitely so fucking funny. It's so funny. It takes that 3D that they started with uh, Zero Time to Land yeah. and just really blows it out and makes it totally work yeah. as opposed to it doesn't feel like a budget limitation like Zero Time Dilemma did yeah like it feels like they they, they, mm. they had enough confidence in what he was doing and they knew where he was going as a storyteller mm. and were just like alright we're gonna give you the reins like normally we would give this something to something like a Danganronpa or something yeah. um, but we're gonna give it to this new untrusted uh, story that it's really weird about dreams and it's just like yeah. it's as much of a, an absurdist comedy as it is a crime drama as it is a psychological thriller <laughs> uh, just and, and again I can't overstate it I, I've stated a million times I streamed this on a whim and it's one of the most amazing times I've ever had experiencing a game with a community uh, 
the the way people would just kind of crowd in every night for like what's gonna happen like what the hell's even going on you know from the highest of the highs to like the emotional crushing lows that come with this game sometimes um and it's just god this game's incredible yeah I'm excited to play this one, even though I I didn't connect with Zero Escape as much as some of y'all. Like, uh-huh. I'm ex- I, I I saw enough of that stream to think that this one's gonna really see. I think with that yeah. this game works because like it would especially work if you didn't connect in that same way with Zero Escape because I think that this works in ways that Zero Escape doesn't. It feels uh, more personal. Good. Um, good. Yeah. It, yeah. Like I think that that's. This was this is the game made for people who didn't like Zero Escape, basically. <laughs> Interesting. Cool. I think this does. Now, have... where does Ever, where does Ever Seventeen fit in? I don't know because no. I haven't read it yet, but I want to really badly. Okay, someday. Yeah, cool. I do think this one has That's stronger characters individually than the Zero yes, Escape does. Like, there's a like, lot of focus on characters in this game. Yeah, it has Mizuki, and she's best daughter. Oh my god, she's so she's good. amazing. And then, as in the banner, you got Boss sitting there crossing her legs. Boss is just a, an amazing <laughs> piece of woman. Jesus Christ. Boss <laughs> <laughs> is sweating over here. Oh god. Whew. Like, I was like, the first time that character appeared on screen, it was just immediately, well, there she is. There's, I there's... need to go back and, yeah. There's, there's the, there's the woman of the game. There will be none higher. She is the queen. <laughs> I want to find that moment on the stream where you just fall in love with her immediately. It, it's pretty much immediate. It's immediate or the first time you get back to the office and she's sitting on the desk. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm basically done now. Well, that's yeah. it. I'm oh, dead. I finished. I finished. <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> All right. Who's ready? Four. Here it is. The final top ten. It's taken us mm. forever to finally get here, but here we is. Gonna be a, there's gonna be a, I, I can sense that there's gonna be a lot of wincing in chat as these names are read and is there. Oh, this <laughs> absolutely not. This top ten is fucking perfect. This top ten is literally fantastic. Oh my god, I'm excited. Um, but I'm sure that there are gonna Give be some. To I'm, sure there, I'm ready for fun opinions. All right, our number ten. Put it in me. Our number. <laughs> what? He said, put it in me. Give it to me. John said, "Put it in me," and I laughed. Sorry. Rent, I've been here five and a half hours, okay? Okay. All right. Number 10. Chosen by myself, Rhett, John, Ghosty, Zalaz, Tengu, Gemini, Freezing Inferno, Jetstorm 4, and Iffy. We are rounding it out. Number 10 is The Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky FC. This is where we all started. Yeah. And it makes sense that it would be the highest rated. It's the one most people have played. Yeah. Like, it's the one most have played... It's where yeah, you get that makes sense. It's where you All get right. your it's where you get your first impression. It's where you get yep. that ending that is just what the fuck. Mm. <laughs> I'm I'm I obviously this is, this is really funny. the ordering of these is a little funny to me, but as a symbolic gesture, I'm super happy that this hit top ten. Yeah, because this series is so yeah. fucking good and has been so thoroughly represented on the rest of this list. Yeah, with even <laughs> Ow in the Cold Steel games like doing well. Yeah. Yeah. I was literally like, was FC on the early list? Maybe I missed nope. it. <laughs> no, number it, 10. it rose okay. to the top. That like the cream, it rose to the top. Yeah. That's a, that's a funny reference for people yep. that get it. But yeah, so like this game, yeah? yeah. I have a blurb so, for this. 
you got we've got blurbs for like everything. Okay. We've got blurbs for everything from now on. So <laughs> let me pull that right up here. I should be more. I should be more uh, used to this by now. <laughs> this blurb comes from Tingu Gemini. It is Tingu Gemini's game of the decade. Falcom proved they are the best in the business with one of the most fully realized fantasy settings I have ever seen in a game. This also has some of the best character writing around. Ab- absolutely. Like this. Yeah, there's. Yeah. S- simple and to the point. Simple and to the point. It's all characters, baby. Like this writing yeah. is absolutely top fucking notch. Uh, Why am I pitching that dumb moon meme, moon, moon meme now? It's all characters, baby. Always was. Always was. <laughs> Uh, it's an evil penguin, though. And we love the evil penguin. <laughs> it's such a good screenshot. It really is. It's a, like, we had to get a stealth stare in there somehow, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Like, fantastic. That's where the journey begins. It, it makes sense that this would be the highest rated of them all. Uh, yeah. So, moving on to our number nine. Mm. This is an interesting one. Because it was chosen by myself, Rhett, John, Iffy, Beepner and KG Inafune. Huh. Number nine. This is a fucking dark horse. Nobody huh. saw this coming. Because, like, as this thing wormed its my way God. up the list and Rhett told me, I lost my fucking shit. Number nine is mighty number nine. Holy shit, <laughs> son of a bitch. What the fuck? <laughs> Are you for real? <laughs> Listen, yeah. I I really like this game. It's just it's got a lot of momentum. The way you shoot enemies and dash through them, it's a lot of fun. The graphics are amazing. There's so much speed running potential with uh, the way the powers yeah. work, and it's just mm-hmm. I mean, it's just kind of incredible. Yeah, the um, way you open up that wheel to choose between the eight robot master powers. That's really my favorite. Good. Yeah, like, it, nothing's felt more slick about like uh, changing your weapons around and like outfitting yourself. Uh, just in the heat of combat, like that weapon wheel, like the weapon wheel might have been interesting when something like, I don't know, Ratchet and Clank did it. But I think that it enters a whole new level of transcendence when we're talking about Mighty Number no. 9. I'm just looking at chat fucking lose their mind right now. <laughs> seven hours, they were not ready. <laughs> Six hours in and we pull it out of you, bitches! I mean, the thing with me is just like, I think we all have kind of a journey with this one because we got caught up in sort of the meaniness of right, it. Like, right. uh-huh, this game sucks so bad. But then we actually, like, played it a bit. Uh-huh. And then, like, the more you dig in, like, this game kind of just reveals mm-hmm. more of itself the more yeah, like, time you're willing to put into you, it. You start to like, realize... Like, challenge runs where it really started to click with me. I think the part that I noticed is that I started to realize the mighty number within myself. Um, that's when it really started uh, to click with me is when I did, yeah. delve into that that story that's really telling you something very important, not only about society, but about yourself as an individual. Um. I didn't see that so much for me. It was really just about that extremely tight action, yeah. but mm-hmm. I do get where you're coming from about the story. Right. Right. Um, Cause just God, that air dash feels so good. So <laughs> for me, I just, I really love the voice acting. Like the, the voice acting is the best. Right. Yeah. Um, like people talk about like, oh no, their mouths don't move when they talk. It's like, dude, come on, that's a part of like that is artistic vision. It's saying that how we're, like, how we really never say anything when we talk. That's exact. It's an artistic statement, people. It's just like fucking Mega Man Eight. Like people turned a weird couple lines into memes instead of looking at yeah. the whole game as a whole. 
But yeah, I really, obviously, I really like this game. That's why I put it um, not quite at number nine, but still pretty high up on my yeah, list. Yeah, it's still pretty high. Um, it's a game that kind of deserved to get its due after the raking over the coals that it got. Um, mm-hmm. So, I guess we can move on then. Yeah. All right. Yep. So we're going to move on to number nine. Uh, this was chosen by Rhett, Tingu Gemini, Freezing Inferno, Poncho Smith, Lyranette, Psychic Heist, Adamine Six Thirty Four, Jetstorm Four, Remnant. And Door Curtain, number nine, is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. (sighs) And John takes the biggest sigh of relief (sighs) for the night. Oh, another game he didn't want to win, apparently. (laughs) This is the only one I was like, please don't number one. I'm cool with this. This is great. This is ideal. You know what? For a second, I I swore, though, that you were going to say Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. (laughs) Oh my god! A prank inside the prank. That would have been so good. A prank inside the prank. (laughs) Uh, Oh, it would have been a perfect nine 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 reference to just have three of them. Oh god, it would have. God, we're idiots. Well, this is the real number nine. This is the real number nine for real, folks. (laughs) Watching chat explode. Not a single person. Oh my god, chat was not having. Rhett, that was this such... is literally the lowest I could have seen this going. I knew it was going to be in the top ten because uh-huh. it was in everything. So this, yeah, yeah, that, that's cool. All right, now Rhett, talk about talk about this game that you love. It's just a very fun world to explore. Mm-hmm. Oh, apparently, chat is frozen for or video is frozen for Austin. It's probably refreshed. Give me one second, anyway. My eyes are irritating me. I need to wash them out. Gotcha. Jeez. Oh, All right, John is going to be back. You can talk about Breath of the Wild, your favorite video yeah. game ever. It's just, I really liked exploring this world. It just has a different feel and charm than any other open world game I've played. And I've played a lot of them. They're like one of my top genres, pretty much. Yeah. There's just a way this game, like every single location you can see in the distance is just this I want to go there moment. Like you just constantly look out and go, oh, what's that? What's that? What's that? I want to go there. And, like, there's also this really cool ping, pinging system, mm-hmm. like, being able to, like, put a target down on the map and, like, have it just, like, put it down in the 3D space. And they're like, okay, I put the blue pillar there. I'll be able to see it from different vantage points later and run over there when I get to it. Mm-hmm. And, like, the world is really diverse. There's a ton of different biomes, like, you know, fire, ice, desert and stuff. Like, the beaches. The, like, I just really like this game. The combat isn't amazing because there's not a ton of uh, enemies, but I played on Master Mode, which was probably, like, a huge part of why I love this game so much, and just made it really hostile, and, like, everything is there to fucking kill you. Like, that seems like the way to play this game, honestly. Like, Master Mode is such a pain in the ass, though, because everything has regenerating health, and, like, Mm. it's it's such a trial and ordeal that it felt really fucking satisfying, like, actually being able to beat it. Yeah. Because I really wish I started on Master Mode. That yeah. sounds really fun. Uh, you do not have to beat the game. You I... have to buy the DLC to get Master oh, Mode. Oh, right. You have to buy You have to it. fucking pay for it. Oh, which is that awful. sucks. That sucks. Yeah. Hey, can I tell you something? Sure. Labyrinths in this game, they're real yeah, fucking there's good. there's a couple of labyrinths just on the world map that are really confusing and they're cool just to explore. giant mazes. Yeah. They are giant, empty mazes. <laughs> and you can see the shape of them on the world map, but then there's like holes. Yeah, that's what's so evil. And then, and it's like you think you can see, 
they're really really tall so you can't climb you can climb them but it's like difficult yeah that, the, i really like the lab and they have this really amazing song yeah so the lab yeah. one's fucking that's my that is my there's like game. an area kind of on the off skirts of the the lost woods that's like a pitch black forest instead it's very scary oh also yeah. that island even time oh boy the island is one of the parts that really kind of breaks on master mode it's just a little too difficult but like Excellent. the Ganon fight on uh, Master Mode is ridiculous because he will regenerate health oh. to certain levels. So like I just had to like very carefully on the fly figure out how to like time every single ability that you get from the Guardians to like break his defense and then do enough damage to kind of hit the next threshold. Mm-hmm. Like it was just incredibly intense. And then the final final boss, you get the you are able to use the horse on it, but I had also done the other DLC, so I just had a motorcycle, a motorcycle. fighting against you know Beast Scan and running around the planes. I'm just like, this this actually rules. <laughs> <laughs> like the fact that I got like completely engulfed in this game for like a month or two, and then just like being so incredibly hyped to beat it mm-hmm. is very good. I had a very good time with this game. I bought a Switch for it. it yeah, like, Master Mode stuff too. Yeah. Cool. There are so many joys in this game, and yeah. I've been discussing it. I, I have like a weird thread going with like five people that I've just been yapping about Zelda with for like three or four days, Jeez. and we talked a lot about this game and kind of the the things that it does do well. Mm. It so does a I, lot I, well, I think. I mean, there's definitely flaws in it. Like, I think the next one will be more interesting because they'll be able to refine and t- learn from this one. But like as a first journey, like they fucking knocked it out of the park for such a huge departure from the previous games in the series. Cool. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how they yeah. follow it up because this is a is a weird template because you can't really go bigger. <laughs> no, yeah, like, I, don't I don't want them. Yeah, if you go too big, you kind of end up with my problem with maybe some of what Zeno uh, Zeno Blade Two's problem is. I think it's a little too big. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's my problem. With, that's my problem with Breath. Of the I don't Wild. want them to go bigger and emptier. I want them to go smaller and more dense for sure. Yeah, like make even mm-hmm. more little Which corners interesting. The size and scope is just so weird. It's such a big part of what people latched onto about it. I'm just, it's going to be interesting seeing how what yeah. what they think a follow up to this should look yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. But is, if it's like the same map, but there's a ton of underground stuff, that would be super interesting. I think something like that. Yeah, just have like dungeons everywhere or something. Cool. So that's Breath of the Wild. We co- we good to move yeah. on. It's funny that this is like the one. There's a lot of games to start with the Legend of because of the Legend of Heroes. Oh yeah, yeah, I had that issue with naming conventions. It's yeah. funny. This is the one game of the decade list where Legend of Heroes is the one getting all the yeah. praise mostly. Number eight. So, yeah. Number oh, eight. Okay, so yep. this is yeah. this is one I want to pray fist tour again for because this one's going to knock your socks off. This one, I when we went over the list initially. I, yeah. I was I was blown out of my chair. I was like, what? How did I forget about that? Because you're going to see the name of this game, and it's going to shape the rest of the list for you. Yeah, you're like, going to go, oh, fuck. You're going to, yeah. Like, <laughs> so, this is just completely bonkers. All right. Number eight so, was chosen by myself, Rhett, John, Ghosty, Tingu Gemini, Freezing Inferno, Poncho oh, Smith, Rainiac, Adamine 634, <sighs> and Curtain. Ding dong, bing bong, a body has been discovered. It's Danganronpa trigger happy havoc. <laughs> so, we're at number 
eight, eight in the list, and we have not talked about this franchise. This franchise has not been mentioned once. That's... <laughs> so, hmm, I wonder what two of the other entries are coming up are going to be. Like, Jesus Christ. This series came out of nowhere. <laughs> to just become Trilogy of the Decade. <laughs> Like, Jesus Christ! The lowest one is number eight. That's the... So basically, when I was editing the list together, I just noticed there was just such a trend of, if you voted for one, you voted for all of them. Yeah. And it was really competitive between the the other two, where they ended up. So yeah. This is kind of definitively the least popular Danganronpa game, but it's also still extremely good. I think it's like the... the, the it's the most immediately engaging. Yeah. Um, I, I think three especially. Well, they maybe take a little longer to get going, but... Yeah. John? I think my ideal is that... I think that my ideal is that this one's my favorite mm. of the bunch. I, can, I understand that, yeah. It is the most... Because it is the most immediate and... It's the purest. He gets to... It's the purest, and I think on some level the later ones sort of are redoing the catharsis of this game. So for me, this is the game that is, mm. it's, it's like 5 to 15 hours shorter mm. and yeah. reaching a lot of that same effect. Um, so for me, this was probably my the most deeply felt, eh, maybe, maybe one of the next ones, but this, I really like this one. Yeah. I like this, I like Danganronpa 1 a lot. Yeah, like yeah, it, I definitely don't dislike this game. It's just when you when you look at where that series goes, yeah, it's kind of yeah, but um, yeah, it's more basic for sure. Yeah, like this game I definitely. I, I, just, I'm, I'm happy to see it. I think it's cool to see it. Beside, yeah, like this game hit me out of like I'd always heard about Danganronpa, but I'd never given it much of a thought. And when I played it, I was literally just like, "Oh, Phoenix Wright, what?" I, I, this yeah. game literally makes me not care about Phoenix Wright anymore because I know, oh, we can do this a lot better. We can tell better stories. Uh, like, I, Phoenix Wright has gotten a bit stale for me. Um, yeah, I think that those first three are still great. But yes, like, this was that evolu- This was kind of the needed shakeup and evolution. Yeah, to, yeah. Like, this mm-hmm. is just real, real good. Uh, playing around with your expectations and presenting this really winding story that just lands in such a crazy, interesting way by the end. Uh, it's bonkers. It's fantastic. Havoc is the best way to describe it. <laughs> Alright. Hey, hey, y'all. I just had a thought. Yeah? Fucking eat it, Polygon. <laughs> this, is a, this is an unusual top ten pick. I am happy. And it speaks to, this is a game that resonated with a lot of people in our community high enough to get this high. That's yeah. very, very cool. Yep. It's a fucking visual novels in the top ten. That's fantastic. That's crazy. Alright. Are we it's ready? It's so good. Yeah. Alright. I'm ready. We're, we're, we're getting getting ever closer to the top of this list. This next <sighs> game yeah. was chosen by myself, Rhett, John, Zenitoto, Tingu Gemini, Adamine 634, oh Beepner, Jetstorm 4. And door curtain. I know this game means a lot to a lot of people, and it's uh, it has its own share of discords. Okay. Number seven is near automata. <sighs> this one. Just... Thank you for that. Thank you for that thumbnail. <laughs> I knew exactly what thumbnail I was using when I chose the game. <laughs> um, yeah, near automata is fan fucking tastic. 
uh, top to bottom. Uh, it is a game whose story can only be told in this format because of the very interesting ways that it fucks with the person experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the having such an emotional story being told by what are essentially just combat robots um, yeah. and and like the extre- the emotional extremes that they go through um it's real interesting this story is more than just oh robots with feelings uh it's way more than that don't let your thinking stop at just being that um but on top of that you've got a like i said this winding narrative that can only be told with a fucking video game and that's yeah. great that's great it goes as hard as like the it goes almost as hard as like some of the indie shit we've been talking about like yeah. you mentioned one shot earlier in the context of a triple oh, yeah. game yeah like that's wild I mean yeah. this gets really close to just having twine games inside of it yeah like it actually, some of the tech yeah. stuff yeah like there there is like it has text games yeah there is a there is a like an hour long visual novel in in like one in the final hours of this game uh, and there are, uh, I think there are two handshake, or three of them. Handshake mean between Anodyne 2 and Luca <laughs> and Nier Automata. And Nier Automata. <laughs> uh, but we got a blurb for this one. Yep. This blurb comes from Zenitoto as their cool. number two game of the decade. Nier Automata is a game by an evil genius who got paired up with a studio known for frantic and tight action and pulling it off. It is a game about what it means to play video games, what it means to live, and how to find optimism when life seems pointless. It is a near-perfect, pardon the pun, game. Hold hold for laughter. I've got a hold for (laughs) laughter here. (laughs) It's a game that embraces its strengths and at times looks better than most games on the next-gen platforms will look. Um, Yeah, like, it's just very barren. Like, it uses its look in a way. Mm. Like, I feel that a lot of its look um, comes the way it does because uh, I think there's some budgety problems with it. But it manages like, but you're, when you're telling a post-apocalyptic story where everybody's dead um, yeah. and there's there's no life, you can really make an environment like that shine. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, like Automata, it's just it's wholly unique. There's nothing that does what this game does, yeah. and especially not at this can level. Can I say some of my favorite things here? Sure. Um, the start of Route C. Ooh, that God. was just <laughs> one of the most very divisive powerful moment. one of the most powerful set pieces I can think of the way it pulls together the play language and the dramatic plot twist and the fucking title drop oh god and the fucking title drop the just, title drop is insane it blew me out of my fucking chair it is the way that set piece just grinds you down and then when you get to the lowest point and the worst possible thing happens, that is that was transcendent for me. Yeah. The root C D ending climactic sequence is just mm. a next level amazing set piece because of how it cuts between the platinum fighting and then the shmup sections. Yeah. It's beautiful. And then the actual culmination of it is obviously excellent. Yep. Um yeah. and he's great, that's been talked about to death. Um and this is sort of the thing that got to me. There's a lot of weird, messy gender shit in this game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of very uh, interesting takes on uh, toxic mm-hmm. masculinity, uh, entitlement. Um, it's... Mm-hmm. Whew, 
man, like the shit, a lot of good stuff from a shithead little twink that <laughs> we all know and love and play as a lot. Yep. And I love him to death, and I really loved it, and I I connected a lot with that with that facet of the story, which is just that's the thing I connect with a lot. It's like, oh boy, there's a lot of weird gender shit. Yeah, it's from it's this boy, it is, shitty boy. Oh god, he's such a shitty boy. But the performances put in uh, mm-hmm. by the English cast in this game are incredible. Uh, to to be and mm-hmm. and nine s very distinctly. Uh, put on some incredible performances uh, here. Uh, it can't be understated. Not the, not the only excellent Kara Buckland performance. Oh on yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not the only one. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I, I really like this game a lot. I'm excited. I'm extremely excited to play the first near. I think it's going to blow my mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that that game is going to be real interesting for people who are only looking at to it watch through the it lens. explode again for people once three master comes out. Yeah, for, and see, having people look at it through the lens of only having played near automata. That'll be in, mm-hmm. that, that'll be interesting. Yeah. That'll be interesting. You got any thoughts, yeah, Rhett? I played five hours of it, so I know it's very different. Yeah. All right. Cool. You got any thoughts, Rhett? Uh, I have a lot of thoughts. Also, I fucked up. We were supposed to read a blurb for Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Well, so maybe, nothing says we can't go back and do that. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> why don't you say your Nier Automata thoughts first? Yeah. I think what's one of the things that's talk about to me about Nier Automata is uh, how quickly it gets into the, oh, but the robots have feelings too. And then by the end of that game, you were just like, fuck them. I hate them. I don't give a shit. I want to kill all of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it really kind of messes your <laughs> expectations where it's like, you think the thing it's doing is like, oh, learn to empathize with the, the robots. No, nope, that's very not, not what it's, it's not. doing. Yeah. Also, there's that moment with Pascal. Oh my god! Different options. It is the moment. Like that is one of the most haunting moments of the game. I think everybody, like whatever you chose, was the valid option. The fact that you have like three choices there is brutal. Yeah, Yeah. it's brutal. And all three outcomes are just oh. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good suffering in this one. Yeah, (laughs) lots of good. This is a good suffer game. All right, uh, you had a blurb for Breath of the Wild. I'm sorry, let me format it a bit so I can All right, read it refresh. Um, okay, this comes in from Remnant. See, like, I probably would have skipped it if, if not, like, we have to read something from right. everybody, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is from Remnant. It was their number two game of the decade. Mm-hmm. Legend of cool. Zelda Breath of the Wild. We're backing up a bit. Yeah, we're backing up a bit. Sorry, folks. Uh, it's a rare game that can break through all the years of experience and cynicism that have developed over time and truly make you feel like a wide-eyed, innocent child. When I first stepped off the Shrine of Resurrection as Link and onto the ledge where the camera pans out and you f- see the world laid out for exploration, I was seven years old again, dumbstruck by the awe-inspiring breadth of the original NES Zelda game. The experience that followed lived up to that first initial impression and then some. Any gripes or constructive criticism are drowned out by the raw feeling of awe exploration that expired that foundational 1986 game. That, that feeling was given new life in 2017. Hmm. Yeah, like I think that that's the general yeah. consensus I get. Hearing people that really like that game talk about that game is that yeah. it brings back that feeling of whimsy of like, oh, yeah. like I'm rediscovering. Like it's Nintendo rediscovering what makes Zelda work. Yeah. It's also funny that Nier and Zelda came out like a week apart yeah, or something. Like they were they were released on the same week, I believe. 
Yeah. Like, it was something weird. And Nier Automata's objectively 20, better. 2017 was out. fucking crazy. Yeah, that was a pretty good God, year yeah. for video games. All right. Ready. Yep. Ready to move on. Number, number six. six. Number six. This one's going to make a lot of people happy, I think. It was chosen oh, man. by myself, Rhett, John, Ghosty, Poncho Smith, Lyranet, Psychic Heist, <laughs> Adamine 634, Jetstorm 4, and Door Curtain. Number six is Hollow Knight. So cool. uh, speaking of games that came out that week. Yep. There's just another one. <laughs> Between Zelda and Nier. <laughs> I absolutely did not do that, but I was like, oh, right. Oh, right. And then Hollow Knight's next. Yep. Like, that period. And then Persona 4, 5 was, like, really close to that as well. Yep. Like, I can't imagine. I'm not sure if it was the same week, but it was, like, end of February, early March that Zelda, Hollow Knight, and Nier all came out. And I was just like, Christ, that's a lot, huh? Yeah. Whew, what so, a fucking good video game. Yep. So, uh, I have a blurb for this one. Go for I'm it. I'm not going to forget this time. All right, all right. <laughs> Some good fucking bug. Some juice. <laughs> There's such good bugs. Uh, this blurb is from Door Curtain. It was their number four game of the decade. Nice. Again, with, with the top ones, I had to be a little more picky because not everybody can't have a blurb for the same game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hollow Knight is basically a side-scrolling action-adventure game that actually plays nothing at all like Super Metroid or Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Mm-hmm. This is... Woo! This is because the game is far, far less about progress being gated because you don't have the correct item or upgrade than it is just about exploring the world. Hollow Nest is not as interactive and toy-like as The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, <laughs> but it's been pointed out that it has a better sense of adventure and observation that is correct. Yeah. And it... Uh, an indie game made primarily by three people has a better sense of adventure than AAA budget titles made made bringing the censored adventure back into a 30-year running series. Mm-hmm. Check it out. It rules far harder than most games out there pro- probably touting their status as a Metroidvania on the market. Yeah. This game should have been $60. I'll say it. I would have paid $60 so for this good. game easily. This game has so much content. Like I, I was oh. at the 40-hour mark, and I was still finding new areas. I literally... There's, there's so many goddamn areas in this game that aren't required. Yeah, it, there's just so much to do and so much to see. It's worth it. Like, I mean, dig for all that shit. They so undervalued this at 15 bucks. it's crazy. Yeah. Because like then this. it frequently goes on sale for 10 It's, like, the best 10 bucks you can spend in video games. Yeah. Like, God. Like, and, it, and it has all that content without feeling like it spirals out of mm-hmm. control where, yeah. you just kinda, where it's just content you're engaging with for the sake of content. Yeah. It's, it's just... Like, it stayed engaged. Like, I lose interest in big open-ended stuff a lot. Yeah. This maintained my interest for my whole playtime. And I explored every area, and I got the true yeah. ending. Yeah, me too. Every time I found a new area, I was just, like, shocked and awed, like, how big and how detailed this world was. Like, how Because it always feels like there's more to find. And, like, even, like, having get, gone through the game, like, multiple times... There are like little corners that I will still find and be like, "Oh, there's a thing up here. What the hell?" Yeah, like that. Like, that was basically my experience of the whole time. It's just like, well, there's a little nook and cranny I never saw before. Oh, it's a fucking yeah. new area. Jesus Christ! <laughs> God, that, yeah. that that ending sequence goes real hard, huh? Woo! Like, last, 
There's the true end and the regular end, and they both have like fucking phenomenal music during the bosses. Yeah, like the you get a fucking yep. the, the 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 title card you get for the final final boss. Yeah, is one of my favorite it's, moments ever. It's so simple. It's so simple, but it's so classy and perfect. Yeah, it, it just hits one hundred percent perfect. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like I feel that like, like this game dropped the mic on this genre. Yeah, they truly because again, like uh, that blurb said, like most of the, the entire genre is built around lock and key stuff. Yeah, through items, and this just doesn't do that nearly to the same extent. Like it does for like the first two hours, nearly. And you think that yeah. might be the whole game is like, oh, now you got the double jump, now you got the wall kick, and once you get those two, though, you can go almost anywhere. Yeah, the world's basically your oyster at that point. Yeah. Like, there's, you will get gated, but there are, like, almost every single area has, like, alternate ways in that you can find. Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's very classy. Yeah. I like the map, the way the ma- they, they keep the map. I from love YouTube. the map system, and everybody places. bitches about that game, and that's why I know they're casual. Because <laughs> it's a fucking trivia <laughs> game. It's not that hard to fucking figure out your surroundings. And people, I'm oh, like... you have to go back to the bench. Oh, you have to use a charm slot. <laughs> I'm literally like, mm, I feel like the map could be a little Yeah, that's the thing. I almost wanted it to be meaner because I I played the game right at launch and, like, there were little things that actually Mm. made it meaner back then. Mm -hmm. Like, the map guy didn't hum, Mm -hmm. so you just had to find him. Oh, wow. They changed that, like, a couple weeks in to make him way louder and, like, say, I'm over in this screen. Because there were a few times where I just actually went straight by him, so I didn't have a map. And there's one area where you actually don't get the map. Until you have like the dark dash. Yes. Yep. That's so good. Because he's just like, good. fuck no, I ain't going in there. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. fucking cool. Hollow Knight. <laughs> Someone said Hornet is transition goals. That's <laughs> hey. very good. Exactly. Good stuff. That's good. <laughs> Mood. Mood. Alright. Cool. Are we good? Are we moving yeah. on? Alright. Our number five. Yep. Oh my chosen. god. Top five. Jesus. By myself, Rhett, Ghosty, Tingu, Gemini, <clears throat> Freezing Inferno, Poncho Smith, Rainiac, Adamine 634, Jetstone 4, and Door Curtain. Number five. Not John. <laughs> is Danganronpa V3 Killing Harmony? Cool. John, you snubbed this one. You, you snubbed this one. <laughs> <laughs> Willfully. Yeah. But it's still, it's very, still good. very good. It's a very good video game. Uh, it's a very good story. Oh, this- like. It's, it goes it's, real hard. It's all of the everything. We got a blurb for this one. It's maybe one of the most emotionally heartbreaking games I've ever played. Oh, God. And it just doesn't stop mm. doing that. It doesn't stop. It does it once and you think... Some, this game's got some good suffering. It does it's it. It's some real good suffering. It does it the one time and you're like, okay, you can't possibly go harder than that. And then it's like, hold my beer. All right. I got a blurb. <laughs> I got a blurb. <laughs> I got a blurb from somebody. This is from Rainiac. This is their game of the decade. Okay. The shock twist at the end of chapter one ripped my still beating heart out of its chest, and the following five took turns stomping it into a bloody pancake. <laughs> That's a damn good way to describe this game. The ending is it's divided. so good. The ending is divided critics Sorry. on whether it needlessly destroyed everything in the franchise it built previously or was an ingenious commentary on the nature of our relationship with fiction. I personally very much fall into the second camp. This game awakened feelings in me I didn't know I had before. No other game released this past decade can claim that accolade. Yeah, that game... 
it's man, it's saying so much. Um, and then they mm-hmm. pound it into your fucking skull for an hour and a half <laughs> at the end. If you didn't get the fucking point, here's the fucking point. What a video game. Can I say yeah. a thing? Mm-hmm. The um, There's a point in which the game develops an emotional connection between a specific song and a oh, very intense and, and a very intense dark feeling. Oh, God. And then you're waiting for the rest of the game for it to call back to that. And when it finally does, it does so in a way that's very different from what you'd expect. Yeah. And it's gut-wrenching. This game is too goddamn clever for its own good. Uh, there are so many things mm-hmm. that, there are so many things that this game does that I just say is real clever. Um, just it's smart you can't talk about it without ruining it like you have to just play this game um just everything <laughs> it's so yeah. good i'm just laughing now like things flashing through my head that i remember that i was like oh that was stupidly smart wasn't it oh they were hinting at that all along mm-hmm. i think it's a very good favorite danganronpa and a very good number five for our game of the decade list it, yeah yeah like this is solid what about you Rhett? what do you feel I don't even remember where I put this on my list, but I'm like, it probably should have been higher. This is the best one for sure. <laughs> this game is just everything about it is so smart because every every like perceived criticism of this game can be interpreted as as the point of the game. Yeah, <laughs> everything's the best way to like destroy your. Yeah, that's the franchise. best way to destroy. It's the best way to destroy your franchise, and the best way to know almost all criticism. It's just like, yeah, that's the fucking point. Yeah. Now, whether that's valid or makes it good or bad, I'm not going to be the one to make that call. I know that it's something that I enjoyed because, as a creator, it spoke to me um, about the creative process and, oh, and, and yeah. expectation and, and things like that. Uh, so I really loved what this game was saying and doing. Yeah. And Kokichi is the best boy. Mm. He's so good. He's such a little shit heel. He's such a little shit heel. <laughs> It's so good to fucking hate. It feels so good to hate him. There that, might be another God. boy, though. There is a very good boy. There, there is there another. Some very what, good boys in Danganronpa. Yeah. Kokichi's very good, very good boy. Yeah. There's some very good chapter fives. Oh, God. Yeah, chapter five There's never some very misses. good chapter five boys. Chapter five, don't miss. Chapter five never misses. Chapter five, don't miss. Never. Man. Yeah, like, I, I was playing through the final trial of this game, uh, talking to Poncho Smith on a call, um, <laughs> and I was just kind of, like, losing my shit at it over and over. It was, it was, it was a fun little experience. Uh, but yeah, like, this game, just, it, it, whatever people see it doing is wrong, it's probably doing it for the right reasons. Um, yeah, it's just hard to argue with what this game does and what it's saying. Um, yeah. And uh, I think the nature of, like, games sometimes pointing the mirror at the player, and I think players really don't like that sometimes. And, yeah, they really don't. And that really puts them in a bad place, and they don't like the one... They don't like being the one that are being talked to. Uh, they like to be the ones talking to others, and yeah. When a game starts talking yeah. to them in a more personal <laughs> way, they start feeling some kind of way, and maybe, all oh, this is the worst one of the series. I think, personally, this is probably, like, the smartest game I played. Yeah. Just that ending is so much. I think it's the smartest Danganronpa for sure. Yeah. All right. Are we good? 
God, we got Go four left. With We're V3. almost there. We're almost four, done, four, folks! Number four! Here's one that's going to land, I'm pretty sure. This one was chosen by myself, Rhett, John, Zalaz, Freezing Inferno, Poncho, Smith, Lirinette, Adamine 634, Beepner, and Remnants! It's every oh, video God. game. Every video <laughs> game in the world. It's Dark Souls. Hey. <sighs> hey. Cool. Who didn't I see this love one? This game. Yeah, who did not see this one landing where I it mean, landed? I think four is actually lower than I expected. So. I, I thought this was the winner. I thought this was the winner. <laughs> Going in. Yeah. Because I, I avoided um, the list as much as possible. Yeah. I really thought this was uh, the one. This, this was like my pick. Yeah. This, this, I think this game is pretty divisive. Yeah, like, it's very. It is very difficult. So, like for some people, it's just kind of. There's a already salt in the channel. This there is salt in the chat already. So yeah, I'm loving the salt. <laughs> I'm loving the salt that these last three are going to bring out. So good. This so, game. Uh, yeah. Who's got a blurb? We got a blurb for Dark Souls. I've got. A, we've got a blurb for the top four, of course. All right. Uh, this blurb comes in from Freezing Inferno. All right. It was their number four game of the decade, and I figured, who else to read about the very the hard hardest video, video game, game ever than our our resident hard game beater Fresno? Right, right, right. A nightmare in hard game for a nightmare in hard game form, but a compelling one. Trying to make your way through Dark Souls initially is a horrific, hellish world that wants you dead, but refuses to kill you for good. An infinite purgatory of attempting to overcome hard bosses. Then you do it, and things open up further. Though it may lead to relief at first when you finish it, going back only makes you realize just how d- damn good the thing is. It may kick your face in at first, but getting good, as they say, makes the whole thing worth it. See, for for, for a lot of people, these games are about the bosses. It's not that's not yeah. why I like Dark Souls. That's why Dark mm-hmm. Souls. That's not why Dark Souls is still my favorite in this series. Um, it's the world building uh, and the maps yeah. themselves and the way they're brilliantly constructed to wrap around in on each other that no other entry in the series mm-hmm. does this. Um, yeah. Bloodborne, Bloodborne is the o- only yeah. one that even like attempts that, which is really sad. Um, and it still has and it still has warps and a hub world. Yeah. So. yeah. This is the only one. This is the only one that keeps the the warp from you for a long time and has a continuous world. Yeah, they keep the warp from um, you, for, and that's very special. The way they keep the warp for you, the way like you've mentioned, uh, returning to the Firelink Shrine after getting the second bell and having the game fuck with you pretty <sighs> brutally. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. Stuff like the way I I played this game yeah. just nonstop and I mapped it out like I actually kept mm-hmm. a map and it was extremely satisfying it's just so it's such a fun world to get it's so fun to get a sense of this world in your brain Mm -hmm. what are you going to say Rhett? Rhett? yeah I just love how like because I'm so close to bouncing off this because I still got the tourist demon because I was shitty at it but then once you beat that thing and then start to get a little further in you're just like oh I could go this way or this way oh shit there's like three different paths for me now. Mm. Oh, th- this is a whole world, huh? And then you just go deeper and deeper. And like, when you ring that second bell, it's so triumphant. Like, oh my god, I made it down to the bottom and I found the thing. Mm. And then you look down, there's a whole, the whole demon ruins area. And you're just like, wait. Oh my Why is there, oh why is there way more over there? And like, you're not sure what to do because you see this whole new area, <sighs> but they just showed you the cutscene of Sen's, Sen's Fortress opening up. So you're just like, I think I'm supposed to go that way, but there's this whole thing I'm leaving behind. Weird. Weird. And the way this game will do... There's the... 
what's it called? Like Ash Lake, I think. Yeah. It's just this area. It's so dumb. It's they like put a secret door behind a secret door. Yeah, but, there's like no, behind a chest. There's no point for it being there. Like the this game gets so esoteric. Like the fact that there's like a hidden door in Blight Town that leads to a chest, and then another hidden door behind that that leads to an entire new area. Like it's just that like that same kind of weird. Like, why is that know, there? Like, 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 what's the point? For more you know? reasons, probably. They're, they're like, yeah, the like, world needs a, a like, definitive bottom. Like, this yeah. is the bottom of the world. But, like, the, the fact that yep. they were willing to d- dedicate, like, resources to making that this is a, This is a game whose world was designed and built as a world, not video game levels. Yeah. Um, and, 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 yeah, I don't think that the story is that great. It's more of the story you kind of put together through the environmental storytelling mm. that is the most important part of this experience, I think. Uh, because this game is so dingy and dead and dirty and lived in and dead um, that I think that's more compelling than the, the story yeah. of like the, the flame bearer and all this bullshit. I uh, don't even really that care that That stuff got real kind of goofy in the sequels too. Yeah, that stuff got real dumb. Like, <laughs> I think that the environmental storytelling and like the personal stories that you get mm-hmm. out of playing these games, yeah. that's the most important part. Uh, and this game is the most consistently and, and well put together, janky as it is. Um, yes, one weird thing I like about this one is how like as a game it's kind of the most broken. Yeah. Because you have, like, these really weird exploitable enemies, like the dragon butt and stuff, or, like, the dragon head. <laughs> yeah, the dragon head. butt. The dragon butt. Or, yeah. like, there's one area with, like, these huge cats that you can just chain them to, the, like, their boundary zone and just attack them without them attacking you back. Yeah. Like, it's just, it feels like a game about games at times. Like, stuff like shooting the dragon tail <laughs> to get the cheap sword. Yeah. That's very good until until you get to... And Orlando, and then it's very bad, and you have to go all the way back down if you only have that as your weapon. Yep. <laughs> it, it feels like FromSoft, you know, sticking with their guns that they've had for ages, mm-hmm. and then just it, it just clicked where it just resonated with people. Maybe it's because it's got that kind of Super Metroid shape that where yeah. it's you got that big world where you're poking around from multiple directions, and then you loop back around, loops in on itself, and then you go and. <laughs> go to the big place and then it spirals off and all these ways. Like for me, the, that's what really sticks in my brain is like just the shape of how I explore this world, how I yeah. came to have a sense of where everything was. You know, like trying, like butting my heads against the catacombs very early on and it being just so hard. And then finally coming back to there ages later, often then just going so deep down into it. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, the thing where you just get to the bottom of Blight Town and you th- and you ring the bell and it's like that's the end, and then oh, there's the demon ruins, and then there's something beneath that. <laughs> there's something beneath that. It the dimensionality, the verticality. It's the the it's every area is so varied, and also it's just such a deliberate world shape. Yeah, I, don't, it I just, love how vertical it is. I I want. I want somebody mm-hmm. to go through this six and a half hour podcast and count the number of times John Thayer has said the word shape. Says, I'm sorry. I have my I have my vocab. I've been, I realize lately I'm kind of sticking with certain words, but hey, he at least didn't say he vibes with this game. <laughs> it's a good journey. A good but I think there is a literal shape to this game because I've seen like 
3D maps yeah. of it, and it's very interesting looking, the way it loops around. Yeah, like, the maps like are very well constructed. They're crazy. Like, the ways you end up back at Firelink Shrine are very funny. Yeah. <laughs> yes! You just go, wait. Take a shot, take a shot every time someone says hits you like, a, every time John says hit, hits you like a truck. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> So we, I think we're good to move on. <laughs> all right, all right. Dark Souls. We can't talk about this game. This game is, yeah, like we've talked about this game and for five hours already. Out. We talked about this game for five hours on a mm. podcast way back in the day. That's true. You can check that out. All right, moving on. Number three. We are finally at the, oh the, the, the like. Chat's probably gonna blow oh up at all three. The all three remaining <laughs> entries my, are probably gonna be. Is... They're all gonna be like what? All right. Number three was chosen. By myself, Rhett, John, Ghosty, Tingu, Gemini, Freezing Inferno, Christ. Poncho Smith, Rainiac, Adamine 634, Jetstorm 4, <laughs> and Door Curtain. Number three is Danganronpa 2 Goodbye Despair. <sighs> this this oh my God, edged out Dark Souls. Pick. It was so close. This, this game hits you like a truck. <laughs> Yeah, John. What's the shape of this game? What's the shape? No, it's wrong. No, actually, this is the one. This is the Heck best boy. Yeah, it has. It has Nagito. Nagito, uh, Nagito is best boy. Real. Chapter five sure fucking goes in this one. Chapter five. The mm-hmm. fucking chapter fives in Danganronpa are serious business, people. But uh, there's something about this one where I didn't think they never ripped out my soul like this one did. Uh, this one like oh like and you've got oh, you're doing that huh? oh you're gonna make me pull the trigger on this huh you're gonna make me be the one to be the dis- oh and you let the timer run out and it's like nah dog that ain't the- oh. there's no way out of this <laughs> man this game this game's cl- like I, I man like i was playing this game on election night <laughs> of, I can't oh you election that. night 2016 what like Chapters five and six is when I, I shotgunned both of those chapters in a single night. Uh, it was like, what else are you going to do when the world's going to shit, right? <laughs> Finish this very good video game. Finish a very good video game and pray you don't wake up the next morning. That was my. Uh, oh my that was God. my. <laughs> that was mine. Um, but we got a blurb before we get into yeah. our thoughts more uh, deliberately here. Uh, our blurb comes from Adamine six thirty four. Grounded is probably a confusing word to explain why Super Danganronpa 2's cast and narrative felt more relatable and impactful than the first game to me. But Danganronpa is always about exaggeration. Compared to Danganronpa 1's cast, 2's ultimates feel less like elites and more like regular kids who just happen to be really good at something. The continued examination of self-confidence is focused around a more compelling nobody protagonist and a foil whose role and archetype are something I want... Are, are something I wonder why I haven't seen more of in fiction. The first Danganronpa is a great game with a message I deeply appreciated, but Danganronpa 2 gave the message of hope versus despair, the weight that I feel, the weight that I needed for it to really affect me. Danganronpa 1 was a story I wish I had in high school. Danganronpa 2 was the story that made me want to live. <laughs> that was, uh... Whew. That's really nice. That's that's a good video game. Uh, the yeah. way, like this one, 
Danganronpa 2 is great because it takes... It, it's very Metal Gear Solid 2-ish in that... Yeah, definitely. It, it takes all of your expectations, mm-hmm. gives you those expectations, and then smacks you in the face and says, Ha ha! But it's not really that. Now is it? Bitch! And it just... It gets you. It gets oh, you so good. There is no game that gets you more than Danganronpa 2. Besides V3. Besides V3. This one really just fucking gets you, though. Oh my god. The way that Nagito, this one, this being one, like the lucky ahead. student, is the same as the protagonist of the first game, but yeah. they just do a completely different thing with it. It's so funny. And, and his design is even purposefully very similar to Nayegi's. Um, it's, it's not 100% matched up, but he's made to kind of yeah. give that same impression. And then the way they play around with that idea is just like, oh, you cheeky fucks. I think for me, this was my strongest, like, visceral journey of the Danganronpas. Yeah. Like, yeah. that. this one is where I was the most just, like, feeling it. Because, I, I, again, like, um, V3 is weird because I think it is bad on purpose in some ways yeah. for those middle chapters. Whereas I think this one is, like, the mm-hmm. perfect Danganronpa game the entire time through. Yeah. What, like, Danganronpa I, Somebody one... mentioned Chiaki. Chiaki. Go ahead. It's very good. Chiaki. She's very good. Uh, she's very good. She's also so... She's almost, like, too good, which winds up playing into the story. <laughs> like, I thought I was being smug, like, oh, I don't know. This seems a little bit like she's just trying to... They're Like, they just crafted someone perfectly to be... Night, be perfect be, cutie gamer girlfriend. <laughs> Who wants a big booby gamer girlfriend? Her perfect cutie gamer and girlfriend. Her breasts, are very big. her breasts are very big. And her breasts are big, which is very nice. And she has a girl um, And then it was like... Hair. Oh, my God. And then the way they played with that in the in the ending is really cool. Oh god! So yeah. I, I like every credit. Every credit has just like, oh wow, oh wow, what you're what you're doing here? Oh whoa 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 whoa! Hey now, yeah. Drv <laughs> Drv three was the only way you could follow this up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like the only way you could follow this up is to just explode even more. Yeah, so. like when you like, push it makes things, this look less. Go ahead. When you push things to the extent that Danganronpa 2 pushes them, you can't you can't aim lower anymore. You have to just all right, sky's the fucking limit. Absurdity yeah. to the max. Let's go. This the chapter six in this game feels so fucking good and cathartic. God, it's real yeah. good. Which is why like V three had to no, take that away. Wrong. Yeah, I think the I think the no, that's wrong. Sword slash was the most feelings I got from a Danganronpa game. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's really, really cool. What a video game. What a video game. Oh, right. my God. Oh, my God. What the fuck is number two? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Okay, so are we, going, are we ready for it? Are we ready for it? I'm ready. Okay, so let me just say, scoring-wise, like, talent is all up. The top two was extremely close the entire time. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. As, as well as towering over the other games. Like, it wasn't actually close between 3 and 2, but 2 and 1 were super close the entire time. Yeah, it was neck and neck. Yeah. For a while, like, the number 2 was leading for, like, most of the editing process. Because mm-hmm. I was doing it in real time, just adding the list as I went. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Alright. Okay. Are we ready to peel off the bandits for number 2? Coming in. We'll tell... Here we go, here we go, come on, come on. Coming in at number two, 
This game was chosen by myself, Rhett, Ghosty, Zalaz, Austin, Carmichael McAllis, Tengu Gemini, Freezing Inferno, Poncho Smith, Rainiac, Lyranette, Beepner, Jetstorm 4, Remnant, and Door Curtain. That's a lot of fucking people. That is a lot of fucking people. It's not who, me, so I'm Who put like, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove on their list? <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! I did realize, though, the fact that John wasn't in there did kind of reveal it to be yeah. safe for him. <laughs> Transcendent! <laughs> Are you okay over there? Oh, I'm happy. He really didn't want this to win. It, it, it almost oh, did. No, that's not what I was... I didn't... I know that's that wasn't what it was. I couldn't remember what would be. Oh. It was like I knew Dark Souls. I knew number one. I knew um, DR two. Yeah. I was like, "What's the last one?" I don't remember what it is. And the fact that and so it just landing there, and then it being it just makes me really happy. There was a point during the editing where Polly DM'd me, and to guess what number one was, she goes, "I bet number one is Shovel Knight," and I didn't say anything. But at the time, she was correct. Like, the scores were just, were just every vote was like, oh, okay, now it's number one. Now it's number two. It's just, they just bounced back and forth the whole time. Yeah. That is so close. I wouldn't have expected I that. Just, okay, full disclosure, if I had realized this was going to be number two, maybe would have split it into multiple games. Because yeah. <laughs> there was a big controversial decision, like, is this going to be counted as one game or not? And I just... For me, it was the fact that Plague Knight is not available as a standalone mm-hmm. that makes it feel like one game for me. Because most of us bought tr- the original Treasure Shovel Knight yeah. on Steam and, you get and just Treasure got all those later. other things for yeah. free. So to me, it still feels like one game. Yeah. that's Even though it's very borderline. Yeah. Because like it, it is really like four full-length games now. This was a hard, hard decision to make. Uh, yeah. With you know, scoring-wise, with how we were going to handle that, and I think we just went with the best option because I think most people just think of this as one thing. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm okay. I'm at peace with it. Yeah. Especially because it's my number one. Uh, this game. <laughs> this game earns where it's at. Um, it yeah. does this thing that it's doing very, 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 very well. Um, mm-hmm. It is a traditional uniform platformer in every sense of the word, and it is a very good one of those. That said, yeah. like all the character, like you get a lot of value uh, with this game as well. Uh, just like you get like literally like four or five games, uh, and yeah. it's hard to sneeze at that. Um, uh, I mean, so, what, do you, what else do you I've, say? I've got a blurb. You got a blurb. a blurb. Yeah, is, is it is it from John Thire? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> all right. Tingu oh, Gemini one is Kingdom Hearts wait, wait, Kingdom wait, Memories. Some, oh, I gotta think. Tingu Gemini for the five. Yeah, well, one, two, three, what? four, five, oh. six for the six gift sub bomb. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Tingu. You that was entirely generous. Thank you very much. It says he's gifting, gifting five. Okay, there we go. Thank you very much, Tingu. Much appreciated. Okay. This blurb comes in from Poncho Smith. Mm-hmm. Shovel Knight was their game of the decade. Well, there you go. By itself, the original Shovel Knight, Shovel of Hope as it's now known as, would have easily made my top ten under different circumstances. But having to take into account every additional campaign and extra, there's no way it couldn't top my list. There's just so much stellar Shovel Knight content that's been released since 2014. 
The Plague Knight Inspector campaigns are worthy games in their own right, and I guess people who like card games have King, the, the King Knight Quest, which I haven't played. But sorry, I have to one one which I have yet to complete as of this posting because this mm. was like in March uh, to satiate them. Far more than simple homages to the 8-bit era, these are games that will stand the test of time. Right. Uh, yeah, like I... Like, they're just really good. Uh, what I more really, can you... Yeah. And Mona's fantastic. Mona's great. I, I really love Shovel Knight and uh, Plague of Shadows. Yeah. Uh, like, Plague of Shadows the... is just yeah. the jam. Yeah. I actually did finish the card one. Like, it's a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be going in. Like, I really liked some of mm-hmm. the stuff they did with the structure, even though the card game part is the worst part of it. Right. And, Paul, you had a pretty good time with Spectre Knight, right? Yeah, I didn't mind. I, I 100%ed Spectre Knight, so I had yeah. to have enjoyed it. So, so. That's, that's something. Yeah, sure. like, uh, I, that's the only one of those games I've also, done Spectre that Knight's with. a very cool design. Yeah, yeah. Spectre Knight's a cool design. Uh, they play around with that. Like, the story's not quite as good as Plague Knight's, because I think yeah. I think Plague Knight's story is just absolutely adorable. Uh, it's, a, it's adorable, and they... Like, Spectre Knight was kind of funny, because I think they put way more effort into the story, mm-hmm. but it just was a little, maybe, overbearing. Yeah, yeah, that, that, mm-hmm. that's what I think, too. Yeah, the way Shovel, uh, the way uh, Plague of Shadows played with the structure of the first game. Yeah, the first Shovel Knight. There's so much Shovel Knight. <laughs> there's there's a lot of Shovel Knight. Uh, they've they've really kind of run the entire gamut yeah. in the decade with with this series and keeping it relevant. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think there's really any ill will here toward like them being no. able to keep this going. The people that love this series absolutely love it to death. Um, yeah. And good on them for like the most extensive, insane Kickstarter God. pledge rewarding I've ever seen. Yeah. Because when I beat King of Cards on Steam, like the game recognized that I'd, I'd beaten all four of the main games. And it pops up the special screen, like, congratulations, you beat all four. Mm-hmm. And it just says, like, Shovel Knight Project 2013 to 2019. I was just like, God. Oh, that's my that's, heart. That's really sweet. Oh. That's who, really nice. who ever thought, like, fucking extra playable characters as a Kickstarter reward, though, would be, like, five years of development? Five years of development and would turn out as good as it did. Because Shantae yeah. Have Genie Hero did that, too, and those turned out they did- bad. <laughs> Again, you can just swap a character in, or you can build entirely new levels in gameplay around Yeah, like, them. they really spent their time loving and caring on each iteration that they put out. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah. this is quality content. Regardless of whether you like it or not, you can't call this bad. Yeah, and, um, and it's not half-assed at all. It's not half-assed at all. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. Shovel Knight earns its keep where yeah. it is at. They went 120% in on... Delivering. All right. So, are we ready? We're ready. Are we ready? Because um, we're gonna. Oh, do, wait, we're let gonna me post. We're gonna present this a little differently. Chat. We're gonna present this a little differently. Oh my god! I'm not gonna read the up. names first. I'm not gonna read the names of who chose it first. All will be. All will come to you in time, ladies and gentlemen. I present to you your game of the decade from 2010 to 2019, courtesy of SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. You wonderful sons of bitches. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, SocksMakePeopleSexy.net's Game of the Decade, 2010 to 2019. Chosen by myself, Brett, John, 
Ghosty, Zawaz, Carmichael McCallis, Tingu Gemini, Freezing Inferno, Rainiac, Lyranet, Adamine 634, Jetstone 4, Peaches, Door Curtain, and Iffy. Here it is. Oh. Goes down so smooth. Oh. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. This is how the cards fell. This is what you decided. Socks make people sexy.net's game of the decade is Undertale. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is a game that got here. It, it got here legitimately. Like, this game, like, the love that this yep. game has earned is 100% deserved. Nobody can argue. I, I don't think, I think that this is un- indisputable. Um, yeah. Just. I think. This was, it was me and John's one. number one. <laughs> I think Dark Souls yep. was both our number two, but both our number twos. <laughs> this makes me really happy. So I'm really glad it shook out this way because to yeah. me this was this was like extremely the game of the decade. This was like obvious, yeah. like the game of the decade. Like the, the, it's like it was. Poncho Smith has something in the chat. He says, on that topic, I want to tell everyone that years after I started this fight, I finally, finally beat Sans. I won the fight. I feel like a massive weight is off my shoulders now. And I put the screenshot of that very moment on my Twitter. Good job. Good job. We can finally let the hate go. Uh, in celebration Good. for uh, Undertale being... The game of the decade, like this, like we we talked about this game for five hours one time on a podcast, yeah. uh, very extensively. Yeah. Uh, this game came out of fucking nowhere for me. I yeah. did, uh, this is this was totally blindsided. Like I wasn't following this game. I didn't. I had not heard about it until the week it launched on Steam, and I think Taylor bought it for me on a whim. Oh. And it, and then I think it was John that maybe mentioned playing mm-hmm. it. And then I, I remember because I was high on Sudafed and I told y'all you yes. need to play this game. Yeah, God, I need to go back and listen to that podcast. You wanted you to throw. You were just like, you guys, you guys need to play this game. You don't understand. Yeah, I remember a tweet being something along the lines of mm-hmm. throws Mother Three into the trash can because <laughs> <laughs> Undertale is that. your new favorite now. <laughs> uh, I was just like, there's no way. Everyone is hyping this up way too much because yeah. I think Sean Shiplock was a Kickstarter backer and was like immediately screaming about this yeah. game as well when yep. it came out. Like I, I had heard nothing about it. Uh, Taylor bought it for me. John gave it the praise he did, and I was I played it that weekend and was just like, oh my god, oh that happened, that happened, that that whole game happened, mm-hmm. and it happens all over you, and you can't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like like it was the perfect it was the perfect combo of circumstance. The team in their scene, Homestuck, Clout, and the Kickstarter budget. Yeah, that kind of seems like it all coming together. Um, And and why? Mm -hmm. In addition to the game itself being just Just, extremely excellent. Yeah, like what a fantastic uh, video game. (sighs) Like I think that like I I think this is another like you might not like it, but I don't think you can really make (laughs) that much of an (laughs) argument for it not being deserving. Uh, of what it's done and the impact that it is going to have and it, on video games, especially indie games going forward. Like, this game's going to influence a lot of people uh, yeah. to pick up something and start making video games. Um, yeah, so... 
They got me to make video games. Like, yeah, there you go. Like I was already making games, but like this directly inspired my work. Oh God, we've got a we've got a decapitated problem on Twitter. <laughs> oh, the it from Poncho yeah, just now. The Poncho oh. tweet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Somebody, so Molly, I'm very. I think some, you have a blurb to read for this. Yeah, one. somebody's a little sore about this game winning. I noticed a couple people were. <laughs> But, yes, we have a blurb. We have a blurb for Undertale. This blurb is by Zalaz. It is their number two game of the decade. Oh, excellent. I can hardly think of another game with with a wit so sharp and and a style so ridiculously tailored to my JRPG anime queer cartoon Toho-loving self. Even though my love for the game has cooled as the game has gone through the it, through the mimetic life cycle over the years, I can't deny that every layer of this veritable emotional onion, even when it's at its most even when it's at its absolute nastiest, is beautifully designed. Jesus, and to think this would have come from the same person that made fucking Arn's Winter Quest. I thought that would land more for John. Yeah, yeah. What's, that, that what's the also? I was. Th- I thought he was. I thought. She, I thought she was going to say the um, the M. Prague Homestuck album. Oh, <laughs> which was also Toby Fox joke. Oh, the baby is. So you, I guess Arn's Winter Quest is the, uh, the that, Earthbound uh, hack, but Earthbound it's not hack. the Halloween one. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I think John had a great blurb for this game too. Oh goodness, John's. Okay, John's blurb is the very last one on the list. Mm-hmm. Like, the final word. Yeah, the final oh, actual sight so, list. Like, so there will be a sight list pretty soon. I yeah, I'm going to get that. a little more editing. I've got to edit a six, almost seven-hour podcast. The reality is this probably this stuff probably won't be up until tomorrow sometime, I think. Yeah. So I have um, to go to work tomorrow and then put stuff together. Yeah, so we'll have all this stuff up afterwards soon. But, uh, yeah, there it is. Undertale... Runs away with uh, the socks make people sexy. game of the decade. So, is is there anything else we want to say <laughs> before saying goodnight <laughs> to the fine folks who have given us nearly seven hours of their time tonight? <laughs> Holy shit! This is longer than this is almost as long as the I don't know. There's that, that anniversary one did, that went real We did a call-in episode uh, in our first year that was seven hours, and this is basically almost as long. Oh my god! <laughs> and you specifically said you would never do another one that long. I don't know how we had the Life idea of good. doing a podcast for this, but I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do something different for the finale. I wanted to make it shine, uh, and I think yeah. this turned out yeah far beyond. Uh, what we would have imagined. So I want to thank everybody again. This brought me so much joy, y'all. Yeah, like thanks everybody for coming out. Thanks to people who helped out. Uh, thanks to Sayara, of course, for the wonderful, wonderful uh, art being used for this episode. And I want to give a special thanks to everybody who contributed a list. And I have a list right in front of me. I want to thank first of all myself because I'm awesome. <laughs> Rhett, John, Ghosty. Zenitoto, Zalaz, Eat the Pin, Austin, Carmichael McCallis, Last Zim on Earth, Tingu Gemini, Freezing Inferno, Poncho Smith, Raniac, Lirinette, Psychic Heist, Adamine 634, Beepner, Jetstorm 4, Peaches, Remnant, Door Curtain, and Iffy. I, I hope to God I didn't miss anybody there. I, I was double checking while you did that. All right, good, good. 
Um, and of course, thanks everyone. If you made it to the end of this, what a trooper you are. How the fuck did you do that? Because we're probably dead right now. How the fuck did we just do that? Yeah, how did we do that? That's insane. I, I wasn't sure. I was thinking maybe this will be four hours. I didn't think we'd. I didn't think. <laughs> no, we'd hit, that's that's. I didn't think we'd hit seven. Once we started talking about those like games in the nineties for as long as we were, I was like, oh yeah. boy, just fucking strap in. Oh, boy. Just strap in. Enjoy yep. the ride. Uh, thanks everybody <sighs> for coming out. Uh, Gift Subbers, Raven, Tengu, uh, you all have been far too generous. Thank you very much for the generosity that you've shown. Uh, thanks for coming out and giving us a listen. It has been an absolute pleasure to bring the end of this list to you. Uh, again, we apologize it took us so long, but I think everybody will agree the wait was worth it. So, John Thayer, where can the fine folks on the internet find you? Farawaytimes.itch.io. Rhett. Where can uh, Twitter.com slash Rhett for bad animated opinions and pictures of Phoebe Key. <laughs> and of course, you can find me at my dumb website. You know where it's at. So remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you. 